Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024. This is The Gap, episode 692. This is a special end of last year bonus show that we've chucked in at the start of the brand new year. I hope everyone's had a safe holiday hmm. uh, and has looked after themselves. My name is Luke Laurie, Job Gore is here, hey. and to help us round out this special show where we look back on the biggest games of 2023, we've got a few guests joining us. Uh, Junglist is here. How you going, Jung? Yo, pretty good. How you doing? Good, man. Thank you so much for jumping in and uh, helping us round out the biggest and baddest games of last year. Appreciate the time. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. And the fourth person sitting in here is the, uh, it's, it's a surprise edition because they probably didn't know this was part of the rules, but it's because of the, uh, the Gap Fantasy League. Yep. Uh, the true. winner, Cleb, what was the team name in your, that you won? Oh, I don't even remember now. Um, Cleve Games, I believe. Yep. Cleve Games was the winner of the Gap Fantasy League uh, for, for the Game Critics stuff. Uh, and he took first place in that. And as a punishment, he needs to do this podcast now. Terrible. <laughs> I had no idea. It should have been yeah. me, right? It, it, it wasn't even going to come up. It should have just been me, except cricket. I didn't fully understand the rules around how a game would be scored. I thought if cricket had gotten a zero, you wouldn't have gotten 10 extra points. I wouldn't have gotten 10 negative points. And I would have won the whole fucking thing. So, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there was never going to be a thing, but, you know. If ifs and buts. Oh, I know exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I got screwed on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Cleb, thanks so much for joining us as well, and hopefully, um, well, this can be a rotating chair each year. Every time someone wins, they have to come on and spend uh, five hours with us. It's just going to be me next year as well. Year. I'm just going to win fucking next year. It's not going to fucking matter. I'm already set up to win uh next year so it doesn't really matter i've got the best team by Licking a long the boots way of nintendo to oh, the i have the most cynical fucking team this year <laughs> it is out of control i watched what happened last year with my careful fucking picks and my intelligent fucking des uh design and then i uh and i'm like oh no this is too close i'm not fucking i'm not leaving it to chance again i'm never le letting kleb fuck me like he did last year so i, I picked up paper mario remake picked up princess peach showtime Picked up Project L, the fucking League of Legends fighting game, because yeah, nobody be cool. ever dares say anything bad about a fucking Riot game. Uh, what was the other one that I had that I thought was... Oh, the, the Rise of the Golden Idol, the sequel to that uh, Curse of the Golden Idol game from last year that inexplicably right. got fucking nines all over the place, despite only being 45 fucking minutes long. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fucking... I'm Gucci, baby. Like, uh, it's, it's pretty much over already. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I've I've afforded myself the luxury of going with some locks and then just a lot of emotional picks. Emotional picks. Emotional oh, picks. Luigi's Mansion Two over step. here. Yeah, look, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna score. Luigi's Mansion Two. That's a lot. Yeah. So this is uh, Jung. If you're not aware, this is a uh, it's a fantasy sports thing where you pick games instead of players yeah. and you actually I saw team. this. Uh, you know, I, I I was thinking to myself, let's see what's happening in the Gap uh, yep. Discord, and I I came in like a half hour after you had the last call. Ah, uh, got it. And then I was like, what's all this about? And then I looked into it, but it was like just after the cutoff. Yeah, bummer. Ah, uh, that sucks. Um, because we could have had ten fucking players, and it would have been an even amount. And Don't. the part of my brain that uh, gets upset with uh, oh, you know, it's 
three threes, so I'm kind of okay with it, but I'd prefer an even number. Yeah, I could um, see myself getting angry about like what should score and what does score. Oh, it was it was <laughs> it was a source of a lot of fucking rage last year. Uh, you have to be extremely cynical uh, yeah, yeah. the way you pick things. Like I, I last year I picked uh, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, uh, knowing full well that everyone would just review, like re-review Cyberpunk, like users an opportunity to re-review Cyberpunk, yeah, and it would get fucking great scores as a result, not necessarily because of Idris Elba's phoning at the fucking. <laughs> um, and it it did very well, and it yeah. fucked. I had a similar uh, experience with um uh, the game awards because like you know that manifold markets website where people can create their own prediction markets. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot uh, a lot of markets around the game awards, and I was I was pretty cynical betting on that. And, uh, <laughs> I did well. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the big difference is you guys when you drafted last year was like the back half of the year, right? Yeah. This year is, is there's nothing announced. It's a dead hole. Yeah. In yeah. The next, I, like, I wasn't three months from now. The way that we ended up running things, like because when Job first set it up, we were supposed to be 15 games and we draft like half of that. And then you can pick up games throughout the year when they turn up. But yep. now yep. we've drafted all the games. So I guess like, it leaves room for dropping games throughout the year. But at the same time, I've, I've made, made it like, so that you can drop anything yeah. uh, without any penalty as long as it hasn't already come out or it hasn't been counterpicked. So, like, there is room. Uh, and I, I, wanted it, I wanted it all drafted just because I wanted that, that scramble, the scramble that we had where people were, like, desperately trying to bid as much as possible to, like... Heath picked up fucking Suicide Squad, killed the Justice League <laughs> in his team. It was his, I think, his second last pick or some shit was Suicide Madness. Squad. Like, drop everything, right? Make sure Heath has to fucking hold on to that bag for the rest of fucking eternity. That is going to sink his fucking entire goddamn team. There's no way that scores over fucking 70, right? Like, just the, the, even the most cynical take on it, it like, People, that's that's the opportunity, right? Critics love a chance to fucking really rake something over the fucking coals. They're gonna go for Suicide Squad. Everyone already fucking hates it before it's even out. Uh, so Everyone yeah, agrees at the water cooler, which which one they're gonna pen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't. I there are changes I will make next year as well. I don't like. I cynically abused the fuck out of it by picking up a lot of fucking remasters, but uh, I don't think remasters should be in the mix. Uh, yeah. I've been playing... Uh... Am I allowed to talk about it? Uh, I've been playing... Well, I've been playing Prince of Persia, and I finished that, and that was a lot of fun. That was very good. It was Hollow Knight with Dead Cells fucking, like, movement. Basically. But uh, just let me check and make sure I'm allowed to mention this other fucking game. Uh, where's the... F Why is it not in the email? What's the date today? Last of Us. Oh, okay, yeah, The Last of Us. Yes, yeah, Director's it's Cut. It's already out, isn't it? It is out, right? Out today or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, anyway, I would time I, this podcast comes. Played that a little bit. That is the Director's Cuttiest fucking Director's Cut 
I've seen in a long time. Uh, it adds not a lot. It's still a great game. I, you know, I think we talked at length about how much we enjoyed Director. Uh, sorry, uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, until, you know, outside of the structural issues that I still think it has. They didn't fix those. They should have fixed them. Um, it adds a couple of fucking deleted scenes, some better lighting, uh, and a mode that, to be honest, I don't think works very well for The Last of Us, a roguelike mode, but it's there's not enough power ramp. And it's weird because uh, Valhalla, right, for God of War came out last year at the end of last year, and that's fucking really good. That's actually, like, because it's, it's perfectly suited for fucking God of War, right? Um, you've got three different weapons, there's multiple, like, you wind up going into really interesting builds, and there's a power ramp, and you're really fucking, like, boosting up your fucking chains or your fucking axe, and when you get that power for your axe, that's all you fucking use for the rest of the fucking thing, but, like, normally I don't use the axe, and that's all fucking good. Meanwhile, in The Last of Us, it's like, uh you've got one extra molotov and you're like all right cool yeah i guess i'm using no, molotovs hey. no one actually likes the action sequences in the last of us right like it's not why you it's not why you're playing that game right yeah so yeah i think it's a bit of a misstep especially because you have to pay for the director's card of the last of us part two valhalla was fucking free there's definitely a winner on that one it's a pretty easy fucking yeah. Just go Valhalla. I think it's Sony testing the waters yeah. and seeing if they can make people play ten bucks. Yeah. For that upgrade, I don't think you should. Yeah. I don't think there's enough there. Oh, I'm going to. Um. Well, don't. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's let's get, kick things off here. Right. Um. Sorry. So how this is going to go? We're doing our uh, uh our last year's so 2023 Game of the Year awards. Uh, we're going to kick things off with some of the biggest stories of the year. Um. Then we're going to go into the uh, individual categories, give some pretend awards out for those. Uh, and then finally, we'll wrap things up with our personal uh, top five games of the year. And we'll each do a quick rundown of, of, of those and, and about why we, we like them. Um, and so hopefully that'll give people a, a good idea of, um, you know, maybe some games they haven't checked out and stuff's on their backlist. Um, I, I guess that the one warning is we will probably be talking about spoilers during those sections um and uh potentially going into things a little bit deeper than what we normally do so just be warned that there could be cases where we start talking a little bit more deeper than what we normally do in in relation to these games just I'm to, going to talk explain like this. yeah <laughs> well you, you could speak a bit higher if you want <laughs> that's why i laugh i don't I'm need gonna, to speak higher my laugh is higher i'm gonna spoil counter-strike 2 oh shit yeah he yeah. diffuses yeah. it ah! he's done it again um yeah all right so let's let's kick things off with um our year in review we've chopped this one right down this year so it's not as as beefy as what we've done in the past uh but we'll go through sort of each each month and pick uh the biggest story of the month and we'll sort of have a quick discussion about that and uh look at the year that sort of shaped gaming last year um unfortunately we're going to kick things off with some really shit news it just seems to be a recurring trend and it seems like it's not going away anytime soon but uh i guess the big the biggest thing that sort of come out of the last 12 months or 13 months is the uh video game industry and developers losing their jobs um so this kicked off with in january 
in Microsoft, Microsoft cut over 10,000 jobs across the business, which infected uh, both Xbox and Bethesda. This is after um, having a $198 billion in revenue for the year before. Um, and then to kick, continue the year layoffs, uh, just basically every couple of weeks, it would almost seem like we had um, an estimate of over 9,000 people in the industry were laid off, developers, uh, which affected pretty much every single major pu publisher except for Nintendo. Nintendo was the only one that didn't have, that managed to, to see through and do it. And I guess the um, the, the other interesting thing is that it, it, that's also maybe a testament to Japanese culture as well of like, when you work at a company, you sort of work there for like a really long time. Um, and somehow they have also managed to figure out a way to not have to go through and, and, and cut a lot of staff. Well, they didn't um, get they didn't get caught up in the Silicon Valley hiring spree of like yeah. 2020, right? 2021, yeah. the uh, which is yeah, craze. yeah, exactly. So they got away with some some shit on that front because uh, you don't you just don't need to hire lots of lots more people to develop the same game over and over again for a console that's you know 18 years old. So it's not that you know. It's not a big deal. It's happening everywhere. Uh, I think not just video games, like you know, shipping companies and um, tech companies. Like yeah, yeah. They, you know, they things were really good while there was cheap money during the pandemic. Yeah, um, when the Fed was just like printing money nonstop, and um, their their eyes got too big. The uh, chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, and then they assume uh, that like you know, retail and shipping companies assume that. Uh, like consumption is going to be the same post COVID and it's, it's not, you know, for whether you're Netflix or whether you're a video game company or whether you're retail, like you, you should have planned for shit to change. Post -COVID. The other thing is uh, there's the, there's a, there's fear that we're heading into another recession. Uh, and so they're all <laughs> cleaning house inadvertently causing said recession. <laughs> kicking off said recession which is you know the classic loop really but yeah the other the other thing that sort of came out and this isn't related to last year but recently um oh i guess it is related to last year but like i think it was uk stats that that streaming has sort of overtaken video games in terms of uh revenue which is the first time in yeah basically like a really long time now hmm. um so that's something that's interesting uh but to name a couple of uh, publishers so epic games had uh, 900 employees at one one stage playstation went through uh, quite a lot of cuts uh through all of their studios some some of the big names there was naughty dog uh basically that entire like multiplayer team that was working on the last of us um factions was cut uh eight percent of bungee staff were, were were cut uh and there's still ramifications in terms of what's happening there and uh mm. potentially at some point, if Bungie doesn't pick up soon, then PlayStation's is going to come in and, and take over the business because they're kind of running it independently right now and they're clearly not doing really well. Yeah. Um, we obviously talked about Unity last year as well. They had a, an increase of 69% revenue. They laid off over 900 nice. employees in May, oh, nice. which is cool. Um, they get rich. Yeah, and so... Yeah. And, and on top of that, like, we've... It's what... 18 days into Janu January of this yeah. year. And the news at the start of this year is in relation to more layoffs. Like, 
I, I think in the last two weeks, uh, there's like 2,000 people being affected already. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I, I guess some of it is not in relation to, to d- developers, but it's uh, Twitch is, is having layoffs. 35% of their company is being laid yeah. off. Um, which you know it's a it's their more media side um, and streaming but um, there's also developers have been impacted as well um, more layoffs seem to be coming which um, it just seems to be a recurring trend of 2023 um, but I just wanted to mention at the start because that's when things sort of you want to start off, off on a high note <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the big thing and is I think all embrace it right that they're yeah, still embrace. cleaning yeah. house. Yeah. And yeah, Gearbox going to keep going. They've had so many, yeah. They've been trying to get rid of Gearbox. It sounds like Gearbox is having some some layoffs soon. Um, yeah, Embracer, uh, I think, just went too quick, too hard. Maybe um, that's like so. yeah, that looks like a classic example of it. Like too, way too many acquisitions too quickly, yeah. and it feels like almost immediately they're offloading it. These IPs that they bought. It's because that Golem game didn't do anything. No. Um, was <laughs> it, that was them? Was it? Was it it was, else? yeah, that was Embracer had that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. I so I don't think this is the end of it. I think this whole year I think this year is this year is gonna be worse than what we saw last year. I think that was just the the incline. Things are still gonna keep going up, unfortunately, which is shit. Um, because as I've just mentioned, all of these companies are making money. They're making more money. Yeah. Um they're just trying to, you know, uh make even more money with less people and, and and that shit so the one the upside right and i think i mentioned this last year i can't remember if i said it on the podcast or just to myself um but the upside is that that it is a, an inadvertent injection of a lot of money and talent into a into the indie scene or into the potential uh pool yeah. of develop uh development like game development like a bunch of people just got a sweet golden parachute and mm. are now expected to either fucking to put up or sh- or shut up or, or get the fuck out you know like they they got to do something with that money and like you know if it was me uh hey i'm taking two years off but uh if it's someone who's business savvy they'll probably like put it into um yeah like a, a new studio or a brand new game idea or collab with someone to to make a, a new game or some shit, you know? So I think there there are positives, but obviously there's huge negatives for, yeah. for people. More people will well. go indie. I'm, I'm put in mind of like Stormgate. Right, like, yeah. You know, obviously people left Blizzard um, before all this happened, but there will be a steady transition of credibility and loyalty um and and loyal customers to those indie studios where you know blizzard's gonna look at the starcraft ip and make financial decisions around it whereas you know the the talent's just gonna go ahead and make a good rts over yeah to the side over here or the finals is another good example as well yeah yeah um oh you you telling me what people want is destructibility and good gunplay I think what they want is stupid mobile uh, game characters instead of classes and shitty open maps. I'm pretty sure that's what they want. They want dance uh-huh. emotes. Dance, yeah, exactly. And some half-assed <laughs> fucking extraction gameplay mode. Anyway, fuck 2042. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, this is also oh no this is not a good segue because i'm looking at the wrong month but anyway i was going to say um but you've also got like other companies bigger studios where people are leaving um so like the uh rocksteady studios with with the leads of those guys sort of going and starting their own triple a studio somewhere else and obviously we'll see how that sort of pans out in two weeks when suicide squad does come out but um it, it, we have seen sort of a lot of people like job said go off and start their own things jake solomon from for axis after for whatever reason uh that game obviously didn't sell and i do not think that was a a a team problem i think that was something else because that Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns. Yeah. I, I I played. I finished that during the break. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll talk about it a bit more later. But that game is fucking phenomenal. Apart from the like the gameplay stuff is so good. Um, and for that, for someone having to take the fall of what went wrong there, I I think that you look at his past and what he did with the XCOM series and reviving that and XCOM two, um, and then like it's this is not a gameplay problem this is something else and so i think it's shit that he had to take the fall but i'm so interested to see what these people that are leaving these big corporate studios and going to do their own things like uh, um ken levine we, we we don't know what he's doing he went and started his own thing i'm assuming we'll see that game this year again but where yeah it's it's not really indie like we've yeah. they're starting these bigger studios it's a bit bigger than indie but it's 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 a weird like i don't know what we call them at this point like new, double wave, a? new wave double a, double a yeah because yeah, it's not traditional double a Do- traditional yeah. double a was some eastern european company making a version Stalker. of skyrim yeah, yeah. Stalker or some shit where you're like uh what the fuck is going on why why is this bear having sex with my corpse uh triple b <laughs> triple b <laughs> nice uh yeah anyway like um, really so obscure designation like quintuple c <laughs> yeah yeah, like we're just like getting more and more like like bra sizes, right? They don't what bra sizes don't go more than <laughs> yeah. D or some shit, so they just yeah. keep adding D's on the end. They're like, oh yeah, she's got quadruple. This this uh, game is triple XL. Double D boobs. Like <laughs> the Listo the Protocol was a triple uh, a quadruple A game. Right? Oh, it was, was a quadruple A game. Oh uh, shit! Has anyone called their game a triple S? Oh, that would have been smart. You'd think <laughs> Devil May Cry would give it a fuck, You would right? think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a Kojima thing, for sure. He'd oh, come yeah, out and be like, yeah. this is the first triple... The first, yeah. uh, Triple K. Triple, oh, you can't call that, Kojima. And he'd be ah, like, shut up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, tr- this is the first Strand triple S game. Yeah. That's genius. Um, we should make a fucking game studio. Make the first triple S. Fucking smart. Yeah. All right. Uh, so in February, um, we've got Xbox starts making some moves here. They sign a 10-year deal with Nintendo and NVIDIA, uh, which will include their games appearing on their platforms. I, I guess this big standout game here is, is Call of Duty. That's the sort of one that they were, they were floating around. But we've had some rumors um, over the, the break that one of those potential games could be Sea of Thieves as well, um, which would be really cool because that is also a fantastic Xbox game. Um, but this was all in the lead up to them signing their their big deal, their big acquisition with with Activision Blizzard King, um, and uh, Job's going to go get me. Is that what you're doing now? Going to get me my ice cream? Yeah, I think that's where he's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he obviously was on the boat of them not getting this deal done, uh, and it has happened. We sort of haven't seen 
um, I, I don't know if it's yeah it is in here later on we'll, we'll get to that bit um, anyway so this is them laying the groundwork and, and that sort of stuff uh, then to kick things off in March we've got some our first look at uh, gameplay of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League um, this is shown during I think a PlayStation event it receives some pretty pretty uh, negative uh, feedback yeah. Um, and then reactions start coming out in terms of, uh, I think it was Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg put a report up saying that internally the game had been looked at and was being reevaluated and it would be delayed. Um, that took a couple of months, but eventually that came out and, and was obviously true. Um, and it's been pushed back till uh, February of this year. Um, and I don't know, man, like we've, we've seen some more stuff coming out about this and i remember last year when when they showed it again everyone's like yeah this looks a lot better and i i said to job they've removed the hud yeah that's all they've done they've removed the hud they're hiding stuff and people have like put they've put their blindfold on yep. i'm like it looks the same they've just removed the hud and then this last round of previews came out and people lost their minds about oh look at the hud and i'm like i literally was telling people all they did was remove the hud it looks yeah. like a giant mess. In saying that, I'm still excited to play it because I want to see what it is. Oh, 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 I'm so, I'm so, like, there's there's a morbid curiosity in me at this point, I think, about this game. Because, I mean, after Gotham Knights, right? Like, that's that's my, that's my benchmark here. I'm like, yeah. can they, can it be worse than that? <laughs> the speed lines? And the terribleness, hmm. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to find but out. But I think Surely not. this one is built for, it seems like they have gone in from the start being like, this is going to be a cop game. Yeah. And so there has to be things in place for that. And obviously you get the benefit of the doubt because you're Rocksteady. You've, you've put out some absolutely fantastic games in the past, but are those people still there? Obviously not. The, the, the leads are gone. Yep. Um, the the co-founders of the studios are gone. All that's left but what else are the is people who implemented the Batmobile. It, it smells, smells a bit like Arcane, right? Being forced to make Redfall. Yeah. It's like yeah, it you've, got, you've got this one wheelhouse thing that they do. Stick with that. And then top down people go, oh, let's, let's try something different that might make us more money. Yep. Yeah. Game's uh, just nervous, baby. That's, that's your game of the year, isn't it, Clip? Redfall? Redfall, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No game. No game got past four out of ten for me. So Red Bull's it. Red Bull is the highest. Yeah. Um. So I am. I am very curious about this. But this. Uh. Yeah. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has had a uh, a rough year last year. Um. So we'll see what happens. You know also, what? I'm Mark... waiting for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. <laughs> oh, when they reboot it, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah. 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 Um, March was also the um, when rumors began circulating in relation to E3 being cancelled for for that year. Um, That was that that was basically confirmed uh, a week within the week, I think it was, um, quite soon after. And then to round things out again, um, E3 was killed off officially in December of last year, where they just flat out took it out the back and and removed it finished completely it i mean it was yeah. it was sort of a lying they had to carry it out there right 
It wasn't. It wasn't right. exactly kicking and screaming it, on its way it, out. It was well, back. one showing. Dead. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't like an all yellow yelp at the end. There, it was just sort of like a. Fucking... I think it was. It was already dead. They just had to check. Yeah, they, yeah. Like they, they took it out back and they checked its pulse and they're like, "Oh yeah, it is dead." The double tap. You got to give it the double tap. You know. Yeah, it was dead like months prior to that. They and then they they were like the clear to make sure it you doesn't know, they come went, back. They went clear <laughs> and there was no response. Yep. Um, the time yeah. of death. Time yeah. of death. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Did um, Yeah, which is super disappointing because I I like me growing up or I I E3 was always a big thing when it came around watching it on um, TV because we streaming wasn't a thing back then um, and then reading it in. In, in magazines and people going and covering it and then eventually going to go there multiple times myself i'm we, we've all all four of us here have been there it's e3 yep um still my favorite so, Luke story it's out of e3 went to a party at the uh that hotel <laughs> where they found that dead body in the reservoir at the no top. no that's a, a different hotel <laughs> no it was that hotel it was definitely was that it? hotel. No. Yeah, it was one hundred percent. I, I wasn't think it even... was the one across the street. No, it was definitely that hotel. And, I, I uh, stayed at that one. And then we went in, and uh, I, you know, I go get go get us drinks, and I come up and I hand Luke his drinks and uh, uh, his drink, and and he goes, oh yeah, hey, uh, these these are the guys from three four three Industries. Uh, this is Job. He gave Halo four a five out of ten, and then he walked away, and then he just left me with them. It was nice. fucking brutal. I will never forget. That awkwardness. It was. It actually doesn't crack the top three awkward moments in my life, but uh, it was still pretty rough. Not even yeah. awkward moments at E3. Oh, <laughs> well, no. no. At E3, it's definitely uh, number one. No one's. Woof. There's there's been some great stories out of E3, but I don't know. I gotta say, I don't miss it. Like, especially in the the recent years with like you know them yeah. doxing people and then pretending that they got hacked and yeah i don't know it's just not the way the world was going you know the the world was moving towards publishers speaking directly to their audiences and you know the, the i don't know the attempt to resurrect it kind of always struck mm. me as bizarre anyway well that's what e3 tried to do as well right they went oh we'll invite you know just joe blow off the street anyone can come in we'll speak directly to the the audience and then it's just publishers realize that have don't have to go through you guys yeah yeah there was always there was always the uh, the people who tried to avoid the e3 fees and like have something in the parking lot next door and then like e3 would like hire a truck to block it or something yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then eventually like ea was like we're leaving and they went and set up around the corner and then it was like well microsoft slowly started like we'll just do it next door because we own the microsoft theater next door and so it just became this thing of like eventually like the bigger publishers sort of went away a playstation did that i think it was the last big one i went to it might have been we were at the last playstation one the yeah because they took us through and we're like what is this room we're in and it looked like a church and then eventually like the thing starts in front of us and we're in the, the it's thing. the last of us too. Oh. The video starts in front of us with, with um, I can't remember his name, Gustav, the, the music composer for the last of us. Um, he was like in front, sitting in front playing uh, the theme song of the game. And then we're in the room where Ellie and uh, Dina have like their first kiss. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's it clicked. Close. And then they, t- they took us out from there and then we went through to the big, uh, 
big stage and, and that's when they did their big E3 presentation and after that they whisked us off and we were in Ghost of Tsushima land and then New York City for Spider-Man and um, yeah so even they were starting to like try and figure out different ways to do interesting activations that was not necessarily on the floor and that's where we got to play like the actual games as well which was um, mm. or like uh, that year as well we played um day days gone well you were playing days gone and like it was shuhei was, was sitting was standing behind us watching you play yeah and like cackling as not, you would not impressed did not impress the head of playstation at the time oh did you yeah. did you oh, shit it, your pants or no well i mean it's days gone so there's only so much you can do like right the, right the, it was deeply boring of course yeah the, the cap of of my ability that i can show off to the head of playstation was mm. uh you know, I was I was at a, on a hiding and nothing, and um, uh, yeah, I I ran my motorbike into a bunch of uh, zombies, and he just walked away laughing. So, <laughs> yeah, the best I part mean, of the was... um, the most recent E three was the weed shop right across the road. The uh, after it was legalized in California, they had this like this nice <laughs> shop right across the road. You could go get some like I I got some really low strength mints. That you could like, I think there was like two milligrams or something. Like beef mints. Okay. <laughs> beef mints. I said like beef mints. Yeah. Beef mints. Yeah. Only mints. Australians. Only Australians. Oh, yeah, right. and mints. Surely you are aware of mints, Jung. You know, mints that you make oh, spaghetti mints. out of? M yeah. M I N. Okay, no. M I N C E. C E, yes. yeah. Yes. Um, well, as soon as they add weed to that, then I'll, I'll be aware of that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, that was good. Um, that was a good time. I was, you know, you could. I had like a couple of those mints. Yep. Very, very light background buzz while I was walking around E3 and playing games and interviewing people. But it felt like I know there's like um, some overlap between the timelines, but it felt like all that feels to me like a different era, like the era of wowing games journalists, uh, as opposed to the era of guaranteed coverage from influencers. Hmm. You know, like yeah. it's it's a different time even though there's a bit of overlap but it's like now the game's just so different it's it's another reason why resurrecting e3 is like it's kind of like why like why do we bring all these jabronis into a room and try to wow them for not guaranteed coverage yeah positive uh, coverage yeah like suicide squad right <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean when like the e3 the it's funny you bring up the influencer thing because like you like the last one i went on uh you know, there were people, there were journos who uh, were there sponsored. Well, not sponsored, but like their trips were paid for by, and it was sort of like a junket, right? Mm -hmm. I've done junkets to Gamescom and stuff like that. And the only expectation is you Help cover. Games. Cover it, yeah. You cover the, it's usually like there's three games. They're like, we, you have to cover these three games. Yeah. Uh, if you want to cover the rest of our library, that'd be fucking tip top. Uh, and, but, but you have to cover these three and you can then go to whatever the fuck you want. Um, but the, yeah, there was, uh, there was one journo who was on, on their trip and they were there with a YouTuber and the YouTuber was being paid ten thousand dollars a day uh and the journal was not being paid anything at all and uh 
the the company that had taken them over, like brought them over, was getting very mad because the the influencer, who again was being paid ten thousand dollars a day, uh, was not showing up to anything at all, uh, and was just uh, faffing about in their hotel room, and uh, yeah, just using it as a holiday to California. Uh, Luke, Luke, classic influencer, Luke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just a stark contrast. But also at the same time, these publishers are—they're also paying like a lot of money for these booths, and then mm, they're paying like the influencers to come over. Yeah. And then like you're like, what the f-? like? That's a, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Well, I think yeah, I think like the move is to just skip all that and then get low to medium tier influencers who are just happy to say, I'll cover your game for a month for something like $2,000. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. That's what they do now. Um, Cause yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, hmm. I just want to go back to the idea of walking around E3 uh, high on weed because uh, <laughs> the last time I went to E3, I, there was one day where I didn't eat at all. Because uh, I was so busy running from this fucking appointment be another, to appointment. This is not going to be another one of these stories as a job where you see God. <laughs> no. Uh, but then and then later that day, all I had was uh, a Mountain Dew. Uh, or a Code Red Mountain Dew. Game of Fuel, obviously. And um, then the entire day. And then uh, that night, not we went Dorito. to... Not even a Dorito. And uh, that night we went to a Korean joint that did that was on Man vs uh, Food that did LA's or America's hottest ramen. Oof. Yeah, oh, I was there, right? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. Right, you, me, and Jay, was... and uh, it was a mistake. <laughs> that was the only food I ate all day. Was the hottest ramen in America, and uh, I was so fucking hungry, and I'm just eating these fucking noodles, like bawling, like just fucking <laughs> weeping. But I'm still eating the fucking noodles because I was that fucking hungry. Good times. That'd be that's diving straight into the deep end. Eh? That'd be like you know, on hot ones if you just went straight to the last dab. Yeah. <laughs> with no build up. Yeah, exactly. It's rough. I've done that before. I've got the full range. Um, and uh, yeah, if you if you jump straight into the last one, it's really rough. Have you got what's that? Is it Pepper X? Have you got? Yeah, I've got the new one, the Pepper X one. Shit. My partner got me uh, for a Christmas gift. Oh, we got the full range. Brutal. Yeah. It's a good fun. It's like a good time. You know, you do the full gauntlet. Yeah. But um, the build up definitely does protect you. You know, like you're you're ready for it. Like the bomb. You up. Yeah. Yeah, the bomb just like coats your mouth, and you you can't really feel anything afterwards. So. Uh, smart. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, RMP E3. Both video games. Um. Yeah, sad because obviously uh, I I enjoyed going and and hanging out with people and playing games. I feel um, bad for everyone who never got to do it. Everyone who's coming into the dying embers of the video game media industry and who never got to go to E three. I feel really bad for them. Yeah, but I never I never wanted to go again after the last time I went. Yeah, uh, it was just I mean, hell. it definitely it, it started getting worse. But like, you look at the stupid things we'd go to, like the that wargaming party we went to one year, and it was just like <laughs> ridiculous. It was stupid, and they had like I don't know, 
bunch of like DJs, DJ Zed was like playing and I don't know, silly things. Um, back in the days where they would have like Blink-182 or... Jay-Z you know, and Eminem that's at right. Call of yeah. Duty. I remember that. <laughs> things like that. They had, like Travis Barker and DJ M. Yeah, that was a good one. Then. Who was in the man. crowd? McConaughey was in the crowd. Jeremy Piven was in the crowd. Oh, that's right. I, they had so Jeremy Piven was in the crowd for that one, and I walked out around the same time that he did. So he was about ten feet in front of me, right? And there was all this uh, paparazzi outside the theater, and so I was ten feet behind Jeremy Piven. And so as I walked out, all the paparazzi was shouting, "Jeremy, Jeremy, over here, over here!" <laughs> I got to like pretend it was me. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, April. Let's kick things off into April. Uh, this is a big story. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom leaks two weeks before release. Um, Nintendo has had a big problem with games being leaked early. So their solution was to punish media mm. um, by making them jump through stupid loopholes, um, stupid requiring hoops. stupid hoops. Yeah, you need to have certain types of hardware. You've got to sign this NDA that says you won't leak it. You've got to try and use special accounts and passwords and all this stuff because um, they kept blaming media for it. Mm. Okay, Turns out it's not them. Um, it's yeah. obviously like some sort of distribution issue or something Yeah, it was like at that. the distribution center and someone dumped it the moment they got a cartridge. Hilarious. Um, Hilarious. But the problem, the, the thing that, that is annoying is that they, they just don't... Nintendo has just been a nightmare to work with for... Ever. maybe 10 years now they used right. to be good back in um you know the Wii, the sort of Wii 3ds era um that sort of stuff and then once they started making some bank that's when they just started shutting like media out and making them do all this weird stuff um and it seems like even these days trying to work with them on certain products is just uh it's hard it's it's and it's all from my understanding it's all globally Mm. run um and so for media and and content creators to get punished for this sort of stuff sucks um but it when it leaks two weeks early and it's not the fault of these people that are doing it and they're still being punished um yeah that's not great so yeah um and you know wilder still is that um the leak version uh is uh and i would never recommend you uh chase any of this down or anything but uh uh for more reports, it is the best way to play Tears of the Kingdom because sixty On the period platform. Yeah, it's sixty frame rate like at launch before it launched. Uh, yeah, better resolution. Then there's all the mods that that came out even before the game launched. Uh, re like resolution upscaling, texture upscaling, uh, lighting upscaling. Yeah, just yeah, bananas before the game had launched. Better than on the actual native platform. Ridiculous. Uh, not, but you know, don't don't look into that because obviously uh, illegal. So it's on the PC. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like an emulator you get called uh, Yuzu, and uh, yeah, you just use that to. So that's yuzu.com. <laughs> and you, what you do is you get the cartridge that you legally purchased and you dump the ROM uh, onto your PC and then you uh, use the emulator to play it. Okay. Uh, not that we would, yeah, don't, but don't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. Instead, uh, jump through the loopholes of Nintendo. Do, do the hoops, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, especially, 
especially hilarious that anyone who was jumping through all the hoops for Nintendo got a worse version of the game later than anyone who didn't wait and just got the leaked version mm. of Tears of the Kingdom and played it on an emulator. Hilarious. Uh, extremely funny, but only because I'm team fuck Nintendo. Hey, speaking of fuck Nintendo, I went to Nintendo Land at Universal Studios Japan and uh, I went on the Mario Kart ride and it was the longest fucking wait of the entire fucking day. Like, we spent the entire day at Universal Studios Japan. Like, 90 minutes in line, which is just too long. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like lines. Do they have people managing the line? No, not really. No. I was going to say, that's why they haven't fired people. Oh, they got, yeah, you just, you just get downgrades <laughs> and managing the line at Universal Studios Japan. Um, but anyway, fucking looped around, went all this fucking way and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, jump on. And it's like a, an augmented reality game type thing. Like you look and uh, you press like buttons on your steering wheel and you're supposed to steer and stuff. And steering doesn't actually do anything to the, the, the cart you're in. Uh, but you look and you shoot shells at things and stuff like that, and you you get a score at the end. And I beat everyone, I blitzed everyone uh, in my section. Uh, whoever has the high score has definitely like they're on that like you go on Android leaderboard for Slay the Spire, and someone's finished yeah. it in like two minutes, and they've no, got no, a no, 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 yeah, no, yeah no. exactly. You're like all right, whatever. What what do you gain by cheating anyway? Um, <laughs> anyway. Before any of that happened, I sat down in this fucking thing, right? And I don't know who has an ass as small as whatever they thought uh, <laughs> I had, but I sat down in this thing. Peach. Toad, toadstool. You got the toadstool card. <laughs> I, I, I got toadstooled, J-Ray, because it, there was this fucking... You, you sat on the toadstool. There was this, like, this bit with the bucket seat, like, right between where your legs go, right? And I sit down, and my cheeks go into the fucking seat part, and the the bit that's shutting up, like, grabs my fucking testicles and, like, just fucking wrenches it straight up, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But it's, like, lifted up to my belly button, so I'm, like, sitting, like... My legs are fucking splayed backwards and my testicles are like dragged up to my fucking belly. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And I still rinsed every motherfucker in that fucking game. But is that uh, what happens when like when bad. you play the game and like you put Bowser in one of those like baby Koopa trikes, you know? <laughs> you put the huge character in the small Oh game. yeah, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> A huge character. Get out of here. <laughs> Maybe if you tried one of those seats of PUBG, you'd be carrying there too. What the fuck, Cleb? <laughs> I carry... Oh, you should have seen the other day. I fucking black Luke. Fucking easy as you like it. I was playing solo. Luke is in a squad of four. I fucking... Blip, 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 dead. Dead on arrival. He never had a fucking hope. Isn't that right, Luke? Hiding in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> He never had a hope. <laughs> it's because it's Luke doesn't have his NA ping anymore. Oh, that's what it is. He doesn't have yeah. his fucking advantage. His lagger's advantage. Um, but anyway, Nintendo fucked me back is what I was driving at. <laughs> uh, they got you. Yeah, they got me. They got me hard. Uh, yep. So I'll never be the same. So, mm. yeah. 
2024. Right. It's going to be pretty different. We will talk about probably Zelda a bit more. Um, let's go with May and Overwatch 2. Uh, Aaron Keller, the uh, director on Overwatch 2 at that stage, um, <laughs> put a blog post out saying that Overwatch 2 is being reevaluated and uh, that PvE mode we talked about when we f- first announced the game is, is getting ditched. We're killing it. We're scrapping it. It's gone. Um, which was interesting because like the whole sort of crux of the reason behind why we needed an Overwatch 2 was it was going to be surrounded by this PvE mode and this hero story and being able to jump in and, and, and uh, experience this different take on the game, uh, which I actually have, I'd played at BlizzCon that year when they announced it um, in 2019. And so yeah, th- this is obviously turned things around and now they're in a weird spot because I guess Overwatch 2 is sort of the same as Overwatch. Like there weren't really big differences. They changed the engine, overhauled well, some of the graphics. Well. And that. Yeah, from six to five players per team. Yeah, that's a patch though, right? And none of your skins worked, right? No, no the skins came across. Your skins. Yeah. <laughs> Not on launch though. <laughs> It was pretty funny. I never bought. It was a funny like four days. PVE thing. I never, <laughs> never bought that as a reason to make an Overwatch two. I don't know what what most people thought about that because I'm I'm not really plugged into those circles. Uh, it never really scanned for me either. I don't know. Like, it was it it sort of just seemed like a. It's funny because Smite has announced mm-hmm. Smite two right, and uh, and they've already announced that they're gonna do. They're going to find some way to do their Founders Pack thing again. But the Founders Pack in Smite has to be one of the greatest deals in video game history. Uh, if you enjoyed Smite, of course. Uh, but you got every... Like, for, like, fucking... I think it was 35 Aussie dollars, you got every god that they ever released, right? Which was effectively the Overwatch proposition, right? Uh, they just needed to not release Overwatch 2 within you know five years and the you know the economics of it would pan out but then that's what they did uh and suddenly yeah it's and and they also dramatically slowed production on it the amount of heroes that they were making and all that kind of stuff and it just never really worked out uh it just seemed yeah i don't know it seemed like they could have gone well in our fantasy game critically because it was extremely it all felt very very cynical to me mm-hmm. uh the way they went about it yeah yeah i mean i, I don't know I, ever since they started limiting the classes that that felt yeah. to me like the beginning of the end because it felt to right. me like a failure to get the balance right in any organic way um and then trying to force it in a way that's like it felt to me like you know if you were playing football and you said okay there has to be two strikers there has to be um four midfielders like sure. there's, there's no creativity allowed around that that was when they put in yeah, class twos, yeah yeah like they they limited the amount of tanks and healers and, yeah yeah right yeah. Hmm. i don't know this is probably yeah. some overwatch people who would argue with me on that but from the outside looking in that's to me that felt like a design failure and and the beginning of the end uh, I'd like just to just to jump in. I watched a lot of fucking Overwatch esports, and uh, it was literally the only option 
Like it didn't matter how they fucking balanced it. Goats would always come back. Goats was the yeah. the meta that basically forced their hand. Yeah, they made they, multiple attempts. And they like, just couldn't I'm not saying stop it's it. easy, but that is the that is what you have to do. Like that's the challenge. Like if you want this to be an esport, your yeah. challenge as the designer is to to solve that problem. But it did seem like it was from the ground up always going to happen you were always going to wind up in a situation where uh large bodies that soaked up a lot of damage uh and uh and could like because because it hinged off like coordination um yeah you were just soaking up so much damage and then negating that damage and you could just stall forever um it was there wasn't like some i don't know like blitz there wasn't a blitz option that you could do because of the construction of the game because there was always the payload in the middle or or whatever fucking mode you were playing uh yeah you couldn't outpace right that's what you do in a in a card game or something is if someone wants to play a really slow style then you would try to outpace them and force their hand in some other some other way but there was just from a constructed standpoint, no way that you could do that in Overwatch because of the sheer uh, reality of how the maps worked, how the modes worked. Like, it was from the ground up. So you'd have to change that overall. Yeah, I would stop short of saying there's no way to do it. Mm. Um, I, I think it's a very hard challenge. And I think, you know, the people at Blizzard, every time I've spoken to them, they're very smart, you know, in a, in a design sense. They really know what they're doing. Like I've always been really impressed whenever I've talked to a designer from Blizzard. So, you know, I'm not trying to put shit on them or anything, but um, there's I do think there's always something you can do. Um, yeah, just, like was... you, you're probably right. Like there probably is something that you can do, but there's also the there's also they were ham like they were handcuffed to the Overwatch League. The Overwatch League had these uh, uh, had these drafts and these player contracts and all this kind of shit. Uh, like there were the bigger the biggest problem that they had was that from the outset they weren't trying to balance Overwatch for a competitive uh, from a competitive point of view. They were trying to strike a good balance between competitive and casual play when what they should have been doing is is chasing the competitive angle from the outset because they were setting up this $100 million fucking esports league and they should have been treating it fucking serious from the, the get-go. And if they had, then they would have found GOATs earlier and either done something about it or, like, roll-locked earlier to the point where nobody ever knew that there was any other alternative that you could mm. possibly have had six divas on a team altogether. <laughs> yeah. um, all may all day. All may all day, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know, Overwatch 2 is, is in a weird place right now. They've obviously, um, Blizzard has started testing, putting their games on Steam at this point um, and uh, trying to get more players into the ecosystem that way, so... Yeah, we'll probably get some um, an update soon as to what the roadmap is like for Overwatch 2 this year. Um, see what happens. All right, let's roll into hey, June. Just quickly, though. Yep. Speaking of Overwatch 2 on, on Steam, hey, it's up. It was overwhelmingly negative 
all time, mm. 15% of the reviews yep. are positive. It's now just mostly negative. So mm. huge improvements, huge improvements. They're doing well. Well done. Well done. Big please. gains, big gains. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, that was just people review bombing it. I, I don't know. That's just a weird thing to do. People get upset. Oh, review bombs are super weird. But I don't know if there's 234,000 review bombs out there. I'm pretty sure there's some people who don't like that game very much. Um, anyway, what's next? Uh, June. Uh, Naughty Dog. Uh, they announced that their multiplayer game, The Last of Us Online, is being reevaluated. Uh, at the same time, they confirmed that they're working on a brand new single player game. Uh, so th this has an update as of December. That Last of Us Online game is now dead. Um, those people are no longer working on that and have been moved across to either another project or been let go. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, I guess we'll, I don't know, we'll have to, have to see what happens with their multiplayer content going forward. Obviously, PlayStation is all in on live service, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, I don't know, it would have been interesting to see what that game was or what it was shaping up to be. Well, that's what um, they said right in their explanation is that they either had to go full live service, put the entire studio's efforts into that, yeah. or do single player. They couldn't do both. Right, yeah, which is weird, right? Why not just hire more people? <laughs> if it's making, if you think it's going to make you more money as a live service game, and PlayStation has already said they're doing, like, putting a lot of their resources into being a live service game. Um, I'm sure there would be people more than willing to be project leads on those uh, teams that could step up and do that sort of stuff. And, I mean, you see that, that, that all the time where a game comes out as, as, a, as a live service game. They stick around, they do updates for quite a while, and then people that are more junior positions are not moving up, and then that other team goes somewhere else like i don't know it's just it's still weird to me is that them cutting the entire thing considering they've been working on it for over you know since the last of us 2 came out i guess crazy to think um, back in june last year that that's when they knew that the combat in the last of us wasn't fun enough <laughs> to really capture people's attention but they still made this roguelike and charged people 10 bucks for it 20 bucks for it wild wild yeah the cheek of it all right. Uh, also in June, Summer Games Fest happens, which was the uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, gaming show. Um, he basically had a, a good hand in killing off E3 because uh, he just did it way better than what they were doing. Um, he's continued to do that with all these other shows, obviously running like Gamescom uh, Live, I think it's called. Um, and then obviously the Game Awards live. being... Live? Yep. Gamescom Live. Yep. yep. Uh, and then the Game Awards being a huge hit, 100 and, was it 113 million watches, people streaming it um, last month. So he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, and this is sort of the way that maybe E3 will be shaped going forward, is this, this event in June where it's a bit more of an online presence. Um, media still goes across for this, and influencers and content creators still go over there and check things out. Uh, so maybe it's just going to be the way that we sort of digest this information going forward, which I'm okay with. I like sitting down and watching these, you know, presentations that they do and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's good fun. So I like thoughts? watching the presentations 
hours after they've aired so I can skip all the really boring shit. That's good. That's my favorite way to do it. Uh, yeah, it's way better than the traditional way where you watch it live. You want to see the giant razor? Oh, this this shit. Hydrobot? Hydrobot. (laughs) I want to see what he has to say. It's my boy. Don't talk shit. You not eat for three days and then watch the presentation, Job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that helps. (laughs) Get the full experience. (laughs) That helps a lot. (laughs) I have have some mints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Job grabs some hot sauce, puts it in his eyeballs (laughs) a little bit, the squirt. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't really remember Summer Games for us from this year, so it must have or last year, so it must have had a huge impact. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think Game Awards was all right, but yeah, Summer Game Fest, nothing, no memories. No, I think there was things I just but don't remember. Was Hideo Kojima there? Probably, probably, yeah, there you go, probably. Um, July. This is the uh, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard King starts to kick off. Uh, they clear the UK regulators and negotiated a deal with them. Um, pretty much, I think it was like the next day, uh, PlayStation and Xbox signed a 10-year deal. This is the same sort of deal that I guess uh, NVIDIA and, and Nintendo signed earlier on. So showcasing you know, Call of Duty was the name that was thrown around. Uh, and then uh, the US... Uh, Supreme Court, a judge there, rejects the FTP, FTC's injunction request, and the appeal for that is denied, which left basically the deal to be closed later on in October. Um, so that studio is now a part of Microsoft. Um, yeah, and we don't really know how that's going to be changed um, or what will happen there. We know that, like, from from personally working with people at Bethesda, like, nothing's really changed. Yeah. Um, from our front and so hopefully that's the way they leave things um you know we'll, we'll have to sort of see what happens there but uh and whether or not like what sort of games do end up appearing on game pass some of their bigger games um and what they take away from that uh yeah it'll be interesting you to sort of see how microsoft can grab their slate of games and, and give it a bit of a boost because they've sort of had a, a lacking area in the last couple of years in terms of their releases like i don't know man like i try and think of big xbox games and to me the last sort of thing that i can think of is like a halo or what else was there really yeah but no when you think about before the bethesda stuff like the yeah yeah like what was xbox doing before then they picked up bethesda and all of a sudden you've got like starfield and redfall um microsoft flight simulator forza Age of. Age of. These are all old games. Where's my new big blockbusters? Well, Age of. Where's my Senua Sacrifice, Job? Uh, I don't know if it came out last year. I don't know if it sold well, but I mean, uh, I think it sold like all right, but it certainly wasn't like Halo sales, but uh, Age of Empires 4 was really good. Yeah, Luke, you hate on. (laughs) Unbelievable. I think Microsoft might look at it in terms of a disappointment, sales wise. But sure. um, but it was a really good game. But in terms of RTSs, it was good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's just it's just the world's moved on from the RTS. It's over. What? Sorry, Stormgate. Excuse me. Sorry, Stormfront. I I just added an RTS to our uh, awards categories list. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I deleted it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> ah, good, 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 good. <laughs> 
uh, August, Charles Martinet steps back as the voice of Mario. He is now the Mario ambassador. Um, ambassador. He jumps onto Twitter and says he doesn't know what that means, um, which is a good start. Mm. Uh, he, he actually later provided an update in re- relation to what that job role is. But uh, Charles Martinet was the voice of Mario and the other he cast said, characters. He said, hey, I, nobody, nobody has a gun to my dog's head or anything. <laughs> it's okay. But I definitely know what my role what is my new as job the is. ambassador. Don't worry. I know what it yeah. is, okay? And again, tell you nobody soon. has a gun to my dog's head. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a big... Uh, he's basically been the voice of Mario for uh, quite a long time now. Mario doesn't Mario say anything. Voice. Why does anyone care? He Fuck says it's a hell. me. Oh, it's a me. Yeah. And Chris Pratt's the new voice now. We must accept yeah, it. That's right. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't know. Have you guys have any of you guys played uh, Wonder? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a dude doing an impression of Charles Martinet's Mario. Yeah. Yep. Well, everything's going to be an impression of Charles Martinet going forward. What's yeah. he supposed to do? I don't know. New new voice. A new voice. A new <laughs> voice. Do a Chris Pratt. Thing. It's a me. It's Mario. Me. A reimagining. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> you Australian plumber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta um, put, the, put the emphasis on different parts, like wahoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really upset people. It's army. <laughs> so that's um, Charles Martinet. I think have we all? I've met Charles Martinet. I think we've have we all met him at a bar somewhere in E3. Yeah, yeah. That's usually where you find him. I did yeah, the. Yeah. Obligatory Martinet interview. He's he's fantastic, lovely, lovely guy. He was really nice, but was he, he really say much? He didn't have that many iconic lines to to maintain that energy, like day in day out, every single interview. You know, like you don't even have to ask for it. He just gives it to you. All the voices that he does. He probably makes more money on cameo now than he ever did working for Nintendo. Well, he he deserves it. He definitely does. He deserves every dollar. But that's probably why he probably got out. He was like, no, nah, I'm out, right? I've got this, ca- I'm getting that cameo money. No Don't one ever leaves. <laughs> I reckon he says, he does it even when people aren't around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes up, looks in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> okay. Uh, September rolls around and Unity decides to stir the pot. They introduce a runtime fee for their their big gaming engine, um, which goes over really well with everybody. Um, and that was the end of the story. Very well received. Yep. <laughs> yep. One of the rare oh, highlights no. of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, sorry. This is wrong. Oh, um, oh, um, someone's saying something in my ear. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah. this just uh, No, actually, they fucked up. It sounds like they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh this did not go over well at all. They got absolutely slammed on every possible social media outlet that they could. Um and so uh as a result the CEO of that company, John Riccatello, who you will know from companies such as EA, um was basically outed. He was had ousted. to walk, do the walk and was an needed ousted, to leave. I think so. <laughs> He's ousted. And um <laughs> Yeah, so they did some backtracking in terms of that. 
but you, there were other companies coming out at this point saying like, hey, we've, here's our engine. Like it was Game Maker, right? You used a bunch of that back in the day, Jung. I right? still do, yeah. Yeah. Game um, Maker's great. They came, and they're yeah, making they noises about um, being open source soon as well, so. Yeah, they gave some some good info in relation to the Air Engine. Um, but yeah, Unity definitely shot themselves in the foot. You had studios coming out saying we're like removing our support for this game. We're going to go over to a different engine. Mega uh, we're trying to figure out ways. Just like yeah. this why, guys. We're just like, fuck this. We're moving to... What do they switch to? One that starts with B or whatever it is. I can't remember. I don't know. Not Godot. Yeah, it's Godot. Starts yeah, with yeah. G. Unreal Engine. B, yeah, G, yeah. Godot's yeah. a really good option. I mean, it's it's open source as well. It's not as mature, but like uh, I think the the people who were in a real tough spot are the people who were like 40, 50, 60% through their development process already on Unity. And like if you're 30, 40%... Megacrit were apparently way further. They were apparently quite close to being complete. Yeah. And, I think, and they yeah. dropped everything there. They're like, no, fuck this. We're they would have done this. that, like, you know, there there would have been a healthy degree of spite yeah. in mm-hmm. their decision yeah. to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're, yeah, you are giving up months of work. Yeah. If you do that. But, um, but yeah, Godot's a really good, I mean, it's like, you know, with Godot, none, this shit's not going to happen. It's open source. Um, You know, there's going to be a degree of having to build what you want to happen on that engine. And it's it's not going to have the same mature marketplace and and plugins and stuff like that. But you you just know, like I mean, the future for Unity is so uncertain. Yeah. Um. You just know with other engines that that's not going to happen. So I don't know. To yeah. Me, it seems like the the, the safe bet. Well, was, so Unity just announced uh, they're laying off eighteen thousand employees as well, um, which is twenty five percent of their sorry eighteen hundred employees, oh. uh, which is about twenty five percent of their staff. <clears throat> um that was this week so yeah it's uh their share prices tanked as well and um like i said before they they were apparently still making money i don't know how i think i read recently they were still making money do you know about that club uh no no it's, okay i don't I know you might all right um that's the last time we throw to you club you fuck <laughs> well no you said before when i because i said eighteen thousand. obviously you corrected me uh i thought maybe you knew more about the story no, no, I knew, I knew the number. That was, that was the extent of my knowledge of right. the story. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out and see what happens with Unity. The, the John Ricciatello thing is pretty wild, you know, because like it's not often that bad things happen to bad people, but um, he just keeps the universe got it right this time once. I mean, but once. the dude's still making fucking bang. So uh, are we true? He's not dead yet. That is a good point, Luke. All right, he could be <laughs> gravely injured or dead. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Speaking of uh, Job, how do you pronounce your publisher name in our Fantasy Critic League? Oh, uh, Jobert Cotichitello. <laughs> gotcha. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination of my two favorite people. The two most cynical publisher people in Bobby gaming Jody history. Can, exactly. Yeah. Call, it's Robert. It's Robert. Bobby is his attempt to frame himself as something other I than am, a scumsack cool. and fucking parasite. <laughs> did, did we see? Do you see the lawsuit um, where some old guy was saying how uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> Activision was actually woke all along and 
and it's That's it's right. actually discriminating against yeah. old, white hey, old white guys. Incredible. That was, Just, wasn't that that was successful as well, wasn't it? No, oh, really? it wasn't. Was it? I haven't. I didn't think it had been resolved. I think I could I be think, remembering it wrong, but I, I thought I saw it was. Um, I think no. What I think happened was uh, they tried to summary dismiss it, and uh, that that wasn't successful. So okay. it is going to court. I right. think they were trying to be like, obviously, this is baseless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> might be mixing waste? up different things as well because I think right. Harvard had a similar thing recently. Oh, with the the dean, right? Yeah, that's it's the plagiarizing dean. In, yeah, 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 right. That shit's wild. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, John Ricciello, he like Luke said, is still alive. So sad, sad news. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I never said that. Uh, October. Um, this has sort of been a, a thing that's coming, but Best Buy in the U.S. announces that they're no longer selling physical media in 2024, which is this year. Uh, but at the moment, gains are still going to be okay. They're safe for the time being. Um, some news out of this week, though, is that uh, some a re- I think it's game in the UK is no longer uh, doing like resale games anymore. Right. Um, so it, yeah, and we we've seen that um, <clears throat> uh, hardware sales, or at least sorry, physical game sales, are definitely on the down low. Um, oh, as time goes on and the physical stuff is no longer a thing that people want. Yeah. Um, Even locally, is, like, you know, you see, you'd be shifting more towards merchandise and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Funko pops and zing. That sort of stuff. But Luke, you still um, collect physical media, don't you? I do for movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like 4k movies, yeah. which is, uh, Disney pulled out a 4K market here in Australia at the end of last year. So. Did you ever wind up getting a 4K Prey? No, I've looked. It's like 60 bucks to get an import. Absolutely not. Which is insane. Um, so it just seems like we're going that way. As I, I did see recently another studio is pulling out of sales as well. Um, physical sales, which which is... I, I think it's different in terms, terms of games is a little bit different but like because the, the quality you're still sort of getting the same quality mm. um movies is you know depending on the bit rate of whatever stream you're watching but it's um yeah we're still sort of leaning to this place where we are going to get to digital and it could just be the main marketplace is where we're going to be buying this stuff and then what happens when maybe the stuff goes away and we start getting into like game preservation and things like that so it seems like we're not too far off from from games going completely digital at this point yep. it's almost inevitable right well that was that was like this week where a, a ubisoft guy was saying how people need to get comfortable not owning video games anymore it's just gonna be subscription going forwards yeah you will play nothing that was you will misquoted. Be happy. that was no? misquoted that was misquoted he wasn't saying they need to get comfortable he was saying we need to get them comfortable with the uh, idea because okay. his role is as the head of uh, streaming uh, or subscriptions with Ubisoft, and so he was saying the the way to hit the next level with Convince subscriptions people. is that they need to get people comfortable with the idea of not owning. Um, but it was it was warped a little, and uh, yeah, taken 
to mean it's not as exciting joe let's go with the other one uh, all right my bad <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i'm deleting that part sorry all right uh yeah luke was right uh it's sad that that dude's not dead yet um anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right uh november is uh playstation delays half of its live service games they plan to use 60 percent of their budget to make uh live service games uh, six of those will be released by the fiscal year of 2025. Um, pretty much the same week, Warner Brothers says that it's focused on making its biggest franchises live service games moving forward. Uh, this is all coming to like a, a peak as people are starting to really get not on board. Well, I mean, people are already on board, but they're starting to get really upset with live service games, like everything being live service, having to commit a full-time job almost to just playing these games uh and we're starting to see some backlash from this now and so it's interesting that like playstation who has been the king of delivering story-based games on their consoles is now sort of coming to the front and saying we're going to start looking at live service games and we're spending more than half of our budget on that stuff moving forward like does it seem like it's too late for them or, or like what's it's weird right yeah, the, an ill-timed pivot, just as people are starting to... Have. I think it's a, like a large part of why Baldur's Gate 3 got such a good reception. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's it's the anti-microtransaction vote, you know? Yeah, uh, which is wild, because the game was in early access for like four fucking years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, that's, that's, a, that's an that's, odd... That's the live service is developing the game. Right? Like, so. you just... <laughs> Every month you come back and you get a new chapter or something, a new quest. Um, but no, it is odd. Like, uh, I'm definitely sick of the Sony uh, formula. The Sony, Sony uh, you know, recipe of, of open world video games that they go back to over and over and over again. I'm definitely done with that. The, oh, Spider-Man 2 was good but mostly for reasons external to that. It still relied too heavily on the recipe, um, and and that annoyed the fuck out of me. Starting uh, to feel like Ubisoft? Exactly, it is. It, it is the, the Ubisoft Tower formula, you know, like, but they've, they've warped it a little. Um, the, the upside uh, for them is that, like, they've still got these amazing narrative storytellers. They just need to stop fucking making the same goddamn game with a different fucking coat of paint. Right? Mm. They don't need to pivot but fully to action, fucking live, uh, action, live yeah. service or some shit. So yeah, EA, exactly. EA figured this out like a couple of years ago, right? Because they said no more single-player games are only yeah. going to do online. And then they went back and went, oh, actually, single-player is good because people still like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah. Sony's going to have that same epiphany like a couple of years later. Mm. Well, I don't. Yeah, think... but it's it's also them being like, not only do they have that epiphany, but they're going, we're doing twelve games in like the next two years. Yeah, that are supposed to be live service. Like, you, who's going to be playing all these games? Mm. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, right? The thing is, the live service game model allows. Like, you don't have to go to early access. You just release it kind of shitty, right? It somehow gets a fucking uh, a audience, and then you continue to develop it, 
and it makes you bank the entire fucking time. The whole time you are making money because people are whales are pouring money into this fucking game, right? Uh, and so it's like it's that it's that agile uh, development model, like made into a fucking monetization scheme, right? Like they get away with some shit on that level, right? Me, like it doesn't matter. That's why you got to have twelve of the cunts, right? Because eight of them are gonna fucking pancake. It doesn't matter, right? You can't have twelve in two years, right? For live service games, people. You need three fucking months to fucking play through one of these cunts, like right? Having, so, uh, you, what are you going to fucking... sharks in the womb? <laughs> 12, what? <laughs> so it's like, like the the minority's going to eat the majority. Yeah. Did you say twelve sharks in a womb? Twelve sharks in the the great is white. This a, is this a saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I mean it is, it now. is now. <laughs> you heard it here first. Coined. Fucking hell. <laughs> a big fucking womb. Oh my god. They're gonna eat each other, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah, sure, yeah. They're gonna cannibalize. Jesus Christ. Like sharks, Joe. Like John, sharks do. Stop chiming in when I'm making a point, okay? <laughs> stop trying to help me. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> whatever I was saying, I think Jung sums it up. Fuck me, Dad. Aptly with with a short, pithy, <laughs> yeah. concise phrase. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> with one of the most horrifying mental images I've had in years. Yes. Uh yes. Man eater two. Oh, genius. <laughs> the worm. Um. Man eater the right. live service game. Twelve sharks in a. It's a battle royale in a womb. And yeah, you gotta fucking the, eat your way prequel. out. You gotta <laughs> eat your siblings before the game starts. Um. So the, the the second part of this was also Warner Brothers saying that they're focusing, they're going to start focusing on 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 uh, live service games, and I think uh, Suicide Squad is going to be the big test for this going forward. Um, like how people react to that and whether or not they actually decide to get behind it. But, um, and then. And then what else is on their slate? Obviously, like Hogwarts came out at the start of the year, which I thought was uh, a great game. Uh, I enjoyed it, despite, um, and we can talk about it later, despite uh, J.K. Rowling being a fuckhead. Um, but, like, is that what the next... Obviously, they're going to make a sequel to that game because that made, made absolute bank, but does then Hogwarts end up being a live service game? You create your own, you know, wizard or, or, or sorceress or, you know all that sort of stuff. And then are you playing with other people? And so um, I think that like Suicide Squad is going to be the the sort of the big one, right? Them testing the water. Because I don't know what else is on their slate that they could look at other than those Batman and the Harry Potter franchise. It's like they're two big ones. Uh, Mortal Kombat sort of tried to do it. Mortal Kombat 1 has tried to do it. That's very much disappeared in the background um with what they've done in live service even though i thought that game was really good but that's a niche audience of people so i don't know do you guys have any thoughts on on that at all uh i think like harry potter has all the they've got the foundation right you know you can you can make any sort of uh whether it's an mmo or if it's you know anything where because that's what people have been asking for for years and then I guess right. Hogwarts Legacy was 
like the first um like rpg set in harry potter universe that that you know people have been asking for for years and i think that could have could have easily been uh an online game where yeah you know you just you make your own wizard right and you go out and you you know do your choices go to school and then live on from there um mm -hmm. so i think yeah probably like you're saying harry potter's a, a, an easy bet for them going forwards um seeing how suicide squad does i think right. i think you know there's no way that they fucking live service that game right like i think they got away with some shit this this first time and everyone got bored in the second half of fucking harry potter i didn't play it but um like every everyone who i've talked to about it says you know yeah it just sort of got really repetitive by the second half so like you would you would pour everything into making a better version of that first game wouldn't you like you'd be nuts you'd be nuts to do it otherwise but then again i guess you know warner brothers has uh who's that fuckhead at at, at the head now uh don't know dickhead the discovery no, uh, sadly no <laughs> um, but yeah like they've got that guy and he's he's like just fucking trying to scrape every fucking dime he can out of out of every franchise they've got so there's you know there's a chance that they fucking... but isn't isn't that what online gets you like the tail once the game starts I... being boring then you know you get oh, you, people you, together you, to play i trapped in with social constructs to continue mm -hmm. yeah stuff yeah i suppose yeah i guess there is that but i don't know i don't know then there's all this other stuff, you know. It's a children's game, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. I didn't play it again. Um, like, do you really want kids online? Do you want to fucking create Club Penguin Two or some shit? Seems Roblox like fucking too. yeah, right. Like, I mean, aren't aren't the oh. only people who care about Harry Potter now, like in their thirties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um. Okay, let's let's move on to the last month here, December. We got some big stuff here. The Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer leaks early, like a whole day before it was supposed to come out. Um, Rockstar Games responds by publishing it, like immediately. Throwing it out there. They just sent it out. Yeah. Um, which I think is the correct way to respond to this. Yeah. Uh, Job and I have all, all, all like we've gushed about this already. Obviously, we're both big Rockstar fans. We it was both of our game of the year and. 2019 when they released red dead redemption 2 we're we're super excited for gta 6 what about you jung are you looking forward to another gta game don't care don't care no cool. never never uh, cared never been my thing i mean they're they're very good at what they do it's it's just a personal preference thing you know it's you know open world games like that to me have always been jack of all trades master of none so, what if um, you can play a tower defense game in gta 6 well that's a different story <laughs> load it up game He's of the in. year the whole thing, it was funny because it's, I mean, I, I would play it just because the whole thing looks like Florida man, the meme as a yeah. video game. Um, so I'd probably get some comedy out of that. But, you know, it's my, my attitude towards those has always been like, do I want to do a racing thing in an open world game or do I want to play a racing game? Do I want to do a shooting mission in an open world game or do I want to play a shooting game? So um, I don't know, but that's. Purely yeah. a personal preference thing. They're, they're obviously very good at what they do. What about you, Cliff? Yeah. Did not play five. 
Um, and I feel like, yeah, it was it's, released it's, eighteen times. What the fuck are you talking about? How did you? How did you miss it? No, I I, uh, I believe I installed it at one point, oh. and um, my PC wasn't up to the task, uh, and so I was like, eh. and it took you fourteen days to download because the internet exactly, shit. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. It was the the investment for return wasn't worth my time. Yeah. Um, uh, did you yeah, play around that? Yeah. Yeah, so I played like GTA 1, 2, London, Vice okay. City, 3, San Andreas, Vice City again, um, 4, and then, yeah, I just, I, I guess to, to Jung's point, just sort of didn't get on to 5 because it wasn't wasn't the best of anything. Um, I think right. I would have liked to jump into like heists and stuff online, but... Mm. Mm. It is fun. It is fun online. I caught, like, my YouTube algorithm uh, decided I wanted to watch some dude playing GTA RP the other day. I was, uh, yep. I was cleaning the kitchen, and I put YouTube up on the TV and, and whatever. So I just finished watching something that I did want to watch, and then I started playing some GTA, uh, GTA RP uh, video, some dude pretending to be a, a hitman or some shit. Uh, and... Like that actually seemed pretty entertaining. Like the the whole concept, it reminds me a lot of um, Island Life from Armor, which I think is where it got its fucking genesis from. But like, yeah, I don't know that that stuff. If if that's what the multiplayer is, if you like get a role or some shit and you have to fulfill the role, that that seems yeah. intriguing. Um, that's the rumor, right? Is that they've gone and hired that team, or they they're yeah, that's not a rumor. They with just, them or they something. Just, they flat out fucking have like they did okay. hire that team whether or not that team will wind up working on something like that uh is cool. up in the air but it would i mean cool. it could be the case of them bringing those guys in and saying this is what we're doing can you have something up and running yeah like start preparing or uh, i don't know or it could be like literally them bringing them in and saying this is what we wanted this is our multiplayer yeah we want you guys to lead this team we'll see all right um anyway so uh 2025 we've got to wait a little bit for that one that was the the disappointing news is that um it's going to be a bit of a wait so um the last piece of news we've got here is i'll say it properly robert kotick uh is leaving or has left activision blizzard um he's gone he's out of there yeah i don't remember putting this in uh because i can't remember did this happen already yeah he's gone January he's gone. 29th okay. was his last yeah. day ever. Uh, December. Oh, so we still Sorry, December, December 29th. 29th. Yeah. So he got a fat paycheck and was like, see you later. Yeah, but he's been getting fat paychecks for fucking years. So like, it's it's not that big a deal, right? That's her. He's gone. So. He's gone back to his job in Coke, right? What, doing Coke? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking railing up. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like, you know, obviously a huge piece of shit. And like Luke said, it's sad that he didn't die. But uh, yeah, like maybe like, you know, everyone does die. So uh, eventually, it, happily, Whoa. it will happen. These, these have as been well. sounding more and more like threats as they go. <laughs> I didn't say any of this. All I'm saying is I've got 12 sharks and he has a wound. So uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what yeah. happens. Uh, yeah. I guess at this point we don't know who is replacing him. Whether it's going to be somebody from Activision or if they'll bring in like a Microsoft person um, to lead it. But 
Sounds like we'll probably hear about more of that soon. I don't know if you guys saw a lot of this. Sorry, I'm eating chips. Um, you have to be going wearing a towel. No, um, if you guys saw a lot of the like, see you later, Robert. Like the the farewell farewell no. messages from people who, and it was mostly <laughs> just like devs coming out and being like, I remember when he came down on our uh, on our work group and said we had to change everything that we were doing in three days and and we all killed ourselves to make this change happen and then we made the change and then he said that's not what he wanted and to go back to what we had <laughs> earlier on. Oh, man. Stuff like that. Just like pure dog shit, no actual critical reasoning, fly by the seat of his pants, had the, had the fucking board... By the uh, in the palm of his hand, and so he was basically fucking invisible. He was making fucking money, right? The yeah, full of yeah. money. Yeah, mm. and wow. so he just uh, made these calls and just fucked franchises left and right. Probably well, walked thing. away thinking he was like an amazing decision maker. Yeah, you know, a doer and a mover and a shaker. Yeah, exactly. We'll never know what Activision Blizzard could have been without him. Mm. Yeah, true, oh. true. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great stories. Uh, I read a, well, I listened to an audiobook recently. Uh, and I, I recommend, you know, if, if people do get this book, the audiobook's the one to get. It's called Four Swords, A Parable of Leadership. It's got great stories from the games industry, just like uh, the one you just mentioned, Job. Um, it's, it's fictionalized, so they're, they're not naming names, but there's some references that are also very clear. And uh, it's all based on, it's like a fictionalization of, if you remember a few years ago, that um, uh, game outcomes project that came out with like, it was, it's the largest survey of developers that's ever been done in the games industry. Uh, and it covers stuff like crunch and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so the, the, the purpose of the survey was to, you know, have some empirical data to point to when you're talking about crunch and the outcomes that it leads to and stuff. Uh, but this this book is like a fictionalization of those findings, and uh, I expected like a lot of hard data when I got it. But um, it's actually like they made a full production out of the audiobook. It's a bit like if you've ever listened to the Sandman uh, yeah. audiobook, like mm. it's like that. Like they've got proper actors doing all the voices and sound effects and music. So yeah, definitely recommend uh, Four Swords: A Parable of Leadership. Nice cool. as an audiobook. As so, an do that fucking yeah. thing. That uh, whisper sync shit, fuck, I love it. Uh, have you ever done that whisper sync on Is that Amazon? Where two two people listen together. No, um, it's where it keeps track of where you're up to in the audiobook, so you can switch to the ebook right. and switch back again without any fucking uh, like any disconnect. Just yeah, I'm not like sure. It is on Audible, but um, yeah, not sure. I haven't tried to use that. Yeah, right. Does Charles Martinet do all the voices? That's <laughs> That'd be the good. dream. That is the dream. Yeah. The voice acting is really good. Awesome. awesome. Good stuff. Cool. All yeah. right. There you go. That is the, uh, we wrapped it up. We, we, everything that happened last year, we highlighted it for you. It's done. Um, cool. All right. Do we want to take a quick break and then all right. we'll come back in a minute? I'm taking like yeah. seven oh. breaks already. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh. Let's have a break and we'll come back in a moment.
Okay, we're back. Uh, we're gonna go through some fake awards and give out some uh, some shining prizes to these game categories that we've lumped in every single game that we've got here into a silly list that seems to get, get it's getting smaller and smaller every year. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Uh, as I said before, we could be doing some spoilers here at this stage, um, so just be aware that we may drop some things as we're discussing these games that could lead into story spoilers or game claim, gameplay mechanics spoilers, so just be warned. Um, let's kick things off with best downloadable game. This category has changed quite a bit since we started back in the, uh, over, what, 12, 13 years ago. Um, it was sort of reserved for, like, games that we thought were a bit more under the radar, maybe a bit more indie, um, that you could sort of just find them online. They'd be something you would download. Uh, these days, we're sort game. of seeing this... Yeah, so, like, every sort of game is starting a bit, bit more, like, uh, we're just releasing this as a, as a, as a download, and, and that's the only way you can get it as physical media. As you said, starts to disappear. Um, but there is a... You know, you look back at some of the games we've given this to the last few years, and there, there is a bit of a trend. They're a bit more like uh, smaller um, indie sort of style games, um, apart from a couple of them on here. But we'll go through this list and I'll, I'll recap what we've done in the past. Grounded was in 2022. That was last, not last year, the year before. Um, last inscription year's award. in... The last award. Yeah, last year's award. Uh, inscription in 2021. Monster Train in 2020. Apex Legends in 2019. Subnautica in 2018. PUBG in 2017. Oh. Dead by Daylight in 2016. <laughs> Ori and the Blind Forest in 2015, Nidhogg in 2014, Papers, Please in 2013, Trials Evolution in 2012, and Backbreaker Vengeance in 2011. So there's some examples right there. Uh, obviously, they're not definitive games, but that's what the, the ones we decided to come up with on the day. And um, yeah, so we've put together a list here of some games that uh, we think maybe fit this category, and we'll go through them. And if anyone has any things that they think we should add or talk about feel free um so we've got some some titles here like hi-fi rush mighty doom dredge darkest dungeon 2 dave the diver party animals counter-strike 2 alan wake 2 cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty the talos principle 2 warcraft rumble the murder of sonic the hedgehog viewfinder moving out to the finals uh mechabellum axon td and sins of a solar empire two all right um there's a lot here there's this category uh as i said we sort of try and reserve it a bit more for indie or smaller games um but it seems to be getting bigger every year which is <laughs> which is cool mate um, you made a lot this of games list here. you're the one who put alan wake 2 on it <laughs> yeah i mean technically yeah. you could put almost every game like liza p armored core yeah, but they got physical releases. Oh, so okay, yeah. It's I mean it's it's generally games that are just usually you would just they be online releases, stuff that you wouldn't get. Yeah, fair. From a store like Baldur's Gate Three doesn't have a, a physical release yet. Uh oh, does it? No, no. Um, chuck it on, chuck it on the list. You can chuck it on, PG Three. Um. Add There's the uh, categories that I'm going to refuse to vote for it in. <laughs> There's uh yeah some some great games here. Um, 
uh, a bunch that like Hi-Fi Rush was a game that I think that was a, a bit of a surprise. I didn't play a whole lot, but it was a nice little like stealth drop, kind of like Apex Legends, where it's like, hey, the thing is available now. You can sort of go off and play it. Um, so that was kind of cool. Are there, Jung, you've put a couple of games on here that it looks like you've played. Um, yeah. My additions any, were... Any thoughts on these? Machabellum, Axon TZ, uh, Sins of a Solar Do you want me to speak about those or the other ones? Yeah, sure. Um, so Machabellum, Machabellum's an auto-battler. It's, um, for those who haven't seen it, it's like a military sci-fi auto-battler. So it's it's very much not in the vein of like Dota Underlords um, or the, the auto-battlers that have come before, like auto-chess and... Um, it's more like, to me, it kind of takes the genre forward a bit into something that's less focused on die rolls. Cause one of the things that used to piss me off about, uh, dead underlords and some of the other auto battlers was like, they did this thing where it's like, you weren't every single round, you weren't just fighting one fight. You were fighting two fights and one was on your board and one was on their board. And like, you could have the exact same formations in two different settings but a different result based on the die rolls that happened um and that always used to piss me off uh it, it kind of just cheapened the genre even though i really liked the genre I, I felt like that cheapened it where it's like okay this this feels like uh what i do and the decisions i make are less important than the die rolls um obviously you know skill matters but you know if you if you versus the other person if you were like approaching the same level of skill uh, it was very possible for it to come down to the die rolls. So there's very little die rolls in, uh, very few die rolls in Mechabellum. There are some, like, you know, you can call in an orbital strike and, like, where the explosions happen, there might be some die rolls. Um, but by and large, it's it's just like, you know, the rule is your units will fire at the closest unit. And so they're going to be idiots like that. And you have to plan for that. Um, they're not going to fire at the the unit that they're the counter to. They're just going to fire at the, the closest. So um, sending a lot of weak chaff at your enemy is very much a, a strategy that you need to do. Um, and dealing with the enemy's chaff and then trying to get your units to attack the right units. So anyway, um, it's like uh, they also deal with, you know, surprising. Like you, you can't surprise the enemy too much. You can only deploy like two units per turn. And then if you create a problem for the enemy... Um, they have a chance to deal with that in the next round. Uh, it's not it's not like uh, before where you have like eight players and then you rotate which player you're fighting. It's it's just a one v one, like you're fighting one other player and then they get to deal with what you did last round, uh, and they're gonna try to surprise you as well. And then so you go round by round until someone's dead. Uh, so yeah, look, um, definitely worth checking out. I think it it takes the auto battler genre forward a little bit. I'm not going to say it's like the perfect auto battler, but like, I, I think it deserves a bit of kudos for, um, for like taking steps forward. It's a uh, fork, right? It's a fork where we stop calling all auto chess games auto battles, right? Because mm-hmm. there's now a, a very clear delineation between auto battlers and auto chesses, mm-hmm. right? The auto chess games, in my opinion, have to have a board a chessboard uh, at the very least. I mean, you know, you can, you can do whatever the fuck uh, TFT does. It's, it's hexagon shit, but uh, it has to have a board. 
And I think, personally, you have to have the combining aspect. You have to have the shop and the combining. And there are a lot of games that are going down that route and using it for in, in interesting ways uh, to sort of, like, for constructed single-player experiences. Uh, and that, that is one way to go. What was the one I played? The Last Flame uh, prologue uh, is an interesting... Uh, attempt at that sort of thing uh but on the other hand you've got the auto battle arm which is which mecha bellum is I, I did play it for about six hours um until i realized it was never going to be the auto chessy game that i wanted it's more like clash of clans right uh but this is obviously a an elevated a very elevated version of clash of clans uh where clash of clans you drag a single fucking thing the fight never stops until it's over uh this has rounds you it's it's almost like uh warhammer meets clash of clans where you're deploying with points onto the board uh and trying to to strategize that way, in, in the way that, that Jung said, you know, against what you saw last round uh, yeah. versus, yeah, the, the, the chess part is no longer as prominent. Yeah, I like um, the Warhammer comparison for the, the yeah. points, like in deciding how to build your army with the points. Uh, and it's the same units that's available to everyone, although there is a, a little bit of customization out of the game. But yeah, like, I mean, it's, yeah, like I, I want the genre to fork like you're talking about more like mm. i want there to be more experimentation um like you know i've i've got ideas in my head of like auto battlers that are purely positional based with le like less based on die rolls but like you know armies of greek hoplites meeting each other with their shields and you know having one giving certain units certain position based abilities like you know this unit can push a unit back and like this unit can reach over the other unit with their spear and like i just want there to be more exper experimentation in the genre whereas like a lot of the games that came out in the early stages were pretty much just copying the yeah. first one um so yeah I, I very much like this for for taking it forward being being experimental um yeah um Axon TD is a tower defense game. Um, you know Rocker. me. <laughs> you know me. Um, it's look. Um, if I can be vulnerable with you for a moment, um, <laughs> there's this tower defense game that I started making. Um, gosh, like eight years ago, and um, before fandom, before Finder, um, so. I started making this tower defense game and it was, I wanted it to be purely positional, uh, not, not very much based on numerical modifiers. So like not based on like the fire tower does plus 25% damage to the wood enemy, the nature enemy, um, like, like almost completely devoid of that. And, and based on positional aspects instead, like, you know, this does damage in a line or like this boosts towers all around it or, you know, something like that. Um, and um you know these these creeps will go they will accelerate as long as they go in a straight line so like lots of positional based rules like that 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 was what i wanted the philosophy to be of the game so i, I made this like functioning prototype it was extremely basic no graphics uh you couldn't even really call it a game yet um let it sit there for eight years while i worked at finder and fandom and, and had it in the back of my head to get around to start making this game again anyway i did start making it again i'm 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 kind of making it right now 
Um, and then Axon TV comes out in early access, like, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago or something. And it has the same philosophy, the same ideas, everything that I wanted to do, but executed way better. They just did a way better job of, of all of my ideas. And then they added more ideas on top of that that were better. And then they executed better. So it's like if you were to to make my dream game in Tower Defense and then make it even better than I could conceive, um, that's what Axon TD is. Uh, so whatever, heartbreaking, they beat me to it. You know, <laughs> the, the perils of waiting too long. Um, the only thing that I can say, like literally the only advantage that my game has over that is that mine's on the phone. So you can't play right. Axon on the phone. You, it, it's like a Steam game. Yep. Um, but the survival mode in Axon TD is great. It's very positional focused. Re- weirdly enough, it's like it's from the makers of Element TD. So yep. uh, anyone who's played Element TD before uh, will know that that one is is all about numerical modifiers. Like yep. that's like numerical modifiers, the tower defense game. Uh, and then they completely do a 180 and they bring this one out. And um, it's like not about numerical modifiers at all. And it's all positional based. So, um, yeah, the uh, the survival mode in Axon TD is like, uh, it's got a lot of really cool ideas. Like you can change where the exit point is uh, for the, the creeps. You can lay down new sections of the map, remove map tiles, stuff like that. So a lot of like editing of the path of creeps and uh, and then trying to build towers around that. Uh, certain towers in this game are like playing a whole different game. Um, so yeah, a lot of really cool ideas. Uh, highly cool. recommend. Nice. Um, and so what you're uh, saying is you can still beat them to 1.0. Yeah. True. True. The yeah, it is, is early access. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever. I'm. I'm still making my game. I'll still bring my thing out. It's, so it'll just be like a little casual phone game. It does. It still doesn't have any graphics, but. Um, it's just bouncing blobs at the moment that, that get to the end of their path, whatever. Um, and uh, what's, what's the other one I had there? Sins of Solar Empire 2. So um, not much to say about this one other than one main thing, which is like it's very similar to the first Sins of a Solar Empire. If you've played that, um, it was like a you know space kind of 4X space game, but it was real time. It was just a really slow paced real time game. So it felt like a 4X. Um, where you spread throughout the galaxy and you had three different factions. And um, the the main different thing about this one is that the stars now orbit around the sun. What? So the, the stars that you conquer orbit around the sun at the center of the map. All right. And that to me is really cool because there's not many RTS games where the map is dynamic. The map changes. Um, and you have to actually like look at the galaxy um, <clears throat> or the solar system, I should say, look at it and sort of calculate where where planets are going to be at a certain time because the the warp lanes phase in and phase out according to how close they are. So your starting cluster of planets, which is usually about five planets, they will stay together. Um, that is one guarantee that you have. Uh, but it's totally possible for your starting cluster of, of planets to very quickly orbit into the enemy's starting cluster of planets <laughs> and all shit, uh, just all hell breaks loose. Uh, it's also possible for you to warp in a fleet towards an enemy, like their their um, their frontal defense or whatever. And then the way things orbit, 
uh, your path of retreat is just cut off, like it just disappears because of the orbits. So, you know, where you place your defensive structures, uh, with all of that stuff, you have to think about the orbit of the planets, like how, how is shit going to be? Um, it's a, still a slow-paced game, so you're thinking, like, how is shit going to be in 30 minutes? You know? Because um, some of these games are, like, four hours. Yeah. Uh, still very much like the first game. So, uh, yeah, but just because of that one... Um, differentiating feature i thought it was really cool and i was i was having some fun with it cool that sounds cool. nice it's only on epic yeah only on epic that one yeah right explains why i missed it i'm like Did this mm-hmm. yeah i think i almost totally missed it as well yeah. um a friend told me about it i think well all right um pleb anything that you want to give a shout out to on this list or talk about um, look, I like Viewfinder. Um, I think the the way that it sort of handled puzzles, it's obviously so it's a um puzzle game. Um where uh, you It's a puzzle game about puzzles. <laughs> Say puzzles more, Cleb. Okay. Puzzles. Um Chung just talked for forty five minutes. You had a lot of time to prepare some thoughts. And you did nothing. That's 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 amazing. Um, puzzle game. <laughs> um, where you take pictures of things and then you place those pictures in the world, and then you like can just walk into those pictures. Um, and I think it did a really good job of um, like transporting you into those worlds as you went along um there was a lot of like you're you're in a uh, color based world and then you take a picture and it's black and white and then you step into that and it sort of changes the dynamic of the game completely different sounds different um way, way that things uh-huh, sound starts playing in the background yeah anyway um and yeah like it i think like most games of its kind it sort of tried to do a bit too much like it it went a a bit too long like overstated it's welcome um but i think the the general concept of the game uh really grabbed me and i uh loved you find it Yes. Yeah, I, I played that one. It was really good. It was very intuitive and like the the way that you tried to do something and then you would do it and it would work. It was like, oh, okay. That like it did the thing I was trying to do and it just worked, <laughs> which is like weird. Um and so I thought it was really cool and then then throwing like different mechanics in there of like photo copying different photos and then using them multiple times and then throwing in like weird story stuff as well um i did i did play through the whole thing um it 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 did slowly start to give you additional mechanics to play with and i think another game on this is we'll talk about which is the talus principle 2 um although the viewfinder was nowhere near as long as the talus principle 2 um I don't think it overstayed. I don't think Viewfinder overstayed as welcome for me. I think that it was a 
very short shorter condensed puzzle game whereas if you want to talk about games that overstayed their welcome like <laughs> towels principle 2 just kept going and it kept going and you're like what is this like a fucking i don't know <laughs> like a yeah. kojima yep, game yep, or yep. something <laughs> yeah can they sh- can they shut the fuck up <laughs> i just want to point some lasers or some shit god damn it god damn um, it but yeah yeah no i know what you mean like there was it it just felt like very much going from one puzzle to the next and um and and i don't know it's uh i think they did some really interesting things with what they were trying to do with that world and there's very few games that come out and that are puzzle games that make you think holy shit this is really a cool and a very different uh, type of concept and i think they pulled that off though with viewfinder because it had been unlike anything i'd played before at least so yeah, good good choice on that one. Any any others? Um, I think Hi-Fi Rush for me sort of it, it was exciting, but you know everyone loves a shadow drop, right? Um, but it didn't really grab me. I it think didn't grab me though. I was surprised when everyone was losing their shit over it. I'm like, I guess yeah. it's it's good, and yeah, it's a, it's a shadow drop and yeah we didn't we didn't know it was coming so it's a fun surprise but like i don't know it just felt very one note to me very fucking quickly uh and i i stopped playing like four hours in so maybe it did evolve from there but yeah no that's not that i had that much I had. yeah i don't know man yeah that was uh but people fucking loved it right like and that's awesome right but also I'm not one of those people. Mm. Um, I think I've got to shout out Party Animals. It's, you know, <laughs> like, it's the same game that we had in the demo, what was that, three years ago, four years yeah. ago, that mm-hmm. that was amazing back then, and it still is amazing now, but we're sort of, like, worn out by it. Like, we're, we're, it will never live up to the hopes and dreams that we had three years ago. It is bananas, but like Party Animals was at its best when it was a demo, and literally everything, almost everything, maybe maybe the ice level, uh, but everything else that they added was worse, yeah, than what they already had in that demo, and it's insane that it took them three years to arrive at that. They yeah. they nailed it. They literally came yeah. out of the gate swinging huge and and knocking it out of the park, and then they face planted between they, second and third base. They got and, all that game pass money, yeah, and did nothing with it. The 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 money laundering <laughs> theory is still the strongest one that I have ever heard. It's some sort of, some sort of, like fucking Bialy stock and and whatever his name is, Bloom, producers style scam <laughs> to get money out of Microsoft for three years, and then put out the same game that was the demo in the first place. Brilliant, but disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. 
Yep. Uh, Job, any highlights for you? Yeah, yeah, I put one on the list. Amnesia the Bunker. Uh, I still think everyone should play it. It is the spiritual successor to Alien Isolation. The really cool thing about it is that it doesn't... uh, isn't three times as long as it should be time-wise. There's no stupid fucking middle in the... uh, section in the middle where uh, there's no alien at all. It's just pure terror the entire time the monster is learning from you and good fucking luck uh it's fantastic uh every i think everyone should play it it's the best amnesia game since the first one uh by a long fucking margin and uh yeah i uh i loved it i didn't think oh like the first time i played it i played it for like an hour and I'm like, well, I'm not playing that again. Cool. Peace out. Bye. Uh, I'm done. It's too scary for me. I'm not getting through this. And then I had like a weekend where I like didn't have anything else. Nothing else is happening and didn't have anything else going on. And I'm just like, all right, let's try this again. And I just sort of fucking, I cheesed my fucking way through that game as hard as I fucking could uh, in the, just the fucking chicken shittiest fucking manner possible. Managed to get through it. Uh, it was literally... I finished the game, and the next day, they fixed one of the biggest fucking cheese mechanics that I'd found out. Uh, <laughs> and I would have been fucked. I would have been proper fucked. I went and watched videos after I finished the game, and I would have been so fucked if, uh, if I hadn't. Because there was... I cut a good hour out of that game. Uh, in one of the fucking hairiest fucking parts as well. I just, I managed to dodge some shit. Uh, it was all based off, uh, like, like, because Nate had played it first, and he wanted me to play it because he is a sadist. And uh, he, like, we were talking about it, and he's like, you know, like, the physics in it, anything that is possible... Like anything you think is possible is actually possible. Like you can you can reach through things if you can find the right angle. I'm like, ah, oh, and that sort of like got the gears ticking. And that's how I solved a lot of my problems. Uh, but there was one area where there was a a lever that you needed to pull to open up this uh, this gate. And to get to it the proper way is this giant detour through this extremely narrow section of the game. Uh, and uh, Instead, I stacked some boxes and climbed up over and fucking flicked the lever and fucking skipped all that. And they, they fixed it, like, literally, yeah, the day after. Um, so I got to owe some shit on, on that, uh, in that, in that regard. But, uh, yeah, nevertheless, still fucking, still loved it. Uh, still a phenomenal fucking experience. And, yeah, I genuinely think, if you like horror games, uh, it's one of the best I've played in, in years. Uh, so there's that dredge, uh, just the chillest fucking game I've played in a long time. Sitting, I was sitting on a fucking dock with with a Steam Deck, playing a fucking fishing game with a hand reel hung around my foot, not catching any fish in real life while I was catching fish <laughs> in dredge. That was very good. Uh, I think that game, yeah, deserves a lot of fucking attention. Definitely deserves to be played by more people. Um, it's just, it's just, it, it is a vibe game, like a pure vibe game. 
uh, there's not a lot of depth uh, to it. You know what you're in for and out. Like, if you don't like it 45 minutes in, you're never going to like it. It's not going to evolve into something else. Uh, but if you do like what you're getting, then, yeah, you just get a lot of the same. And, yeah, spooky vibes, uh, some hair-raising moments where it properly incentivizes you to to push the limits of what you think is safe uh, in, in the game, obviously. And, yeah, just uh, very well constructed. I don't know if there's anything else particularly. Dave the Diver was very fun, but I'd played that before. I played that primarily in 22, 2022. So, and I didn't play it a lot when it hit 1.0. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much on that one. The Light Brigade is a VR game that I didn't put on the fucking list, but I just remembered. Uh, played the fuck out of that for like the first two months of this of last year. Uh, like a roguelike shooter. Sorry. Great call. That's yeah, like it's just a like very well put together uh, roguelike game because it understands what makes those games work. Uh, the proper the proper rampant power as you go through uh, means that you're constantly feeling like you're progressing on a moment to moment basis, and then when you inevitably either die or succeed, probably the former. Uh, you get you get to go back. You have a meta progression system that I thought was very good. Uh, but the, what made it really work was just the gunplay in a VR game. Like the gunplay is almost always everything. Or well, you know, VR game with guns, the gunplay is everything anyway. And uh, yeah, this one just fucking nailed it. Every every time you thought, uh, I think I can hit that shot. I just need to you know fucking focus. And you'd line it up, and then you'd hit that shot. That was another fucking tick in that, in that games. Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. And then you'd get ambushed or something. You'd fucking be slamming fucking bolts back, hip-firing shots, teleporting, hip-firing, teleporting, hip-firing, and then, like, somehow get out of it. And you'd feel like a fucking... It was the... Um, what was that fucking... Super hot. It was the super hot VR mm -hmm. experience, but in like without the constructed element of super hot. And that was dope. So, yeah. Light Brigade as well. But otherwise, that's all I got. What do you got, Luke? What do you reckon? Did anyone get a chance to play Asgard Wrath? No, True. I didn't. It's, uh, I keep hearing about this game. It's, it's Quest 2 exclusive. Oh, it's on Quest. Quest 2 and 3, I think, exclusive. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you've got a Quest 1, you can't play it. If you've got the, uh, what is it, Oculus, the first Oculus, you can't play it. If you've got a Vive, you can't play it. Like, it is pure Quest 2, Quest 3 only, which is just, to me, a wasted opportunity. Uh, very, very sad, until it gets it, ported somehow. In a way, that felt like what kind of held um, the Light Brigade back, though, right? Because it was like we have to be available for everything. For everything, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, I played that on PlayStation Two VR. Sorry, PlayStation VR Two, and it was a bit janky. Yeah, like so. I think they sort of stretched themselves with 
Well, they they didn't conference. get a they didn't get a PlayStation VR kit until super late. Um, so yeah, they were definitely stretching themselves in that regard. But just from a constructed standpoint, what Club like as Club was saying, yeah, it was built to work on a Quest One, uh, mm -hmm. which is a mobile platform essentially, uh, all the way up to the PlayStation Two VR, which is probably probably the highest fidelity in any vr out today at least i think yeah yeah so yeah that is a that is a broad fucking range of uh of games yeah yeah anyway hmm. uh yeah what do you got Luke? um so i think like this year uh it's a reoccurring trend of this year this year has just been phenomenal in terms of games it's i uh, and it's something we didn't mention at the start, but I think that, sorry, 2023 mm. was maybe one of the best years in games we've had. Um, you know, going back to, what was it, 90, was it 96? What was that year that was just stupid? 98? 97. 97. Huh? We're close. I don't <laughs> know. Just a dickhead. 97? Final Fantasy 7, baby. <laughs> what a fucking banana! Um, what a fucking banana! Two thousand and seven comes. Two thousand seven the big one, yeah. The most recent was it? Season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was just a phenomenal year of games, and there's uh, there's some big like indie studios. They're technically indie studios that have released some awesome games. You've got like uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Phantom Liberty, Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, which is the latest edition. Technically. Counter Strike 2, Valve is an independent company. Um, like, this motherfucker. Usually... <laughs> What's that? No, no, like, no, but this is the thing. I think it's fantastic that we're seeing these these awesome games from um, they these own larger how people. Buy games. <laughs> what? How are they independent? They are the least independent fucking people in the world. Valve are the most fuck. They are the publishers. <laughs> publishers have to go to them to publish their shit. Yeah, they have to own. But they, they, they don't, are they're the own fucking store. They don't own game. Yeah, they don't need a store. Their walled garden is very yeah. independently run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Games there are typing these emails away. Um... <laughs> Right, yeah. So usually we've got these uh, like smaller, smaller games that we see on these lists, but we've had these uh, larger independent studios like your Remedies and your CD Projekt Reds, Larian Studios, who are battling these giant corporations for these AAA releases. I think it's a um, like we were sort of talking about before, where we're starting to see these larger studios pop up. I think it's a good sign of things to come. We're not just seeing the same shit being sort of put out all the time mm. um so there's the sort, sort of three that that i i wanted to highlight on this list that i think of um uh triple a is sort of starting to get like a bigger meaning these days we're starting to see um the independent teams be able to pull off some of the same stuffs and reach those same highs as your playstations and xboxes um your eas and ubisoft switches uh really exciting to see um so yeah it looks like we're all very um there's a lot of yeah fantastic games on this list is there any crossover here that we've got that we think we could potentially look at 
any like that we could like come to an agreement should win or do we just all of them win all games win yeah everyone all gets a games. participation trophy oh that's that's so sweet i uh, i don't expect other people to go for my games because I, I added some weird niche indie games but um but i'd be totally happy with i mean look the, the there's a few obvious ones like I, I don't think anyone would complain if Baldur's gate 3 won i would that category yeah okay yeah well. Joe will complain. It. Shouldn't win so it. I don't, I don't think anyone who matters would complain <laughs> if um, yeah. Baldur's Gate three won. I I actually don't. Did you guys? Did any either of you play Baldur's Gate? Yeah, no. yeah, I finished it. You finished it. Okay. All right. So half of us haven't played it. So yeah. I've played it actually for what was it? One hundred and nineteen minutes. Yeah. Because the Steam refund window is two hours. And uh, I guess you refunded it. Yeah, oh, you, fuck you, yeah, I did. So yeah. you really didn't like it? Uh, I was not. I was not enjoying myself. Uh, okay. On on a fundamental level, uh, what I like about what I like doing in in Dungeons and Dragons games is uh, is playing a single role. I do not want to play seven different fucking roles and keep track of seven different cunts' fucking stats. And try to work yeah. out who's got the fucking best charisma to oh. fucking talk to a cunt at a fucking door or some shit. Uh, we so I was had a like, very uh, different experience because I was playing co-op. See, this is this is it. If I'd played co-op, I think I because like literally when I think about all of my best Dungeons and Dragons, like that's people literally describe Baldur's Gate as oh, it's uh, sorry, it's written here as Bladder's Gate, uh, <laughs> but uh, they describe. Baldur's Gate as uh, as like the actual fucking execution of Dungeons and Dragons in a video game, right? Very and sure. that that was the appeal to me. That's what got me in, right? But yeah, when I think about all my favorite Dungeons and Dragons experiences, it's all been with yeah. other people. N- none of them are solo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I've never had a good Dungeons and Dragons experience solo. Uh, so yeah, like even but like even in a video game capacity like going back to playing pools of radiance uh on like uh now 486 growing up like we would literally create a party and then play like every single person got to like every all all of us kids would get to play the moves of each uh character because it was turn-based and like yeah so yeah you would literally like even back then, we were still playing at co-op. It was just you know past the keyboard co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never I've never played it single player. I've never had to ca- keep track of an entire party, and yeah, I just found that so utterly tedious. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just I was just honestly surprised that there was no like literally what I did before I refunded it was I went looking for a mod that would just always select the best character from my party to do whatever role as opposed to my primary character. I understand yeah. why that mod doesn't exist because that's not how the game works. The game works with mm. like intricate physics and shit uh, and character positioning is important. Yeah, well, I mean, my the person that I played with was kind of that mod for me because I'm not really, like, I'm not a and d player. I'm not super familiar with the D&D system. Yeah. So, like, the person that I was playing with really knew the game. And so whenever there was something that I didn't know, like, you know, I could just ask. Um, 
and we split the duties uh, between ourselves to split the characters and stuff. So, right. Um, sounds like I'm the only advocate of uh, Bladder's Gate three. No, Luke loves Bladder's Gate. Oh yeah, Luke's played like seven hundred fucking hours. Of the fucking thing. Oh, He's been playing I've instead of playing in, games with me. I put in eighty hours over the Christmas break. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, like, so I'd, I got I'd back be happy if like there's there's so many games in this category that I would be satisfied if they won. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is one of them. Uh, there's so many good games on that list that I'd be like, yeah. But is it the best one? Is it the best one that'll piss Job off? <laughs> <laughs> well, was, no, Alan Wake 2 is obviously the one that'll piss me off the most. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's go with that then. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So, um, I'm you take it, game? Yeah. Oh, it, it just feels like a nothing category, right? It sure does. Because you've got all these games recurring in other categories later on. Very true. Um, so, you know, it's it feels very much like a best international picture uh, yeah. that's also nominated for a, a best, best picture nomination later on that's mm. obviously going to win best picture, uh, best international feature. So, I don't know, like, you're, you're Alan Wakes and you bought um, Bowl's Gate Bladders, sorry. Okay. It feels like they're a shoe in here, but I'd like to see something like a viewfinder win. When you play for um, 10 hours straight, that's when your bladder's gate starts to ah, hey. Yeah, I, I think the one on here that we didn't really talk about, which I would, um, is the Talos Principle 2. I put about 20 ish hours into that. Um, which was a big surprise for me. I played it. I said to Job, you need to play this like immediately because it's yeah. one of the best puzzle games I've played in fucking forever. And then I said to him, just ignore the dialogue. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of dialogue. And I tried. Um, and I oh, think I in terms of like oh my its puzzle God, elements, it's one of, yeah, it's maybe the best puzzle game since uh, The Witness. Mm. Um like the things that it is doing in there is is just mind bending when it's like it leads you into a false sense of of like oh remember Talos Principle here's some puzzles from that and you sort of do them and it's like oh just kidding this is a completely different game and it starts you off and you're like what the fuck and it just keeps getting wilder and wilder with the types of mechanics that it throws at you and some of the stuff in there is just absolutely brilliant in terms of how it comes up with its design and um how you slowly start unraveling the different ways that this one thing that it gives you can interact with your world and then how that thing then interacts with the other things that it's just given you in a different type part of the environment um and you start going down these rabbit holes and learning about all these weird tricks that you can sort of do with it and then the game starts evolving because you're no longer inside of the small puzzle arenas you're then going outside of the puzzles and the world itself is now a giant puzzle and you're like what is happening here like it does take a few um like notes from the witness and the way that the witness did the whole place is a puzzle um you know you're not just confined to this one area but i yeah i do think that like it is something that's unique and i my biggest criticism of it is, is it's fucking long. Like it just, it just seems to keep going. I, I feel like I just got past halfway. Uh, yeah. And I'm 20 hours in. Yeah, I've, I've put 
a considerable amount of time into it. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. Yep. But um, I really, really like it. Like, I really like the puzzles. I think the um the the standard puzzles in Telus Principle Two are really, really good. Um, high quality puzzles. Um, I felt like when it came to the um, puzzles. Uh, well, when it came to like the world puzzles, I felt like Telus oh. Principle One did that better. Yeah. Because it mm-hmm. felt more like you were breaking the game. And like you were truly going out of bounds, whereas in Telus Principle Two, I feel like that's been formalized, and it's mm-hmm. like you know you always know like okay, there's going to be one uh, breaking outside with a laser puzzle, and there's going to be one of these puzzles in the world. So it's it's all been kind of like formalized. Um, that and the 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 talking, the level of talking. Um, but others, I mean, those are two nitpicks. But yeah, other than that, the quality of the puzzle is really really high. Um, Yes, I mean, it, again, that that'd be another one. I'd be I'd be happy if that won the category. I'd be happy if the finals won the category. Um, I'd be I'd be even happy if Amnesia won the category, even though I haven't played it, just based off Job's recommendation and also like I've heard from other people that it's really really good. Um, uh, that one can't win because it's not the best horror game on this list. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I I love the Talus Principle too as well. I just could not stand how much fucking yapping. There was so much fucking yapping. Oh my I god! I skipped it all. Oh my god! But you couldn't skip it fast enough. Just shut the fuck up, please. Just shut the fuck up. You're walking. You're walking past someone, and suddenly, like, literally, you're walking somewhere, and they start talking while you're trying to solve a puzzle. You're like, "All right, so all I need to do is put this in there." You know the interesting thing that I've found about philosophy, and you're like, "No, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Please shut the fuck up." They really love their GK Chesterton. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, all right. Cool. Uh, you know, fucking even fictions move 150 years past fucking Chesterton, for fuck's sake. God Someone damn it. on the staff really likes Chesterton. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, sorry, I just sorry to butt in. For anyone listening at home as well, there's a new drinking game. Whenever Job says skipping dialogue, you have a drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to die. They're going to die. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I I like at the same time like I wasn't uh I was skipping dialogue, but I wasn't skipping puzzles. I went through like and did the museum puzzles. I went and did like I did every puzzle I could find, and that's and I also thought like some of the spaces between puzzles were a little too big, uh, and that sort of hurt the pacing a little bit. Uh, but I still did as many puzzles, any puzzle I could fucking find and access. Yeah, yeah I, I was still completionists with the puzzles because they were right? all really good. Yeah. You, you have a trust that they're going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, also when the fucking, the, uh, you go into the big, um, uh, pyramid. Temple whatever. thing. Yeah. Some of the other robots are solving the puzzles for you. Get the fuck out of here. You get to like, oh, yeah, I'll go do these ones for you. Don't worry about it. And you're like, shut the fuck up, you will, cunt. That's what I like doing. That's what I'm here for. You're not solving puzzles. I solve puzzles. I'm 1K. You're you just, fucking who gives a fuck. You stand there, player, while I do the puzzle and I talk <laughs> at you. You know, I believe it was Emmanuel Kant that said. <laughs> no, oh, my in. God. Megan walking into a room and Aloy, go, Aloy goes, hey, have you looked up there? Just look, yeah, at, yeah. Look, at, look at the solution to the puzzle up there. Wow, yeah. uh, that, that crate could be helpful. 
<laughs> Good, great, excellent, fantastic. Just find the fucking crate. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. The murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the winner? Super we haven't talked about it. Absolutely no. not. I don't, I, even I, I don't know what it is. I played it, <laughs> and I think I ripped it. Uh, I did not like it. Um, so that's all I've got on that one. Um, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't it, care it about it. It seems this. like... It seems like we're a bit more leaning towards uh, Alan Wake 2. From the sounds of it... It's not here. Alan Wake. I will, <laughs> I will literally drag this stupid fucking podcast out forever if, if it's Alan Wake. I will filibuster. I will so that's swinging, God then. damn it. Uh, well, we've, what, which ones have we all played? We've all kind of... Well, have you played... Uh, have we all played uh, Talos? I have or, not. Okay. Right. But I'm happy it's, for it to be. Is there one that we've all... Have we all played the finals? Again, no. <laughs> Damn it! All right, all right, all right, all right. Trying to find common right. ground. Um, have we all played Dredge? I have not. Yeah. Good. Have we all played Party Animals? I have not. Yes. Have we all sated our curiosity and played Counter-Strike 2? I've played a lot of Counter Strike too, and technically, yeah. that's that's funnily enough, that's one of the ones I'm opposed to winning. Oh, thank God! <laughs> oh, thank God! Uh, <laughs> I'm like, please don't let it be that. Uh, no, it's, it was. It's not ready to win. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, video games win. All right. I think we go with Tal's principle with this one. All right. I'm happy. Right. With that. Fine. Are you okay with that, Claude? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, let's do that. Uh, the best downloadable game for 2023 goes to the Talos Principle 2. Okay, um, next up, we've got a bit of a, a, a mangled category here. There's a few things we've, we've dropped in, um, but that's okay. We'll rattle off what they are about. So it is called the best sports slash racing slash fighting title. <laughs> That's because every year you like never know whether there's going to be enough in this category to, to talk about it. And so it keeps getting expanded. Mm -hmm. um, some past winners of this category last year was uh, Sifu in 2022, uh, Forza Horizon 5 in 2021, PGA Tour 2K21 in 2020, Trials Rising in 2019, Forza Horizon 4 in 2018, Project Cars 2 in 2017, Forza Horizon 3 in 2016. There's a trend here. Uh, Rocket League in 2015. Pro Evo Soccer 2014. NBA 2K uh, 14 in 2013. NBA 2K 13 in 2012. And NHL in uh, 2011. And then there were some fighting games in here. Uh, Gang Beast in 2017. Mortal Kombat 10 in 2015. Nidhogg in 2014. Injustice Gods Among Us 2013. Uh, PlayStation All Styles 2012, and then Mortal Kombat in 2011. That's when we sort of combined this category because it was we were running out of things. Not uh, of you, you'd have a year where it was like Mortal Kombat mm. and, and and Street Fighter were the two games that came out for fighting game. You're like, what the fuck? All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so some examples of this year, last well, this category, we've got WWE 2K23, MLB The Show 23, Lego 2K Drive, Street Fighter 6. MotoGP 23, Madden NFL 24, NBA 2K 24, The Crew Motorfest, Mortal Kombat 1, EA Sports FC 24, Forza Motorsport, NHL 24, 
EA Sports UFC 5 and Rocket Racing. Um, there is a bunch on the list here that I have played, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd recommend them. Like things like NBA 2K, obviously fantastic game, surrounded by a lot of dog shit, uh, bullshit, stuff predatory monetization. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, then you've got other stuff on here like uh, WWE 2K23, which I heard was really good. Um, was there a was there a golf game? This did I miss that? Wasn't there a golf game last I feel like year? There was a golf game that we played. PGA Tour yeah. 2K24, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, 2K24. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Um, the uh the list here i don't know i i feel like maybe we're going to be leaning towards street fighter 6 i reckon it's probably That's... street fighter 6 <laughs> i've not played little... any one of these games but um I... not a single one yeah single I would jump. One. i've played rocket racing and i added it because it's the only racing game that i've played this year and that's me done well, you, also, you, launched, is it, is it you launched up for fortnite and you hear ah. you played look I, I am a uh, I'm a Rocket League guy, so when they're like, "Hey, we're we're putting in a racing mode," I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll play that." And uh, I played enough. I've played enough Rocket League racing. Two races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've played one race. I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I won. I'm going out on top. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think for me, like I, uh, the the two games I would go to bat for. Well, there's probably one game here, Mortal Kombat. One I played the most of. I finished it. Played a bunch of multiplayer. Played a bunch of the, um, the the other modes they've got in the game as well. I thought the story Street mode Fighter in, si in Mortal Kombat was fantastic. Uh, yeah, a hilarious story. <laughs> Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it. But uh, uh, it was the gold last places. fight, where you're it's like running places. up a pyramid. Oh no, I didn't. Fighting people. What the fuck? Really? It's like it's. It's like, uh, I don't know, like John Wick. The end of John Wick. Right, the four. stairs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. your characters literally running upstairs fighting people. That's amazing. And you're stopping every two minutes to fight someone. That's incredible. Um, and it's just bananas because it's all about time travel and all this sort yeah. of shit and, and, and multi-universes. So that is the one I would go to bat for. But Street Fighter Six, I know you played a bunch of that and I know it's, it's really good. I just didn't, I just didn't play a lot of it. So I can't. I think I Street Fighter of that is the best mode. because it works the hardest to teach uh, people how to play fighting games. Uh, I've never sure. seen a game work harder, or I hadn't seen a game work harder until Tekken 8, which I think actually might go harder at it. Um, but yeah, it literally tries to teach you the fundamentals of competitive fighting games and it presents and present it in a fun and interesting manner um not just tutorials not just drills some shit but like literally the crazy make your own fighter uh like system like leads you by the nose to understanding what why you succeed in a fighting game on a level that is more than just because my health bar still has yellow on it it's not all red uh you know like it's just they they went above and beyond uh, it's just i think it's fantastic you also get a, a lot out of it well you got a lot out of mortal kombat as well 
yeah. I think I think it's I think it's Street Fighter, but I wouldn't hate Mortal Kombat winning. Right. Well, so I, I <laughs> like I said, I've played more Mortal Kombat and I I I just don't have a connection to Street Fighter. But if you think it should be Street Fighter, that that's I can like, I'm fine with that. All right. I just haven't uh, played the two of them. It's I've got it. I've I read this out. Okay. Jung, Cleb. The, the crew mode offense. Don't think. <laughs> one, two, three, and then go, and then you decide you you guys decide. Okay. One, two, three, go. Street Fighter. Auto combat. All hey, right. Of course. You plan, you plan, you plan, you plan, you plan, you plan. Okay. Uh, we bring someone else in. Can we just call a random pit person on my list here? Papers is rocking to the camera, boys. Uh, whoever wins, that's what wins. Okay. Chuck them okay. up. Fists up. Three, right. two, one, go. Oh, Chung oh, wins. Chung wins. <laughs> Street Fighter. Um, the only reason I said that is because all my friends who are like fighting game buffs, they are absolutely yep. nuts for a Street Fighter. Like they're talking about it's the best thing. It's like the best Street Fighter. So it is. Yeah. I haven't played it, but yeah. Yeah, it goes. It goes so far above and beyond. Uh, so yeah, I think it's. I think it's a good win. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I would have vetoed anyway and said Street Fighter. Um. <laughs> I just wanted to see where this was going. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Uh, best sports racing slash fighting title goes to Street Fighter Six. Yay! Nice. Okay. Next up, sure we have can. best action adventure game. Um, so we've got a uh, a pretty good selection of games here from. Don't stuff read them that all out. There's too many fucking games on this list. This is fucking ridiculous. Nah, it's great. It's great. All right, do uh, it fast. God like of War a, Ragnarok like 2022. Hitman 3 in 2021. Immortals oh, Phoenix Rising like 2020. Control in uh, 2019. Red Dead Redemption 2 in 2018. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in 2017. Gears of War 4 in 2016. Just Cause 3 in 2015. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor in 2014. Shadow or Shadows? I don't Which think it matters. Matter. Grand Theft Auto 5 in 2013. <laughs> Max Max Payne in 2012 and Batman Arkham. You're as gate, motherfucker. Why are you hung up on Shadow or Shadows? Max Payne 3 in 2012. Uh, Batman Arkham City in 2011. Um, yeah, there is, there's, some, there's some lists, some games on the list here. Uh, yeah. Best of action adventure games. We've got uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Forspoken, Hi-Fi Rust, Dead Space, The Pathless, Hogwarts Legacy, Wild Hearts, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil 4, Everspace 2, Minecraft Legends, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Atlas Fallen, The, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Armored Core 6, 6, Lies of P, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, and Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. There's probably a bunch other that we could chuck in here, but... That's what I put on the list. I don't think anyone put anything else on here, from no. what I could tell. Um, let's get this out of the way first. Jung, you're a, a big From Software fanboy. How much did you love Armored Core 6? I really, really loved it. I guess one thing oh. one you could probably add to there is Remnant 2. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, Armored Core I thought was really good. Liza P I thought was really good. Um, I don't think I played any of the other ones. I, I do like Monster Hunters, but I haven't played Rise. Um, yeah, so I haven't finished either, um, Armored Core or Liza P because 2023 
was the year where I didn't finish games because I'm not reviewing them. Mm. And there's so many games to play. Um, but I uh, really, really liked both of them. Lies of P, I do have one issue with. Um, great game. I think Job's going to agree with me on this one. The, uh, the second health bars on the bosses. Right? Yeah. Because I know this... <laughs> Fuck, I hate it. It can drives me some more second phase gameplay, please. Yeah. I think the way Sekiro did that was much better. Where because you knew what to expect. Yeah. Was it, though? Um, it was better I think, than Liza P, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's because it didn't try to surprise you every time. Like, like there was like one surprise in Sekiro where like it wasn't uh, signaled on the health bar, right? Because normally it would signal, there'd be like, this is how many phases there are. But there was one where they didn't do that. Mm. Um, and there was a but bit you of had to learn what that signal was. Which yeah. was which was okay, which was cool because it was an element that you learned. Yeah. Whereas with Liza P, it's like surprise, and then surprise again, and it's like, oh, we did it again. It's like every single boss. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I felt like um, it was taking some of the energy out of my boss victories. Um, yeah. Aside from that, absolutely. Really great game. Um, same with Armored Core. Armored Core was there was like. You know, I think some it'll it'll be hit or miss with some people because there is a definite right way to do things in Armored Core, which is not it's like not the case with like a Dark Souls or Elden Ring. Um, with those games, like there's there's so many ways you can beat the boss, but with Armored Core, it's like no, you do this thing. You need or this you weapon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I thought Armored Core failed <laughs> so spectacularly in what it should have really succeeded at, which is conveying a sense of scale. Uh, literally everything you fought was bigger than you at all times. Oh, not at all times. There were a couple against uh, other, what are they called? Fucking panzers or whatever. Um, but yeah, like just there's like, there's no point in being in a mech if everything you fight is the largest boss of all time type thing because yeah, you're just like, all right, cool. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I guess I'm just a tiny person who can fly <laughs> and I'm made of metal. Um, and yeah, I, I fundamentally did not like tweaking my, uh, build to find the one way that I was supposed to, I don't want to tweak my build. I want to tweak my play style. Uh, I want to, I don't want to adjust my, uh, tendencies, my mechanical tendencies, not my fucking constructed uh, build to beat a enemy, and so I just I did not enjoy. Pick the pick the bleed claws from the start, and I'm sticking with it. Damn it! Right? God damn it! <laughs> and I will make them work for fuck's sake. Okay, I don't care how many times I die. I don't care if it's three fucking gargoyles constantly fucking gangbanging me i will fucking find a way to make them bleed i don't care if they don't have blood i don't give a shit okay <laughs> lord of blood well welcome to bleed <laughs> he is vulnerable to bleed he is enough. i know it's so stupid <laughs> all right so it sounds like you're against armored, armored core. core winning I am. the category i am i didn't like armored core either yeah unfortunately it just didn't click for me i played i played quite a lot of it and just i couldn't get into it yep yeah um what about you, Cleb? Did you like Armored Core? I uh, did not play it. Uh, I enjoyed the fantasy points that it scored for me, but that's that's the, <laughs> the extent of my relationship with Armored Core. Yep. 
Yeah. Dang. What about Liza yeah. P? Or, do you all feel better about Liza P? Or? I, I liked Liza P more than I liked Amador yeah. uh, by quite, I didn't quite get a, a chance big margin. Uh, although I did feel that, yeah, like you said, uh, it, it did do the the surprise stinger a few too many times. And also, like, I know it's really difficult. It's a really difficult thing to fucking do. A really difficult thing to manage and pull off. Uh, and it's unfair that From did it right the first time. Uh, but... Liza P has a real problem, in my opinion, with uh, a like enemies. Enemies in Liza P consistently either do the the hezy fake out attack, uh, where they wind up for an attack and then attack three frames later than they should. So I fuck up my parries, or. Uh, too often with the bosses, I felt that I was literally just, especially, I think the, the phase thing exacerbated this, uh, the multi-phase thing exacerbated this, but I felt like I was literally just, like, I couldn't one-shot a boss in Lies mm -hmm. of P. I couldn't, like, learn the system of Lies of P, mm -hmm. because every boss worked so differently uh and and well not, didn't work so differently it's just the timing was never there wasn't like a rhythm to the timing in in dark souls or elden ring uh even though the bosses are different when they are different elden ring uh using the same boss 17 times in a row uh but like when they when even when they are different they have a similar timing right Whereas Lies of P, <clears throat> Lies of P seem to deliberately not. And so too often yeah. a lot of boss fights just felt like trial and error or rote memorization uh, efforts to me where I wasn't so much... Yeah, I like to learn yeah. the game system, not the... I don't like to learn the game's boss fights, you know? Mm. Uh, I see what you mean. I think some... Some of the bosses from phase one to phase two, they would do some of the same attacks, but with different timings. With, like yeah, same, yeah, with, same that, attack. with that hezzy, yeah. 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 Drove me fucking bonkers, man. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's pure rote memorization shit, you know? Like, you're not, you're no longer just learning how the game works. You're learning... Yeah, it's, not, it's you're not learning a language. You're learning your lines off the script type yeah. thing. You know, like it's uh, a it's a cheap it's, way to like add difficulty to it. It feels like going back to the arcade games where you have to insert a coin. And it's like you know, in order to get to this stage, first you have to beat this stage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, no real reason for it. But it, like, um, it's not. It wasn't like prevalent throughout the game it was just it would its head would pop up every now and then and i'd be like ah i don't think i'm gonna play this game anymore and then inevitably because it's on game pass i'm like why the yeah. fuck not it, it uh, took the energy out for me it was like yeah you know that's that's why I, like I, I haven't finished it. i think i'm at like the second or third last boss and like i put the controller down and i was like it just took the energy like i beat the first phase mm -hmm. Here's another second phase, hidden second phase, and I was like, "Ah, oh, jeez!" And then yeah. die, and it's like it just takes the energy out of it. 
right? Yeah, that's that's how I felt about Sekiro. Yeah, it's I still have not finished Sekiro to this day, and it's yeah that same sort of feeling of like, uh, okay, I beat it yeah, out of spite. It. Yeah, I, I beat it out of purely out of spite. That, the sword saint is the worst. Oh my that, fucking god! The, the last boss. I was so mad. I was so mad on the fourth. I was so <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. mad. If you like, like if you haven't you. beaten Sekiro you. <laughs> and your problem with Sekiro is the multi stages, the last boss, I don't know if, oh if you've seen a YouTube video, but like mm. the last boss is the worst for that. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, the third phase is, is like pure cheese, horse shit, fucking garbage. <laughs> Some of the strikes he does are just fucking trash. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh. I'm gonna beat yeah, you. I'm gonna fucking it's beat like, you. It's like a fucking rhythm game, right? Yeah. You're just like, mm. okay, well, you know, he does this, and then I press this in correspondence, and uh, we go through the motions, and then yeah. oh, I guess he kills me or I kill him, and that's it. Yeah. I always likened it to Mike Tyson's punch out. Like, <laughs> yeah. read, read the cue, do the thing. Read the yeah. cue, mm -hmm. do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You Jump don't want people to look through the mirror, look through the, the, the looking glass on it and realize it is you can't be simplifying that far right you want the magic to remain and yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing dispels it's, it faster it's punch out all the way down <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so texas chainsaw massacre i guess is the winner yeah <laughs> the only other one i've played is tears of the kingdom same and i have i thought that's another one where i thought it was fantastic um what was my issue with it oh my issue was um like the, the to me it was just all about the crafting system and i don't know if there was enough um weapon degradation <laughs> yeah enough innovation <laughs> like enough new stuff i i don't know maybe that's me being unfair like the, the map was pretty different but like it was a surprising spin on a very like it was it was funny because i'd played breath of the wild again prior to playing tears of the kingdom so i was quite fresh on the map and it was cool like knowing where i was relative to the old map um so it was i don't know if it's one-to-one -one. i haven't looked into it or anything but it, was, it felt very close uh but at the same time like you said very different and then when you find out like the the above ground shit was some was some wild stuff. I'm like, oh shit, right? There's a map on top of this map. That's fucking cool, right? And then there's the below ground shit, and you're like, oh fuck, they pulled some stuff off on this one. Damn, that's bonkers. Except uh, the underground rain like fucking garbage. Uh, so it was like. It was hell being Which is weird because it's all black, right? Right? Like, yeah. there's no... Wait, what kind of... <laughs> what are you rendering? What are you loading? Right? Like, yeah. you fucking, uh, fucking cone? <laughs> fucking four meters around me? Fucking hell. What's the fucking problem here? Even for uh, you on your uh, pirated copy on PC? Hey, I play... Oh. Hey, shush. Hey, that never happened, okay? Like, uh... Um... Uzu.com. <laughs> um but i yeah i think the crafting was what made it for me as well like literally just like coming up with stupid fucking crazy builds and once you got the power to instant build any blueprint uh it just it it happens so quickly you would just construct some wild shit 
and uh, and just see what you could get away with, and like skip huge sections of the game, and it just it just let you fucking do it. It made for some great YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what held Tears of the Kingdom back for me was. Uh, did you guys finish it? I didn't. No. The no. last hour and a half of that game is a nightmare. Uh, going into going into Hyrule Castle and Breath of the Wild was cool. Uh, and, and like a little bit imposing. No, going in there was cool. The last fight was trash. Yeah. Uh, but like going in was like, oh, this is, oh, this, it's building, we're building. And then you have riding a horseback and flinging fucking <laughs> arrows or whatever the fuck was going on there. Um, but yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, you go into Hyrule Castle and then you have to dive into the depths underneath, spoilers, but underneath. And it is literally. Uh, there's like a child crying somewhere nearby. Like, did it, did it get out? Is it because I'm shitting, <laughs> shitting on Tears of the King? No. Um. Anyway, does his name rhyme with Schmob? <laughs> I am. I am having a bit of a cry. Um, it's it's that purple shit everywhere. Uh, red purple shit everywhere. Like literally everywhere. And the game turns into this fucking the floor is lava nightmare fest. Where, but the entire time, what's happening is your fucking health bar is shrinking, and you can't solve it without going back up top, or having made enough fucking potions in the first place to fucking uh, undo all that fucking garbage. But if it's like, so the first time I went in there, I like got ninety percent of the way to the end boss. And I had like two hearts left. I'm like, cool. So I have to go back. And then when I went back down again, everything had respawned. I'm like, so I literally did nothing. Yeah. Basically, I achieved nothing last time. That's fantastic. Like, who put this together? That's fucking shit. You, you watch like <laughs> a, a speedrunner on YouTube get there in oh, like yeah. a half hour oh, from yeah. the start of the game? For sure. Just fucking warp underneath the. It does it with half a heart underneath yeah. the dungeon, <laughs> straight down or some shit. Yeah, but they don't never get hit. It's funny because like the the puzzles in Zelda games are usually like deductive, but um, it's like you know how there's like different kinds of intelligence and like you know when they do like the IQ tests and stuff like that. Like most of the times when you do an intelligence test, it's deductive reasoning, but then there's a, like other kinds of intelligence. One of them is like um. A sort of creativity and it's the opposite of deductive i forget the name for it but it's it's instead of like uh trying to figure out the one solution for something it's like uh it's more imaginary and like they they ask you like list all the different ways that you can use a chair and like you know that you know some kids will like list five like five six seven things um and some kids will list like 50 things and it's like that's that's like the different kind of intelligence. So like for me, it kind of like hits that, that different kind of like, you know, here's some crafting elements. Yeah. Go nuts. Like <laughs> so there's, there's a whole bunch of problems you can solve, but you can do it in any way possible with yeah. these materials. Try a bunch of shit out. Yeah. It's, it's like when that hits, it's really cool. It's a really good game. 
And like the the worst of it is when you hit the limits that feel like they only exist because the Switch is uh, a two generation old console. Mm. But like, I don't know if you ever like saw some Sky Island out in the distance and you constructed a fucking rocket ship and then shot off and then reached the boundary, the the invisible boundary limit of I whatever you built. And then it would disappear beneath you and you'd plummet to your fucking... <laughs> really? Well, you usually hit the parachute. But like, yeah, you're just like, all right, cool. So that should be possible, but I guess <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah. Oh, like probably for gameplay reasons as well. You know, could probably shortcut a lot of the game in other ways. But uh, yeah, it does kind of suck, especially coming from Breath of the Wild where you could like make... Uh, like put a bomb on a fucking log, stand on the log, and then explode the bomb, and then yeah. soar off into the fucking sky. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. know. Even even though like like we're we're coming up with complaints, but it still, as we're talking about it, it still feels like a more fully realized game than Lies of P or Armored Core. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, Remnant Two. It There's is some- excellent. <laughs> there's some games on here i'll give a shout out to that i don't think will win uh hogwarts legacy i thought was a really good um surprising game that uh that was kind of unexpected um extremely deep there's a lot you could do um and it's a game that i, I would like to go back to at some point to, to finish because it was just such a massive world um and then star wars jedi survivor is another game i want to go back to the problem with that one was basically just the technical issues. They they they've just weren't able to make that thing run at a solid frame rate on, um, on at least PC, and it still doesn't run too great. I think it won like Digital Foundry's worst port of the year or something like that. Um, and so that is a game that I'm super disappointed in because I was looking forward to it. Yeah, and it just ran like garbage. Uh, even on it, a it wasn't it was stuttering wasn't, problem. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Until it fucked you, yeah. Like it was one. Of, it was one of those things where you could sort of just dismiss it mentally until it really screwed you. And it was a game where there was some there was some complex platforming, not necessarily like timing mission. was super important. Yeah, yeah. Like and and you like a stutter while you're trying to nail a jump. Yeah, it just became this obstacle that you couldn't overcome. And Elden it just... Ring. Oh, oh. Elden Ring on PC. Get out of here. Can we have Elden Ring win this category? Oh, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it does. Even though it came out two years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, RPG. no. But Star Wars is... Uh, yeah, it's, it, I think it deserves a mention, but I haven't gone back. I haven't finished it. I've heard. Oh uh, yeah, I want to. It's worth. When... It's worth doing. And the first game was definitely worth finishing. The that was fucking some back heavy fucking video game. It had a fucking it had an ass on it. That one. Uh yeah. Mm. What else what else you got, Luke? Uh, um Mirage I enjoyed. Um oh, yeah. it was very back to basics Assassin's Creed. Um, but it's it's not gonna stay on this list. Um, and then the other one I will throw my hat in for is Marvel Spider-Man 2. I think it is the 
sort of when you think action adventure game this is like that is what they're trying to do and i think they fucking nailed it um yeah it's the best it reason is... i own a playstation 5 in my opinion like as long as you you know like spider-man but uh if you don't, if you don't hate spider-man uh it's sure. it's the who, hate, who hates spider-man I who's know. out there being like i fucking hate spider-man people <laughs> that guy people do people do uh but like from a technical perspective it actually like it does it does what it, it does what's on the box yeah it does what it's supposed to do you are as fast <laughs> as fucking you can fucking imagine and then you're switching characters and yeah like it never fucking it never stops until you want it to stop it's as fast as you want it to be and that's what the PlayStation 5 promised in the first place so yeah that shit's fucking awesome uh it's what god of war should have been it's what spider-man not spider-man uh it's what yeah spider-man fucking miles Morales should have been like it's it's what a lot of playstation games should have been uh when the fucking console launched but they held back because they wanted to keep it going on the playstation 4 mm -hmm. so it is yeah it is the in my opinion the spider-man unleashed oh huge gorgeous uh, but yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is, is a really, really good game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, I've not played it, but I'm happy to put in for that. No. What about Remnant 2? Jung, you, you mentioned Remnant 2. Did you finish Remnant 2? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Remnant 2 yes. is not on this list. Yes, it is. You guys put in. Yeah. On the shooter list. Ah, okay. Well, we won't talk um, about it now. It's not going to okay. win here anyway. Let's talk about it later. Uh, yeah. Tears of the Sorry. Kingdom? That's the one yeah, I'm most I, feeling. Sorry, to cut you guys off. Cleb, did you have any thoughts on this list? Suggestions? It's it's really Tears of the Kingdom for me. Like I've I've played some of the others on the list: Halfway Rush, Everspace Two, Lies of P. Um, but I, yeah, I just feel like like Tears of the Kingdom was the only one that I stuck around for. Um, like I said before, I, I haven't finished it, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's like it's still a little bit of 150 hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Dead yeah, Space is awesome. Everspace 2 was awesome, but it wasted your time a lot. Resident Evil 4 was really cool. Uh, didn't play for I feel like we have to get to a best remake category at some point because well, it seems like coming. that's it where we're like heading. It's coming, yeah. That, yeah. One's, that one's on its way, I think so, yeah. But then we're going to get in a fight because Joe will be like, uh, Final Fantasy is not a remake, and then it'll be like, actually, Job, it's just because it's got a remake, remake in its title doesn't mean it's a fucking remake. Holy shit, you can can't just, get... that's not how it fucking works. Can we get best rebirth game? Oh, genius, <laughs> that's where it's going. We don't have a best game cameras. that upsets Job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart, yeah. All right, let's go with Tears of the Kingdom with this one best action adventure game, Yay! The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom takes the crown give us one give us one quick link the blood moon good job you can do it link the blood moon <laughs> <laughs> love it fucking fan fantastic okay next up we have best uh strategy slash puzzle slash platforming game so some past winners from this one, we've got Marvel Snap last year in 2022. Joe, that, Joe picked that one. Uh, 
Age of Empires 4 in 2021, Desperados 3 in 2020, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition in 2019, Celeste in 2018, Dead Cells 2017, um, Civilization 6 in 2016, Heroes of the Storm in 2015, Hearthstone in 2014, Neptune's Pride 2 in 2013, remember that one, Jung? Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown in 2012, and Portal 2 in 2011. Some of these are definitely like Jung picks, you can tell. Neptune's Pride 2, Heroes of the Storm, that's one of yours, looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We all had fun with Neptune's Pride. Oh, yeah. There yep, was, there was a period was... of time where that was the thing. At three o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't played. Oh, sorry, you haven't read the. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah. Is this another big list? It looks like it. Um, mm-hmm. There's some stuff on here. Company Heroes three, Polybridge three, Aliens Dark Descent, Rogue Legacy two, Dave the Diver, Pikmin four, Party Animals, Sonic Superstars, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, City Skylines two, Ghost Runner two, The Talos Principle two, Persona five Tactica, House Flipper two. Viewfinder, Moving Out to Cocoon, uh, Mechabellum, Axon T... Uh, sorry, Axon? Axon Axon TD. I said it prop before, for my brain's going mush now. Axon TD. Sins of a Solar Empire 2. This seems like a good category for to for, for Jung. He's the expert here. Um, <laughs> well, you know... But again, this... Yeah. We, we all like Talos. Are we going back to Talos again? That already won. I, I'm a... Uh, <laughs> There's some games on here that I will um, give a shout out to. I've played some more City Skylines too. They've been patching it. Oh, yeah. um, that's still not in a really great spot, but oh, okay. the gameplay I Weird think shit. is 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 uh, quite engaging. Um, I, I just don't know what they were doing putting that out in that state that it's at at the moment. Um, some other games on here. And I think it's one we should talk about as a contender. I don't know if anyone else played it. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I've played more of that. That game is fantastic. Like it is a solid, yep. like one of the best Mario games that's been put out in a long time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know if you guys have have played it. I've talked about it before. No, I've only it. seen yep. the first few levels played by right. someone else. Played it. played it. Thoughts? Um. Yeah. Love it. Like you know, it's it's a two D Mario. Like, um. You know, going back to. Going back to old school days of of Mario, it's just um, yeah, it's like enjoyable, you know. Um, I think for me, obviously, I I have kids, like play it with the kids, and so it really works well for that. They've got the the different characters that like don't die if you're mm-hmm. like they don't have um, lives, and so they just keep on going through death, and um, yeah, they just like. <laughs> My my children are immortal, Job. Uh, they, they've got going some, through that. Yeah, yeah right. they've, they've got some. Uh, I think it's like Yoshi and another one that I can't remember the name of now. That if you die, basically you just Warrior. sort of float on through, and it doesn't matter that you were shit at the game. And that's how I encourage my kids. Um, and you don't teach them the hard lessons to, about to, failure. You you were shit and you yeah. deserve to not play the game anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's you will never see the last levels of Alex <laughs> Kidd in Miracle World because you are shit. This so, is what you have earned. Oh, see, this is like the next step. This is the the demon souls of the world where I had to teach <laughs> teach you about 
about world tendencies. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're not at Job's level yet, so if we go, oh, we'll, we'll give them another oh, fair, couple fair, of years. Fair, fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair. Hmm. Yep. Um, I was just supposed yeah. to work out world tendencies, like of all course. the other people who didn't have <laughs> fucking without looking at a wiki. Yeah, I wasn't looking at wiki, so I was just supposed to fucking. Oh yeah, right. No, it makes sense that these two black samurais are murdering me every time I spawn into this level. That yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah, I, I deserve this. Uh, yeah, that's cool. This is a smart plan. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I saved you. So yeah, yeah. with your massively overleveled character, <laughs> you grossly fucking pumped up, fucking like super leveled character. And- and that's the Super Mario Brothers Wonder experience. I was the Yoshi. I was. Yep. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yep. I that's got there it. eventually. Shit. All right. Cool. That's a good time. Luke. Well, I haven't played it because I don't play shit games. So something else. Can't be that. Moving on. It sounds pretty Pikmin 4. Good. I've heard really good things about Pikmin 4 as well, <laughs> but I haven't played it. Uh, yeah, I haven't played it either. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tell you what I didn't uh, like is Company Heroes 3. Didn't like it. Me mm. neither, if I'm being honest. I did like this the the grand strategy thing, but it wasn't executed exactly how I had envisioned it would be when they pitched it. And so I didn't love it. Uh and yeah, the moment to moment gameplay of Company Heroes 3 did not move the needle for me that's one of the sweatiest games i've ever played the sweatiest yeah there's like a whole (laughs) community of people who've been playing company of heroes 2 oh yeah only like world war 2 enthusiasts Mm. who've only been playing company of heroes 2 and waiting and waiting and waiting for number three and i was like you know pretty eager for three like i was anticipating it really wanted to play it but i jumped in and and yeah Everyone was so sweaty. It was like, geez, they're they're expert level like straight away. I'm just trying to just trying to play some games. Get get the you know, get my handle on the, the systems. Um but yeah. um yeah, the they had the, the graphics was weird. They had like weird graphical issues oh. when it came out. I don't know if they've solved any of that, but Yeah, I haven't been back. Uh but on a fundamental level, I just didn't like the art style either. Like Yeah. I, I think they biffed it on that that aspect yeah so i mean that's the only one i'd be against um, i picked up I feel... dark descent in the christmas sales but i haven't played it yet uh i did i remember you you said it was good but not great luke uh it was a demo i played right i think it was a oh sorry the right? alien dark descent yeah um Sorry, I was thinking of a different game, a demo game that we played. Uh, I, yeah, the, the problem with that game is that, like, the title is Aliens, Dark Descent, and it doesn't feel like an Aliens game to me. Yeah. It felt more like, it's got all the aesthetics of the Alien stuff in there, but when I think of the Aliens movies, I think of the, you know, the, the colonial Marines going in, big badass Marines and uh, fighting Aliens, whereas this felt more like, Whenever you got into an encounter, it was, all right, we've got to run away. Like, we, we're always backtracking or, like, hunkering yeah. down. And whenever you got into engagement, it felt like 
what you needed to do was get out of the engagement and that wasn't interesting to me like i want to be killing aliens or like doing a strategic thing and it seemed like whenever you did that you were being punished for it and so um yeah i, I think they've made some tweaks to those systems that are in there um because it's got that sort of that ongoing time system where the longer you stay in the level the um the harder and more difficult the enemies that come after you are or the more frequently they'll sort of come looking for you there's certain uh time moments where like hey a thing will happen during this specific period and maybe you've got to just bunker down and like weld the doors and that sort of stuff and so i don't know if they've made tweaks to that but yeah it just felt a bit too like darkest dungeon uh, it, it we just didn't know what it was doing did you say darkest dungeon yeah right that's what it sounded like when like the way you described it and the way nate described it like it was this imposing depressing you are the the longer a mission takes the more fucked you are uh and also everyone comes back super fucking sad and they yeah. need time off and like it's like it's got extra shit, elements like, in it yeah yeah um yeah and you need to manage your crew but that's not like that was such a small part of the aliens uh film franchise concepts uh like it wasn't like that yeah they you know they were fucked up game over man game over and whatnot but like it was a fraction that was just the human element it wasn't what the films were about you know uh, yeah the the material impact of fighting aliens wasn't wasn't supposed to be played out on the the marines the colonial right marines, if it yeah. was called alien dark descent without the s in mm. it because alien is a horror film it's cool yeah. i think aliens is more of an action horror yeah yeah exactly you, you know and, and the idea of you constantly being in a struggle and welding doors and backtracking and being cautious just didn't feel like the aliens game that i wanted so uh, and also it was just kind of a little bit buggy when i played it um some technical issues so that's why yeah. i think i gave it a four when i reviewed it um but i uh, like i think i wrote this in the real like there's definitely potential there yeah for sure for them to fix a lot of that stuff um so yeah unfortunately it's maybe just one of those games you have to play you know a year later and see how yeah. it's gone so you know i picked it up in the sales cool maybe i timed it well we'll see yeah um what else do we have here like um ghost runner 2 i didn't play i like the first one house flip round played uh cocoon i've heard a lot about jung did you put this on or kleb no, i put this on i've not played it i know I Joe like it. Okay. it so yeah thanks kleb right yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it's it was that was uh, that has to be the okay. most monotonous puzzle game i have played in a fucking long time the the soul for every puzzle was the only thing you had access to every single time i do not understand how it was so lauded but it was held up as one of the greatest fucking puzzle games of all time i don't understand i i i'm just flabbergasted anyway i don't know i don't know what wins this one i don't i don't have a dog in this fight i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah um polybridge 3 i played a bunch of that it's it's very much more the same sort of puzzly 
gameplay from the the other two games and the the, the portal game as well um what else is here persona 5 tactics you already get a chance to play but it looks looks like something no wave shit moving on <laughs> All right, I think we're down to two here. It seems like uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder or Talos Principle Two. I am. I would lean more towards having played both these games, Mario Brothers, right. purely because yep. it's got less of the yapping. I've, I've got nothing negative to say about it. <laughs> I don't know. What do? You, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I obviously haven't played Talos Principle Two, so right. um, it's it's wonder for me. Is there anything else on this list that sort of stands out for you guys, John, Job? No, the no. way you talk about Mario Brothers sounds like it should win. Um, yeah, feels feels like the better game from the way you talk about it. I love it. Let's go wonder. <laughs> it's because of the story? <laughs> I love the story in it. Yeah, new voice acting. Yeah. All right, best strategy puzzle platformer goes to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. Okay. Um, next on the list we have best shooter. Okay, and some past winners in this is last year, 2022, was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 slash Warzone 2.0. Uh, Hell Let Loose in 2021, oh, Call of Duty Warzone <laughs> in 2020, Borderlands 3 in 2019. Battlefield 5 in 2018, PUBG in 2017, Battlefield 1 2016, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege in 2015, uh, Far Cry 4 in 2014, Bioshock Infinite in 2013, Borderlands 2 in 2012, and Battlefield 3 in 2011. Um, some good games there. Some stuff that has come out this year that people might have heard of. Atomic Heart was really early on this year. Uh, same with Dead Island 2, Redfall, uh, System Shock, Remnant 2, Overwatch 2, Immortals of Avium, uh, Payday 3, Counter-Strike 2, Robocop Rogue City, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, Ready or Not, The Finals, and The Light Brigade. Um, some stuff that I don't think will hang on this list for me, which I've played. Uh, Atomic Heart, I thought that was a really cool um, sort of unique interesting world that it was put in um where some it had some really neat areas uh that you could play and roam around and the stuff that it kind of where it lost me was the open world above what ground that, what was the thing that talked to you all the time was it a glove yeah fuck i hated the glove because it talked we oh. know we get it joe you hate talking and story <laughs> skip you don't have to remind skip dialogue us. thank you skip hand take a drink um had a really cool style to it uh the other game i want to mention which i don't think will hang here is dead island 2 i love the shit out of that game like it was such dumb fun um i just don't think it hangs here i, I think that like that's a perfect sort of sit back and just fuck around game and it does that part really well and i was surprised by how uh how interesting i found that world and running around i think you played this as well Job, right yeah yeah and i think I, Nate I, finished, played it. I finished dead island 2 um I, I thought it was fun. It was. Fun. It was fun. It outstayed it well, its welcome, and it was clear that it outstayed its welcome from a development standpoint as well, because the last like fucking fifteen percent of the game is just like, uh, and now the level is one street large, and uh, eh, we don't give a shit. It's optimized for fucking. Who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. 
you know, you get you you get to the end of the games, and it's like, yeah, we get it. Most people don't finish games, so they didn't give a fuck. Um, but it was a lot of fun when it was a lot of fun. Uh, just rolling around, fucking hitting things, like marveling at the gore system because it was way over the top. It was way over the top. Um, mm. And yeah, like fun, very fun little environmental storytelling beats where you had to intuit what had happened. They wouldn't explicitly tell you. Yeah, um, like the streamer house and like, yeah. which was just like a little section of an area of a map and there's all these little intricate um, world building stuff just built into the environment. Yeah. Or some, you know, guitar and like mentally you're like, oh, like I'd, I'd read a note left by someone about a lost guitar and it had a sticker on it. And this must be that guitar. That's crazy. And then pick up the guitar and beat zombies to death with it or some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dead Island 2 was fun, but it's, yeah, it's not going to. It's not hanging here. No. Um, sort of in the same vein, Robocop Rogue City. I didn't get a chance to, it's on my wish list, but I played the demo. Mm. Like I, that's another game where I'm like, that looks like good, dumb fun. Um, and I want to play that. I just uh, I haven't had the time, and as soon as it goes on sale at some point, I will be picking that one up. That's how that one feels. Like it, it's definitely not one I'd pay full price for. Uh, but Terminator was the perfect the from the the same devs, perfect game sale, a, like a perfect on sale game. Seventy three bucks though for fucking Robocop. Tell them they're dreaming, eh? Tell them uh -huh. they're dreaming. <laughs> Any guys play Robocop? No. Saw a YouTube video, looked interesting shooting people in the dick. Oh yeah, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. You Robocop. That's all he does. That's what he does. <laughs> that's what he do. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, Remnant Two is here. Had a lot of fun with that. We might come back to that one. Um, and what else? Uh, Payday Three. I enjoyed aspects of it, but it was very much like, nah. like it just came and gone. We finished that, and we're <laughs> like, all right, see ya. Should never, we it shouldn't have come that out multiple times, and yeah. it was multiple times more than we should have finished it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They uh, they really fumbled on that one. Uh, Immortals of Avium is better than the internet would have you believe, but also it's not a great game. Uh, it's I don't know, it's got really fun puzzle platforming and really dull shooting. You're not shooting in the traditional sense. You don't have a gun. You're like casting fucking yeah, you're wizarding. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it was fine. It was aggressively fine. It was an indie game. Yeah. If only yeah. someone did reviews of reviews. Hey. If only. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Uh, oh yeah, Ready or Not. Ready or mm. Not is the successor to SWAT Four that we haven't had in a long time. But on 1.0, they deeply overtuned the AI. Uh, they made the AI Is it overtuned or oh, is it just no, they just didn't do anything? It's like zero on fucking Nightmare difficulty at the end of fucking Quake 3 type <laughs> shit. Like, these motherfuckers are pinging you from across the fucking map uh, the moment you fucking walk <laughs> through a fucking doorway. It is out of control how hairy that game is it does yeah. ramp up the tension but fuck that's a good segue uh speaking of people pinging you from across the map the finals the finals had a bit of a hacker problem 
Oh. Yeah. That's had a big drop off of players, right? Has it? Is yeah. It? Yeah. It's dropped like more than half their player base the last month. Interesting. Uh, I think it started off, it peaked at like 220,000 concurrent and dropped down to like 60,000 the last couple of days. Well, that's just no, normalizing, it's... right? Like it was, it, it had hype. 60,000 is still good numbers. Yeah. You know, like it's still a lot of people. It's more than hell at Luce ever had uh, concurrent. You know, like it's. I a, think like a lot of people really liked it. Like the, the community sentiment was actually the most positive that I've seen for a game in a long time. Yeah. But um, it was it was clear that it was like it was almost like if you were on the subreddit, um, complaints were like not allowed. You know, you'd get yeah. downvoted. Yeah. Um, but it was very Is clear it that it had devs? issues. Like um, the, the hacking was a big issue. Um, there was some balance issues, and um, I don't know. I I, I like I'm I think I might be alone in this, but. Like it, because this is actually my pick for this category, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I also have this thing with the finals where, like, I think uh, so. For those who haven't played it, it's like you know you gotta you gotta retrieve a cash box from the map. You and your you know in teams of three, you retrieve a cash box from the map and then you take it to the cash out point. Um, and then you you sort of deposit it and then it starts like a minute and a half or whatever thing. Um, and then you can be attacked during that time. Uh, someone can go up to the cash out box and the cash out point and like steal it um, in the in the way that you would like, you know, steal like a domination point in Call of Duty or something. Um, and uh, so you've got like a minute and a half for people to come try and steal it, and you got to prevent them from doing it. So this this whole process, I feel like eighty percent of it doesn't matter. Yeah. And like the only because, you know, there's there's like teams will respawn after you kill them when they're trying to touch the cash box. They'll they'll respawn and they'll come back and they'll have another fight. So I feel like nothing matters until 30 seconds before the cash out is complete, because that's yeah. when permanency is achieved. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, I don't know, it's like the rest of it is just like having a good time. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But it'd be yeah. like playing a basketball game and being like, the basketball game is 10 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever scores at the end of this wins. You're like, all right, fair enough. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, whose line is it anyway? Where like they give the final round like a million points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's it's done. So whoever drew Kerry wants to be in the fucking hoedown yeah. with is, is who will win. Yeah. But like, yeah, that that was my problem with it as well. Is that there is a lot of like completely meaningless gameplay that was exacerbated. I'm pretty sure I talked about it when we played together. Exacerbated by the fact that there's no overtime, uh, and so you can literally a start a start stealing when there is no chance to win, or b have it stolen from you with no chance to recover despite being on the site um uh to the to the point where yeah like literally yeah it's it's almost it's just a rug pull game like it's literally just a yeah. a game where you just oh, all right all right oh, yeah yeah either well, i'm and, pulling the rug or someone's pulling the rug on me all right yeah like, and luck, luck plays time. a large factor because it's like there's there's luck in terms of where they spawn like they can sometimes spawn close to the other point or your yeah. point, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes 
uh, teammates spawn far away from each other. That's more RNG. Yep. And then in terms of what people do, like, so, I mean, sometimes you get, like, if you, if, if you play the tournament mode where there's two cash out points at the same time and there's four teams on the map. So sometimes you're one team doing a cash out and the three other teams are at the other point. Yeah. So you, you get a free one, right? Like that's yeah. just luck. And then sometimes you're doing a cash out and you have three teams attacking you and there's nothing you can, I don't care how good you are. Yeah. You're not defending that. Like you're not defending three teams mm. worth of cooldowns. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but I mean that all that said, like it's, it's still good fun. Like there's a lot of shit that like, you know, you, you try it out and it actually does work um, crazily enough. So like, you know, it has these like fun moments. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to be playing with people. I think it's like, if you're playing with randoms, it's vastly oh. shittier. Oh my God. One of the worst games I've played in a long time to play yeah. with randos. But if you're playing with competent people, it, it can be yeah. a very fun game. Um, so that's why it's my pick for this category. That sounds a lot like Apex Legends to me. Where it's like yeah. if, if you have a team of competent players, you are likely to win any engagement. Yeah. But if, if there's no coordination, then you're never going to win ever. Yeah, yeah that it definitely has that similarity. It definitely has like a lot of parallels with Apex. And it's yep. it's like if you could be like it, it's like being you're guaranteed to get third partied. Yeah. In, like in was well, constructed. Rounds. It's constructed. Like literally with four teams or three teams in the in the casual mode. Like it's constructed around third party, right? Like third party is the core element of the game's like fucking design. Like yeah. you kind of want to be the third you either want to initiate and hope the other two teams fuck up third partying so hard or you yeah. want to be the third party every single fucking time yeah uh, and it's just I've seen it i've seen like smart teams hold off and let the other two fight because they want to be the one to swoop in later yeah right it's like yeah. you're you're better off if you get to the point later mm. Um, you know, wait, and I've seen teams like wait until that moment that I talked about where it's like 30 seconds before the cash out completes. Yeah. They, they'll wait to that point and then they'll attack. There's no coming back from it, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. permanency. Yeah. Ludicrous. Anyway, uh, now, now that we've shat on it, that's my yeah. pick for the cash yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. No, I think it's been like a really rough year for shooters this year in terms of usually like I, we can jump in here and be like, all right, this is it. Easy. Done. Um, but this year is, it's been a little bit more low key. Um, what about, and so, what about Cleb's uh, game tougher. of the year? Which one's that? Redfall. We're going to talk about Redfall. Oh, Redfall. Look, Cleb, Cleb messages me. Okay. Cleb and I are playing together, right? Cleb and I are playing together, all right? And I'm the host, okay? And I'm not having a good time. Why am I out of focus? All right. Uh, I'm not having a good time at all in this game, right? And I'm not reviewing it for anyone. Uh, I, I tried. I pitched. Uh, but I, I didn't manage to secure a commission. And uh, Nobody wanted to get blacklisted. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not reviewing it for anyone. So I'm like... Well, you know what? I don't think I'm going to finish this piece of shit. 
because uh, I'm not having any fun. And uh, like I'm playing with Kleb, who I enjoy playing games with, and I'm still not having fun. Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think I should be spending my time like this. And then Kleb messages uh, me. Exactly. He's like, Job, um, I am reviewing this, and you're the host, and the well, progress doesn't carry across. <laughs> progress doesn't carry across. So if you don't finish it, I have to start <laughs> over again. Oh my, oh my god! Oh, right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And then I thought, very, very. Frankly, I spent, I, I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I've just got to go make a coffee. And then I went away for an hour and I thought, do I block Kleb on everything? Like I just block him on <laughs> Discord and social media and fucking, I just uh, pretend well, I never fucking knew this cunt. Well, I, I come back, I'm like, ah, all right, let's finish it. Just head to and the I still, and then, and then, like, and then... A couple months later, he counterpicks my cricket <laughs> and ruins my chances at winning the Critic League. Uh, so he never really thanked me. If anything, he Raymond. sank the fucking Raven. <laughs> fucking <laughs> sank the boot in even harder for no reason at all. Uh, anyway, so tell us about your game of the year, Cleb. Redfall, game mm. of the year. Mm. It is the game about. Uh, I, I really like, and I stole this um, from Job as we were playing. He pitched it, and I thought, you know what? Job's not reviewing this game. I am. So his no no AI is going to pick up that he's uh, that I've I've uh, plagiarized his um, content here. Uh, it, it is the game about someone pumping the lifeblood out of uh, uh, an entity that used to be creative and is now uh, no longer so. And that is Arcane Games being forced to make an, uh, a multiplayer game when they've never made that. Anything and they, like that, that was never what they were good at. And Bethesda slash Microsoft slash what do you want to call it? I've gone, yeah, how about you guys do this instead? And it has not worked out. And we suffered our way through the entire thing. Oh, my God. Although it did give me one of my favorite memories of last year, which was when I threw the my teleporting. I, my character has like a teleporting <laughs> thing, and I threw it off a cliff and then teleported it to it. And then Cleb uh, like followed me, and we both plummeted to our death. Uh, that was That was amusing. That... That was about the most amusement I got out of Redfall. Uh, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, <laughs> the blood. And bits of sick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so oh my God. Move on from Redfall. It is not the shooter of 2023. All right. My genuine yeah. pitch for 2023 shooter is Remnant 2. Uh, I didn't love it. But that's a good I, start. I like this. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this is the shooter category of 2023, apparently. Uh, but I did like it. Uh, I did like it overall. And I did think it was mostly good. Um, I like 
I, I really liked... When I learned how to do the final boss fight, I really liked the final boss fight. Uh, although... Uh, of Redfall? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Remnant 2... I just, I just thought... It was a game where you could either have the best experience, which is apparently what I got, or the shittiest experience, and there was absolutely no way you, you had any, any fucking say in it. Because you start a new game. <laughs> yeah, but you, like, like that was basically it, right? Like, if you started in that fucking sand area, you were—I think you were having the shittiest experience of Redman too, uh, by accident, and. Uh, yeah, that's not where I started. I started on the fucking the, the the spaceship type area, and so I had a really fucking cool time. And then I went to this the the sand area, and I was like, I understand how this game works. I'm not fucking dying to some gas in the middle of fucking nowhere that I can't see or whatever the fuck is going on in the sand area. So uh, I'm having a good time. But yeah, if that's your introduction to Remnant Two, you you're not having a good time. Uh, but as a co-op shooter, I thought it worked well. We did that fucking blob fight. That was funny as fuck. Uh, that was me, Luke, and Nate fighting the blob. I, we died with, like, literally, literally a millimeter of health on the blob left. And then we found out later that, like, the scaling on co-op was fucked. And we were fighting, like, uh, NG7 plus version of the fucking boss some shit. Uh, so we'd made life extremely hard. Huh? How'd you do that? Oh, it was just how it was tuned at, like, launch. Was if you're playing uh... in co-op, it was way over-tuned to be harder for co-op players. Okay. Uh, and if you had, like, two co-op people in, it was stacked even further. So it was just, you were just fucked. Like, you were literally playing the hardest possible version of that game. Uh, no matter what. Like, there was no difficulty setting in that aspect. You were just... Good fucking luck. Nice. Um, so that was that was pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, played most of it solo. It had cool secrets. It had cool fucking like Easter egg shit. Uh, excellent puzzle solving. Yeah, the Bloodborne level was fucking rad. And yeah, the shooting felt good most of the time. Um, although I did railroad myself down some uh, uh, like specific. It wasn't a bleed build, but it might as well have been, you know, it might as well have been bleed claws. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was as far as, it was as close as I could get to bleed claws. Uh, I don't know they fucking worked. Whatever. I had some cool weapons. That cube firing weapon was pretty cool. Mm. That was dope. Yeah. You, you wound up getting some rad weapons by the end. And that yeah, whole labyrinth level was pretty cool. That was sick. Mm. That, that I boss think fight. Yeah. The environments were one thing that really, struck me like some of those like the whole labyrinth environment was really yeah cool. yeah that was dope you know bloodborne level sand, sand level shit the tree level was fucking trash but yeah labyrinth and then the final post-apocalyptic earth area was cool mm. um fucking but yeah listening to the versions like Every, everyone had a different version of that game. Everyone who played it had a different story because for whatever reason, there was so much fucking variance in a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Nate told me the story about fighting a tree 
And like, it was the hardest fight he'd ever had. He just the constantly spawned ads. It was like that nonstop was ads. <laughs> no, I fought the same tree, and it was over in like half a second. It was over in like a fucking in a fifteen second block, and I'm like, wow. That's an interesting tree fight. Wonder when uh, Nate's tree fight's going to happen. And then I go on a bit, and I go on a bit, and I go on a bit, and then I'm like, I think I must have missed. I must. I did fight a tree, but I must have missed the tree fight. And uh, he's like, Oh, really? Did this, this, this happen? And I'm like, Yeah, that that's what happened in my tree fight. And he's like, Then you had the tree fight. I'm like, No, it was it was a tree. I just shoot a tree for 15 seconds. It was probably the easiest fight in any video game ever. Uh, there was no challenge, right? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. No, it was spawning all these ads and like all this shit was coming at you and like it was flashing out at you. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. I shot a tree for 15 seconds and it died. I'm pretty sure I remember. Uh, yeah, it was like, but it's, that shit's like baked in. Right, like to the whole, like you get, you can, there are 25 different versions of every fucking like world. I think it's 25. Uh, and you don't know which one you, you might get Bloodborne. I, I, I think I got like Bloodborne 11. Um, this still Sand. sounds a lot like how you cheesed your way through Bloodborne. Uh, no, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. And I didn't cheese my way through Bloodborne. Okay, that game was broken, and that's not on me. That game cheated me. That game cheated me. Okay, how dare you, Cleb? Um, but like, yeah, like you got Bloodborne Eleven, Sand Planet fucking twenty two, and maybe like fucking Tree Planet three or some shit. But like, I had Tree Planet five, and so it just didn't. The tree was fucking easy to kill or some shit. Like, it's just fucking bananas how much variance there is in there but it also like it went so much further than that to the extent that like if you got bloodborne 11 right then you had a completely different end boss to that section right you never went to the castle and fought the fucking had the feast enemy or some shit right like you went and there's a tribunal instead or some shit right like it's just fucking bananas, man. Like, very cool. Decisions they make matter for that stuff as well. Yeah, right? right? Like, they have a huge impact on, on the rest of your game. And yet, at the same time, you might not ever encounter uh, entire fucking sections of that game. Sometimes you might not even realize you're in the middle of a puzzle. Like yeah. in, in the, like, temple level, there's, like, a big chess puzzle. Oh, it's yeah. literally, as soon as he said it, I, I was like, yeah, that fucking chess puzzle. Yeah, and then there's there's like a puzzle outside the puzzle, um, yeah. Which I think I don't I don't even know if you'd be able to do if you don't have a co-op partner. You, no, you can't. You can't do it if you don't have a co-op partner. Yeah, which was annoying. Yeah. Uh, I think like uh, the finals, because the finals and Remnant Two, I think they have the same strength and weakness, which is like with they're they're much better with people. Mm. Yeah. I played most of Remnant 2 by myself. Um, I think we play. I think most of the time when I jumped in was with like Job and Nate when they were quite. Because I think I, I jumped in that game first before those guys. And yeah. So I was quite a bit further in. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to play a lot of Remnant 2 
as a team. Um, but I still enjoy, I still enjoyed aspects of it. it. For me, it wasn't like it was. For me, it was surprising, like how much fun I was having, as opposed to because it, it come out being like, oh, it's kind of like a Souls like, and but with but as a shooter. Um, but I don't think it did anything that that blew me away as like, oh, this is like completely different. It was kind of like, oh, they're doing some, you know, it wasn't until I started talking to other people. I was like, oh, there's actually like stuff here that's going on with different levels and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I can't really speak to how that game handles as a co-op game. Cause I just didn't get a chance to really dive into it as much. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you would have experienced it like, like I mean, with that chess puzzle, it's like yeah, you need a co-op partner for that. And other than that, it's like you can do typical RPG shit. Like you know, you can have one person focusing on tanking or getting getting aggro, while another's more of a sharpshooter or whatever. But I mean, other than that, it's like I think if you did play it solo, like, you, you did see what the game had to offer. I think it's like yeah, your analysis is accurate. It's like it's not doing anything too new and mind blowing. It's just like a very good sequel with some cool environments and weapons and yeah um, it expanded on remnant in a in a good way in a satisfying way but yeah it doesn't do very much new in Um, contrast like i think the finals is like less solid and less polished mm. but it does give me those moments of like okay i haven't experienced this in a game before like I, i haven't experienced like yeah. a point of interest. It's got really good shooting. Did you guys? Yeah, just, sorry, did you did you guys finish Remnant Two? Yeah. You didn't think that final boss was doing anything you'd never seen before? Uh, it was pretty cool. I don't know if I'd go as far as haven't seen before. Maybe in like a fucking uh bullet hell. Yeah. But I've never seen anything like it in a shooter or. Uh, action game, like it's fucking shoot bananas, man. This like, category. Oh, thanks, thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, it's an action shooter. Yes, like <laughs> the only way to beat it was with sound cues. You had to ignore what you could see. You know, that's 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 some huge shit. That's yeah. I remember that. I remember when I worked that out. That was fucking. That was the person I was shattering. Just could not do that. Oh, it, I had to like full-blown like almost close my eyes to focus on that shit yeah he kept skipping the sound i kept skipping i kept skipping I, it I sort of came naturally music, to me because like i think i do that in dark souls anyway like yeah i'll use the sound cue as a rhythm thing to time the dodge roll um yeah but the person i was playing with was not versed in souls yeah and just could not do it i, I don't i just hammer the b button a lot I just, I'm, I'm just always dodging, you know. That's yeah. the, that's the it, way to do it. You're saying this was better than getting stuck on a screen, a menu screen that had various pop-ups show up for Redfall tooltips and, <laughs> and random boss enemies turning up and things being broken. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit. Okay, okay. Mm. <laughs> um, so, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know where we go here. Um, I think uh, I would, I would still we did to... vote the finals. I vote Remnant 2. 
Cleb, do you have any insight into any of these? Rock, you sure a lot. I think I think I would have played Remnant 2 if I had someone to play it with. I don't think my I would play that by myself, and I also think I wouldn't have played Finals by myself. So probably Remnant 2 for me. Well, no, what did you play on this list then? <laughs> on this list, I played The Light yeah. Brigade. I played uh, Payday 3. I played Counter-Strike 2. I played Redfall. And that's it. Right. Fair enough. Um, all right. I don't know where we go with this. Uh, if I enjoyed... nailed it, then I, I would be arguing for that. But, but it really didn't nail it. I feel like everything that I played on this list is dragging down. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a tough year. I, I think that we um, we didn't really have a standout. Um, yeah. I enjoyed what I played in the finals. I just haven't played enough of it. So mm. I have to leave. I maybe leave this to you guys. I feel like because it's the only way I can really let's do it. swing this. Let's do it. But also, let's play some more finals. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll play more in like multiplayer. I won't play it ever again solo. Anyway, yeah. call it. Someone well, call they, it. They did just introduce a solo mode. I did see. Yeah, yeah. solo bank job, right? Yeah. Luke, count us in. Rock, paper, scissor. <laughs> I need that again. Job wins. I win. Job wins. Remnant There's two. no one upset it the way I said Remnant that. Remnant two. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rock always wins. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are we going with here? Remnant 2? Yep. Remnant 2. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the way I'm swinging as well, purely because I just, I've played two hours of the finals and I just don't have enough. I enjoy it, um, but I've, I've you know, put in like 20-something hours of Remnant 2. And it's the one game on this list that I'm, I think is doing stuff that is more interesting for me. Um, for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was a lot of fun. It's, it's the best looking game probably out of last year. Um, it's yeah. close up there with Alan Wake 2 uh, is probably the two I'd butt heads with yeah um, like just real like can you, stupid can you storytelling oh just emphasize looking it's the best looking game best graphics most yeah. graphics oh most <laughs> most graphics <laughs> most graphics most polygons yeah most hair you play which um, fire John which one which fire no you should check it out. It's on Epic. That's okay. the that's the closest I've seen to a Souls like shooter. Still early access, yeah. Still early access. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Yeah. Oh, I might have All seen right. a YouTube video about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very good. Cool. Wishlist nice. it right. at least. All right. So, uh, best shooter goes to. I've forgotten what it was. Oh, Remnant Two. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, uh, next on the list, we're getting to the end here. Uh, we've got Best RPG. So, some previous winners here. Elden Ring in 2022, Persona 5 Strikers in 2021, uh, Demon Souls in 2020, The Outer Worlds in 2019, Pillars of Eternity 2 in 2018, Near Automata in 2017, Dark Souls 3 in 2016. Uh, we had a tie in 2015, which was The Witcher 3 from... Uh, Myself and Joe picked that one, and then Bloodborne from Jung and Nate. Um, Ties can and happen. The, 
yeah, times can happen sometimes. Uh, Dark Souls 2 in 2014, Pokemon in 2013, Mass Effect 3 didn't in even, 2012. Didn't even say what kind of Pokemon. We're just what like, fucking Pokemon. Pokemon. Who I don't know. Shit? Yeah, which Pokemon? Who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, Skyrim in 2011. Uh, okay, so there's a, there's a, there's not many here, but there's some good good ones in this list. We've got Story of Seasons and Wonderful Life. That's a remake, right? Um, Octopath Traveler 2, Darkest Dungeon 2, Diablo 4, Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, Lords of the Fallen, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, and Final Fantasy 15, 16. Alright. Um, I mean, it's gotta be Baldur's Gate. It's gotta be Starfield, I think. I think everyone <laughs> agrees. It's gotta be Starfield. Oh, Joe. <laughs> oh, Jobo. <laughs> Open well, shut case, as far as I'm I, concerned. It's either Starfield or Diablo 4. Uh, yeah. It seems pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, no. Gross. Or, We've lost Job. Uh, is it, let's is it let's go to the other too? end of the table. Oh, it might be Alan Wake. Is that on that list? Um, Cleb, what, have you, what are your highlights this year for RPG games? What have you played? Oh, there's, there's not a lot of highlights. Uh, I have played Starfield and I've played Final Fantasy 16 and I could not recommend either game. Um, like Final Fantasy 16, I wanted to like it. I played through the first oh, 15, 20 hours, I don't know. And it just it just wore out for me. It's insane yeah. with Starfield. Like everyone was saying how oh yeah just just play the first 20 just play the first 40 just play the first 80 hours and it'll be really good and i never got to that point um i hate that like all oh, end games where the game really starts but, you know <laughs> the game starts when the game starts yeah um yeah. i think i would have given up on stuff a lot earlier if job had not recommended it so fiercely i think it's good yeah um it did not come through for me and i yeah but i like I think, good games you like games like redfall uh, yeah this is true this is true 20 hours is where it kept out for me fair enough starfield is a 29 percent on steam so yeah joe loves great games <laughs> <laughs> what were we saying about review bombing earlier i think i think it was i haven't you played any other matter. than Baldur's gate but I didn't really have right. any interest in playing Diablo or Starfield. or I did want to play Lords of the Fallen. I wouldn't mind playing Cyberpunk. Didn't get around to it. Lords of the Fallen, I think you would like because it's a really good Dark Souls clone. Like they tried to make a Dark Souls clone and they were pretty upfront about them doing that. And I think they they did it. Like it feels like a Dark Souls, like a bit of a... Like if you gave if I if I gave it to you and said, Hey, this is from Software's new game and you probably play it and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a little janky, but I, it's fine. But like, oh they get the B team. Yeah, they got the B team making this. I'm a core team's making this one. Um But uh so I think that's definitely a game that's on my I, I've got it installed. It's uh, it's on my list to get to at some point because I've enjoyed what I've played. It's a lot of fun. Um I've played a bunch of these on the list. 
I will start with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, I think is fantastic. They did a really great job of turning that game around. Um, and the expansion is super interesting. Uh, it's a different type of tone for the main game. Um, and it's quite fleshed out. It's like a 20 to 30 hour game. So it's really nice if you enjoy that world. Um, are you reviewing, Starfield, are you reviewing just the expansion or are you reviewing Cyberpunk 2077 as a brand new game? What? So when you say, when you say Phantom Liberty is, you yeah. know, good, are you saying yeah. that because all of the changes that they made to Cyberpunk 2077 in general or just yeah. because the DLC was good? Well, the 2.0 update is part of Phantom Liberty. They, re- they released it. Well, one was for free that and one you had to pay for, right? Well, yeah, because they need to roll that out for the entire game. <laughs> so the past game is still there, but the... the I'm just the, asking uh, all the questions that JB will ask later. Very true. Very true. He yeah. got fucked. Uh, he got fucked in the Critics League because he counterpicked my Phantom Liberty pick. And that's it, that's it silly. Work. It, it was silly, but it didn't work out for him. Yeah. Um, Starfield, I put about 50 hours into. That's a game on my list I want to get back to. Really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Um, but for me, it fell apart in the, 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 the menus. Like, it was just a menu. There's so many menus in that game where you, whenever you wanted to go somewhere, you clicked on a menu as opposed to being like, I want to fly from here to here. And so it got to the point where rather than flying, like going into my spaceship, you could just go to the map and click on the place you wanted to go and it would just instantaneously take you there like you kind of lost that I'm whole interject. reason to sp- space travel i feel like i've said this before but i can't remember if i said it out loud or just to myself in my head uh it would be 1000 percent inevitable that i would hate if i had to fly fucking everywhere in a fucking video game oh my god I would be going fucking bananas. I'd be like, why can't I just fucking fast travel? Why can't I just fucking click on the fucking map? I know where it is. Just let me fucking click on the fucking map and go to the fucking place. Why do I have to fucking fast travel? Why do I have to fucking fly everywhere all the time? Oh, but yeah. Oh, I got to fucking land. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Oh, that's only cool the fucking first fucking three fucking times, right? Like I've played Elite Dangerous a lot, right? A lot more than everyone else. Almost everyone else in the world, I would say 99.9999999999% of the fucking population of the planet, I play morally dangerous, and you always have to park your fucking ship, and it's cool, right? You're like, oh yeah, I better fucking know. Yeah, no, there's a reason being a pilot is a fucking job, right? Because the one, the two things you have to do as a pilot, right, is land the fucking plane and take off, right? Those are the parts that they get paid $120,000 a fucking year for, right? They don't get paid for fucking sitting in the fucking cockpit, fucking doing nothing while the plane flies itself from A to B, right? They get paid for putting the fucking landing fucking gear down and not crashing into the fucking river, okay? That's the part that is work. That's what's worth money to people. And yet everyone's like, oh, I wish I could do that so hard. I miss being able to do that no you don't you just don't know you've got no fucking clue right how fucking tedious it gets after the first three times that you fucking do it and you just oh right good yeah eventually everyone right like literally everyone who plays elite dangerous gets to a point where they just 
fucking wing it. They're just like, you get to a point where it's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I know I'm in a ship that costs more than I've ever made in my entire fucking career in Elite Dangerous, but I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to blitz into this fucking, I'm going to fucking shoot at the mail slot as fast as I'm not, I'm not putting the fucking brakes on until I get to where I'm supposed to be, until I get to wherever the fuck, whatever bay I've been cleared to land on. Then I'm going to fucking haul on the brakes, drop my fucking landing gear at the last second. Oh, I took some damage. I don't give a fuck anymore. I did you not give any, like, I'm so done caring about this shit. I'm just, I'm done, right? Everyone hates that shit. But now, right, everyone is on the internet being like, oh, I wish I could fly. It's, you, hold W, just hold, hold W while the loading you screen's can. up. Right, you can in Starfield, right? Huh? You, you can yeah, do it if you, you want to. No, you can't. No. What do you mean? You can't. What are you talking you, about? You, you just fly at the thing and then press E or F or whatever when you get close enough. Oh, well, yeah, you could do that. But, like, that's not, uh, it's not the ideal that Luke is dreaming of. He wishes he, no, could, no. he could do all the stuff. Before you went on your silly rant, oh, okay. because I agreed with you at that point when we were talking <laughs> about it last year, right. is that, like, people would be upset about about there being too much fast travel and clicking on menus, but at the same time, that aspect of it is not interesting. The problem is that a bunch of the game is built around that, is built around exploring and going to planets or doing, like, dogfights or, like, coming cr across random encounters. And so... I missed a bunch of the um, those experiences because I would just jump into the menu and fast travel around, and so they they were in a, they they uh, there was that thing that came out about like oh there's potentially like other aspects of the game they've cut out mm. just because of the the fuel stuff and things like that, and so I it felt like they stuff. were torn between what the game was supposed to be and what ended up coming out, and so I would I. I, I'm glad that you could sit there and just go, I just want to go to this planet. And you could jump from here to here because I didn't want to have to fly around. But at the same time, it meant I was missing out on all the stuff above of those random encounters and running into weird things because I, I also don't want to do that. I don't want to be flying around. And I do remember talking about getting, this. Mm -hmm. and I think our solution was the <laughs> Fallout map, right? Where, uh, where it's like traversing across a map on the loading screen mm. and like there's a dice roll for a random encounter and then it drags you out into a random encounter maybe yeah all right That's now 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 compare this to um playstation racing game number seven where there was a lot of there was a lot of menus yeah thank you you were joe <laughs> was not happy about the menus and somehow in Starfield, loves the menus. He loves menus. He I loves love, menus. I, 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 I never said I love the menus. I just like being able to time uh, to fast travel yeah, places. He loves to skip. When did I say I love menus? When did I say that? When did I say but that? That's I never did. All that's, that's all that Starfield is. You, you, you finish, you're on a planet, and it's like, oh, I want to get on to the next mission because that's... that's that is a really strong point. I'm just going to Google really quickly. Games. That's is... how role-playing games work. And so, oh, I'll, I'll put the next mission into my menu and then, oh, it, it fast travels me there. 
oh, and then I'm now in this system, there's now a need to fast travel. Once I've fast traveled to this system, I want to fast travel to the planet that's part of the system. And then I want to fast travel to the section of that planet that I want to get to to complete the mission because the 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 first the initial stage of that planet doesn't contain the mission part that I want. Just, I, yeah. I, I just click on the thing and I just asked and... I just asked Bard. <laughs> Google dot com and I, I said, "Is Starfield called the real spaceship simulator?" And it says Starfield isn't typically called the real spaceship simulator, right? And then I'm just gonna just real quick, uh, is Gran Turismo Seven called the real driving simulator? Yeah, dude, that's tagline. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it, Luke? Is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> really interesting. Oh, really? So yeah, but, but Kojima could think put a the, game real with the real simulator driving in there. simulator in his fucking tagline would involve some fucking driving, wouldn't you? But apparently it doesn't. Cleb, it's just fucking menus. Cleb <laughs> and wheel spins. What is what is what does Grok say? Bard said it is called the real driving simulator. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, well. Oh look, we, we were all mistaken about Starfield clearly, <laughs> and Joe was right all along. Uh, anyway, yeah. I don't care if. Bladdersgate wins this stupid category because I know in my heart Starfield earned it. Let's move on. All right, I think we're definitely going with Baldur's Gate three it on seems, this one. Seems <laughs> like John said it three seconds into the the category being revealed, and uh, forty five minutes have passed since. Then. Yeah, but it's a discussion, Joe. There have been no nominations for Baldur's Gate three. We just know that. Starfield's not it. Yeah. We we just want to see how wrong Job is. is like <laughs> this hole that he's trying to dig himself out of. I want to see how far down he goes. <laughs> All right. So best RPG goes to Baldur's Gate 3. Next up, we've got um best new IP. We're getting real close here. Uh let me just take a look so I can make some notes. We've got uh Elden Ring in 2022. Deathloop in 2021, uh, Ghost of Tsushima in 2020, Con Control in 2019, Subnautica in 2018, uh, 2017 with PUBG, Dead by Daylight in 2016, Bloodborne in 2015, The Evil Within in 2014, The Last of Us in 2013, Dishonored in 2012, and LA Noir in 2011. Uh, some great games on that list. Uh, let's have a look at some of the new games that came out uh in 2023 new ips we've got hi-fi rush dredge dave the diver party animals viewfinder the finals hogwarts legacy liza p atomic heart ready or not and starfield um job starfield oh is i think so i think that might win <laughs> i think it might win i think it might win i think it might win yeah i mean but yeah, Dredge is great. Dave the Dive is great. Party Animals is great. <laughs> I don't see sequels for any of them. <laughs> no. Starfield, on the other hand. Hogwarts Legacy was like the biggest game of this year. Is that uh, it wasn't Baldur's Gate. Uh, That's a new, but fuck, new gaming IP. Fuck Hogwarts Legacy. For me, it's the finals. 
Jung, stop voting <laughs> for the finals. <laughs> no. God damn it, Jung. Cleb, what do you got? New IP. Like, uh, as I was saying before, I feel like Hogwarts Legacy is... Like, it's not a new IP. Very in, true, in, in all the ways, like it's that Harry Potter. Point. Like, yeah. you know, that is a great um, point. So, New so gaming. It, no, I think something... he's right. You know, when I think about it, <laughs> I think he <laughs> makes a really strong point. Is Harry Potter, new intellectual property. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't think you can really go with that. In, in many ways, in the same vein, Starfield is just Skyrim. In space, yeah, like that is the dumbest thing change you've around, ever said. Like, if you're just going to change some textures on star, uh, some Skyrim code, <laughs> I don't know if that's a new IP. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard from both of you, and I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm incensed. I cannot believe you guys would say this. Uh, Body Animals was the best new IP of 2018. Oh, I know that demo 2019, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we land on Viewfinder. Look, Viewfinder hasn't won anything, and it did seem to capture you guys' hearts. And that's why I say Starfield. <laughs> that's wrong, Matt. John? I'm, I'm voting the finals. <laughs> so it might come down to Luke. Well, let's see what Luke says first. Well, once again, I can't... I feel bad but for... Because I haven't played enough of the finals. Um, true, true. I've only played like two hours, so it has to it has to come down to like personal experiences. Um, and so for me, I, I'm 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 leaning towards Hogwarts and Starfield. Cool for these two. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm happy for that to be the case. It'll be like you know. Oh, I will have had my say. I'll write my dissenting opinion, like the ah, Supreme yes. Court. Yep. And uh, the record will show. Yeah. What's more of a new IP? Is it the Harry Potter universe, or is it Starfield in space? Starfield in space, eh? Hey, <laughs> <Cub. laughs> um, Skyrim. <laughs> Old Starfield in space, he says. No one has done it before, Starville in space. It's true. Hmm. 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 All right. Do we just go with um, Starfield then? Let Joe win one. <laughs> we won one one. Or we, or we go one. finals. Or the finals. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I mean, I don't dislike Starfield. I do like it. I just, um, I just what, haven't played enough of the finals. What is what is the category for? Like, is it like the most likely to get a continuation, a sequel? Something that's yeah, that something that is like it's it's brand new. It's probably going to get a sequel. It blew everyone's expectations around, and it's probably something that they'll surround themselves with. World building. Um, yeah. Universe building. Um, let the record show that Joe Gilroy Joe has his swag. <laughs> his Bethesda swag. Are they gonna yeah. make are they gonna make Starfield 2? 
Oh yeah, in twenty seven years. No, people are gonna people are gonna love it, or I am going to become a terrorist, right? <laughs> because what they're gonna do is they're gonna make it so you have to fly everywhere. Oh, sorry, you can fly everywhere, right? And suddenly, all the complaints people will had, right, will be moot. But people will be like, hmm, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. You just, it's just, I don't know. I didn't want to have to fly everywhere, and you'll be like, but you can still fast travel. And you'll be like, that's just the same as the first game. What's different? Gone. Um, Less that, menus. That's it. Job's a terrorist. Straight up. <laughs> Space rim. Space rim. Oh yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen that Sea of Thieves added fast travel? Did they? Oh, really? It's a fucking yeah. point of that game, man. Yeah. No, you can just you can just dive down below the waves and then reappear wherever you want to start the mission, just like real life. I hate exactly. It. <laughs> they they took out the thieves part when they made private. They servers. took out the sea part. Yeah. They took out the thieves part when they made private servers, and then they took out oh. the sea part when they nice. said you can fast travel anywhere. Now it's just with the oh, nice. it's just of <laughs> of I love of. That's it's a great game. Yeah. Cleb came on um, the podcast just for that bit. That's what we got him on. He's been saving it for yeah. a year. He's been he's been <laughs> it up. He's been crafting it. Whoever brings on, whoever comes on for the podcast next year for the uh the winner <laughs> of the fantasy oh, yeah. critic league. Yep. You got some uh, boots to fill. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a it's a big ask. Uh all right. Starfield wins. Let's go. Next up, biggest disappointment. Wait, all right. Starfield Are we giving it, it to is. Starfield? <laughs> I think it's up to you, Luke. Yeah, all right. Let's go with best. Well, let's go with Starfield. I, I do like Starfield. So um All right. I'm I'm gonna despite what oh, but, but but Cleb hates it. Cleb said it's the worst game on this list, so it's I don't know. A, it's it's a bad game. It's not even Look. the worst Bethesda game he played last year for <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, just just on that. Yeah, on that, I, I think we can get you a good this one, the next category. Just to hang on for a second. All right, so best new IP goes to Starfield. Let's hang that one in there. I think it's a good choice. Yeah. Um, biggest disappointment. Uh, this is a category of um, a game where we think the expectations, our expe- expectations were high and they maybe weren't met. Um, whether that's because of uh, technical issues or just gameplay problems, um, just not living up to our expectations. So our previous winners in this list go to 2022 Immortality, uh, Battlefield 2042 in 2021, Cyberpunk 2077 in 2020, uh, Death Stranding in 2019, Sea of Thieves, the whole title, in 2018, Mass Effect Andromeda in 2017, Mafia 3 in 2016, Batman Arkham Knight in 2015, Destiny in 2014, Diablo 3 in 2012, and it was a three-way tie in 2011, <laughs> Spider-Man Edge of Time, uh, Madden 12, and Rage 1, the first Rage. Rage. Yeah. Alright, so I've put a couple of... Um, suggestions in here it looks like club's putting some in there as well we've got star wars jedi survivor redfall aliens dark descent city skylines 2 call of duty modern warfare 3 and starfield was just deleted by somebody but it's on there i'm putting it in there in the mix i just put that one there i know oh, it's an interesting one 
Because, like, it's interesting. It, I find Counter-Strike 2 an interesting injection into this list because it came out the same year as Overwatch 2. Mm. And so it's hard for me to, like, as a, as a sort of, I don't know, removed somewhat uh, person, uh, observer, uh, from the as Overwatch. As a completely objective... That's a completely objective. As your rents will show. As a removed element. You know, I'm not an active Counter-Strike player or an active Overwatch player. Um, I find Counter-Strike being a biggest disappointment interesting comparatively to Overwatch. I think think if Counter-Strike's there, Overwatch should probably Uh, be there. Overwatch didn't come out last year. Overwatch 2. Didn't it come out? Came out in twenty twenty two. Did it? Did it? Did it? So Wikipedia says. All right. Well, uh, early access was in twenty twenty two. That's what I thought. I thought it hit. I thought it released last year. Like, yeah. I think yes. Yeah, so it did come out last year after they right. realized that they weren't putting the. I, I find it in. an interesting comparison point, but Jung obviously has direct experience with Counter Strike two. So like, there's a. That's far more impactful a disappointment than just mm. you know me gauging the overall vibe of disappointment from those two. Yeah. So what what is, if what if there's what, there's one on here we can let Jung win? What if we just put the finals on here and then nice, finally have nice <laughs> yes finally finals wins a vote. No, tell us what what's what's the what's Counter Strike two doing? Sure. disappointed you to um, this extent like looking at the other games you know it might be one of the other games that's better suited to win this but um i felt like it should be there because um at the, like in its current state you've got like in its current state it's just kind of like a graphical upgrade mm. with um the one i guess gameplay edition of the smokes um, you know, you can you can shoot through the smoke, and you can use a HE to cancel out the smoke for a little bit of vision to kill someone. That's the one really solid gameplay improvement that has had like a, a good noticeable effects on matches. Um, the smoke's filling up more like horizontal and vertical space in my play. That hasn't really happened in the way that they made it seem in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you know how it's supposed to like fill up more space if it has if it does, has limited vertical space it should expand more horizontally vice versa. right yeah 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 so i haven't seen that uh actually in action too much i, I don't know if it's just not happening or um or if it just doesn't have much of an effect um i mean you, you kind of like you know now when you're you're crossing like say for example on dust 2 when you rush long a um and you need a smoke to cover the crossing from ct spawn now you can use one smoke instead of two smokes. You know, it's not, not a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there was just, there's just the expect expectation versus the reality. Like it launched without all the modes um, that you would expect. Like there was no gun game. There was no surfing, um, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of the mods. The Battle Royale mode got killed, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there wasn't even oh, like. Oh no, like, the thing that no one played. Oh. Hey. Yeah. I got my wins. I got my wins, baby. 
Yeah. Some I mean, CSGO was disabled. They've, they've re-enabled it now um, because, you know, some people with uh, like um, less powerful hardware, like they were having trouble playing CS2. Yeah. Um, so they've re-enabled uh, CSGO. But um, yeah, on launch, they disabled that. Um, the, the matchmaking wasn't great as well at the start. Um, cheaters have been a constant problem. The the sound is a big issue for me. Like sometimes you'll hear uh, people like halfway across the map, but you won't hear the person who's right next to you, like walking oh, audibly and pulling be... out his knife. Oh, nah, nah, yeah. nah, I couldn't do that. So it's there's a few. Pub, yeah, yeah, it's pure PUBG shit. <laughs> yeah, there's some janky stuff like that. And it was to the point where some you know, pro players like, you know, Simple was was even saying like, don't play this game. Um, so that's the argument against that said, like I've played a lot of it. Like one of my friends, uh, has been playing a lot of it. And so I've been jumping on from time to time with him and, you know, um, he's, he was a global elite in um, CSGO. So his ELO is like dragging me up to the, to play with people that I shouldn't be playing with. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. There's, there's weird stuff like, uh, the weapon balance is is a lot different to the point where in pro matches people were actually avoiding rifles and just getting like a Mac 10 because like um you could jump around a corner and just fire from the hip with the Mac 10 right of fire actually, yeah yeah like you'd you'd have a better chance than if you tried to do it with the rifle that's um, call of duty shit right yeah like pure call not, of duty it's right? not like, supposed to be how counter strike yeah. plays and, um, you know, they, they were making similar noises to what Valorant made when Valorant released about, like, solving Peeker's advantage with their new network, network uh, yeah. code system. Uh, what, was, by now, what were they saying? That, that there's no... There's, tick rate. Like, no tick rate. There's no tick rate. Ticklets. Yeah, they had a sub-tick system. Sub-tick, where yeah. Basically, it would record your action and then submit it to the server. Uh, so, in practice, um, it actually <laughs> seems to have exacerbated peeker's advantage like if you have any kind of ping um to the point where people just don't hold lines anymore and like so i've seen tests like technical tests on youtube of this and the technical tests say that if if your ping is low it shouldn't be an issue but i've also noticed pro players and pro matches with basically on like on land with no ping i've noticed them avoiding holding a line like they just don't try to hold an angle and instead, they'll try to do something like jump peek uh, so they can just see if people are coming and then set up with a smoke grenade or a Molotov or something like that. And I've found that's, that seems to be more reliable for me because uh, just like if, if the other person is competent at, at doing a quick peek, counter strafe, and then headshot, I don't seem to have a chance. Um, so, you know, you, you try and do like a, a, a little like peak or like a jump peak or some, some kind of way to get vision on an attacker before setting up with nades, um, that seems crazy. to be the thing. So, you know, I don't know. That's like, a, that's like the argument against it. I don't know if that makes it as bad as like some of the other games on the list, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that's, that's awful. I mean, I right, think like, you, you could make, even without all the technical stuff, I think you could make an argument of it being disappointing just for not having all the, the features that you would expect. That's yeah. like, and that was enough for me uh, on a, like, it should, de- it, it definitely deserves a place on the list. But like, yeah, like, I haven't watched 
I haven't watched a competitive game uh, in Counter-Strike 2, um, but that sounds rough. Like, There are some things that are... There are some positives too. Yeah. Um, map making seems to be a positive. I don't make maps, but right. the map the map makers seem to be quite happy with the tools that they've been given. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how hard Job's swiveling away from Starfield to, for, <laughs> to win this. He's, he's trying not himself. even on the list. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, just we'll, we'll go through some of these others, and a lot of them have to do with technical problems, but Star Wars Jedi Survivor already mentioned a lot of technical issues there. Same with City Skylines 2. The one we haven't talked about is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which um, uh, I don't know. Where do you start with this? It was uh, supposedly going to be... Uh, like DLC uh, got turned into like a fully fledged um, like a full release and they were charged full price for it and it turned out to be pretty garbage I played a little bit of the campaign uh, before bailing out I, I think it's the worst campaign I've played in Call of Duty full stop um, they clearly like threw this thing together it had like weird battle royale mechanics in it where you were landing in a giant or, or an area of the battle royale map and playing through a single player campaign mission with bots and running around and doing weird things with that um and so just just the sort of expectations you have when it comes to call of duty campaign there's a level of um like action and weird things that were going like uh you know, over the top, bombastic, Michael Bay sort of things, uh, and just none of that is there. It's very there aren't any really big set piece moments. It's super generic, and the 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 part that I recall of like jumping into that game and being like, this seems really familiar. What is going on here? And then coming to the realization that it's like I'm running around in the battle royale map. Like mm. it was just oh okay. This is just bizarre, whatever they've done. So they've cl clearly scrapped something together really quickly. And that was just such a super disappointing thing. The one like saving grace of the game is the zombies mode, which I think works really well. But at the same time, it's DMZ from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. All they've done is just put in zombies in there. But it's fun. It's still fun. Um, but it seems like the type of thing where they could have turn that to get like around in like three months or something i, I don't know i'm not yeah. a game developer but it's like ah it's literally that mode but with zombies and that's pretty much it um did you play much of it club i have not touched um call of duty Warfare at all um it, it yeah like i've i've, I've played modern warfare one the the most recent Modern Warfare one, um, yeah. a lot, and I have not. Like w once they kept upgrading, but then showed a clear intention of like, well, we don't give a fuck about the players, we don't give a fuck about anything you've done up until this point. Um, we just want to get you to keep spending money. Um, sure. it's like, eh, well, I mean. You, you don't care about me having a good time at all. Um, and there's so many more, like, viable options other than what uh, Warzone. And so it's like, eh, 
So yeah, I've not touched it. Yeah, I mean, Warzone's free anyway, right? At this point, yeah. Um, and so you're really paying for a, a, a extremely shitty three to four hour experience in the single player game, and then zombies is maybe the best part of that, and the multiplayer. Um, so anyway, I, I put that on the list because I thought it was extremely. <laughs> like it's just i think it's the worst call of duty experience they've put out has, maybe has ever. anyone touched the new warzone battle royale mode well it's 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 basically it's warzone 2.0 it's it just rolls over the new to the new i played one round of it and the stuttering in it was so bad uh that i couldn't actually do anything and i didn't go back hmm I uninstalled it. I got 100 gigabytes back on my hard drive and uh, I never went back. Eh. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds like a win. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other game I think worth talking about here is Redfall. Uh, mm-hmm. Because obviously the pedigree of that studio, the games they've put out in the past, um, that that specific, like, that caliber of team and what they've accomplished in the past despite them uh i guess putting out games that haven't sold particularly well but at the same time having really unique and interesting worlds and amazing storytelling um and so for them to come out with redfall was yeah just a huge shock like i think well at least i know job did i'm not sure about you guys but we enjoyed prey that had its issues but um, you know, that was going for that uh, classic Bioshock or I think, um, like that now system that, I didn't have the feel. technical issues that other people did, you know, like yeah. The thing so, that I'd say like Redfall as opposed to Skyrim, Starfield, Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Is that Redfall like did anyone really expect that to succeed? Yeah. Like it was something completely different to a dev that you know we know what they can do and this was very different to what we know that they can do yeah mm-hmm. and then starfield was what we really wanted what BGS from a dev is supposed we, to be yeah what we know bad. that they can do but was it did they deliver um i feel like yeah redfall sort of landed about where i expected that Arcane would land with this sort of game, whereas Starfield right. was below what I expected. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Jung, did you play any of these other than Counter-Strike? No, no. Okay. I vote Counter-Strike. Um, okay. I mean, if Jung's that passionate about it, because I... Uh, I, I he's, he's sold me. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. like um if we want to go in that direction that's that's okay with me. I um yeah, I don't have too much experience with with Counter-Strike 2. I played it. It felt like Counter-Strike to me. Mm. Um so yeah, I, I don't know the intricacies of like the things that have changed and evolved over the past couple of years. There was um, no arms but- race, so I was like I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, mm. well, that's my favorite thing to play in Counter-Strike. So. They the kind of dropped is- it right before a tournament as well. Now like that a, phase a is now the phase is winning everything, <laughs> is it? Is this the Counter Strike that we were looking for? Phase up. Um, they, yeah. uh, it was yeah, weird. We they were it. making noises about breaking up um, before they won IEM Sydney. 
<laughs> so, um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I don't know if that's going to be like their their last sort of swan song win. Um, oh. As long know. as rain stays. Yeah, I love rain. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The biggest disappointment of 2023 goes to Counter-Strike 2. Bill. Congratulations. Yeah. And I guess there's a fun, yeah. like, I mean, a, there's a f- notable, not not caveat, like caveat's the wrong word, but like when CSGO was released, it was probably the most disappointing game of its year. Yeah. You know, and it's it's after like 55 updates and like three or four years, it became the best Counter-Strike mm. uh, to ever have Counter-Strike. Mm. So Counter-Strike 2 may yet go on the same trajectory. It's just that, you know, As, as it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, look, we talked about it before. Sea of Thieves. Uh, Sea of Thieves won this in 2018. And I think that they turned that shit around. Yeah. Yeah. Like amazing game right now. Uh, Diablo 3 was on this list. They turned that around. Like there's no reason for that to happen. Um, Battlefield 2042 is on this list. I don't think they'll turn that around. (laughs) But there's always a chance. There is always a chance. Um, So yeah. And like Valve typically, um, unless it's auto chess, because damn, that was a good game. Um, <clears throat> they just didn't stick with it for, for whatever reason, but I feel like they're going to stick with Counter-Strike. So. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. They, they've just got their weird system of like letting whoever People work, work on want. whatever they want. So there might yeah. be a team of like yeah. three or whatever. I would have worked on fucking Dota chess. Don't worry. <laughs> fucking Underlords had it, man. I don't understand. Yeah. They fucking biff that so hard. Yeah, like you look game. at fucking team fight tactics now, which is a actual proper money maker for Riot, and all I can think is why did they let Underlords go away? They fucked that. Yeah, anyway, this stupid. I think there's you can still play the mods. Um, yeah, you can still play. Yeah, there's that other Dota chess game going as well in the mod scene. It's pretty big. This, play this, Tales and Tactics is a really good one. Uh, is a roguelike, like Slay the Spire, like single player, with the auto chess vibe instead. And the one I was talking about, Last Flame Prologue. Like, the, the genre is going place. Auto chess is not auto battlers. You know, the fork is on at this point, <laughs> 100%. Uh, hmm. I'm shit at auto battles. I just, oh, terrible. There's like a whole, like a community of people who play games like Legion TD, and they are absolute freaks with the science of like what unit will attack what unit, given the amount of distance between the units, and like what that's what effect that's going to have on the whole battle. Like if you ever look into, uh, like Legion TD two. And how absolutely freakish, like, is this, there's people who just only play that game, you know, since like all the way back in, you know, yeah. Warcraft mod days. And, um, they just, they, when, when someone like that moves into something like Mechabellum, they instantly see the matrix. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's just a matter of time before you're getting pants, like in company <laughs> heroes, is what you're saying. 
Yeah, it gets it gets sweaty. Like I mean, you know, there's an ELO system in Mechabellum, so I don't yeah. think I'm very high, <clears throat> but I, I have fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, all right, and the last category we've got here is the uh, crazing gaming, something that sort of defined the year, uh, whether it was good or bad. Um, it was, bad. but yeah let's let's go through the ones that have sort of uh won this i guess technically last couple of years uh 2022 was everyone is buying everything uh 2021 was unfinished games um and there's a reason for that it's because in 2020 covid fucked everything actually um actually in 2021 it says it's unfished games oh okay <laughs> well i know what that means though unfinished there we go. Um, 2019 was, what the fuck? Untitled Goose Game? <laughs> I guess it was a craze. We started putting games in here. Uh, 2018 <laughs> was Fortnite Battle Royale. That was a pretty big, pretty big craze. Still going on. Uh, 2017, Year of the Loot Box. Uh, 2016 was Pay for Early Access, which is now the standard. The, uh, the mobification of games is 2015. Streaming aka twitch took off in 2014 and fun funnily enough uh there's was an interview this week i saw where the ceo of twitch was saying twitch is still not profitable um which right. is concerning um uh 2013 was uh companion slash second screen apps which have disappeared completely yeah. i thought that were kind of neat uh 2012 was kickstarter and oh, yeah. 2011 was dubstep yeah. Dubstep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was in trailers all over. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. going to E3 and just dubstep was in yeah. every single trailer. Yeah. It was wild. Makes anyway, um, I put one contender here and I think it wins. <laughs> just into uh, games industry and developers uh, su uh, suffered significant layoffs over 9,000 employees affected. We talked about this earlier. I don't know what else to put in here that sort of defines I have 2023. One. I don't know yep. how this is going to go, but it's like uh, Luke was saying earlier, um, Robert Kotick and John Richardello aren't yet dead, but they will one day be, and that's nice to think <laughs> right. about. That seems like a good trend. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a trend. All oh. oh, right. <laughs> I'll vote for Bobby dying. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get shut down. It's a weird, like... I mean, it, it'll be remembered as one of the best years in gaming and also one of the worst years in gaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're playing games versus if you're working games. Yeah. Yeah, which is wild, right? Because I said this before. I think this is one of the best years we've had in games from a, a content standpoint. A and you've got businesses making record profits or at least profits they're making money and they're just gutting teams and trying to make more money and um so i don't know i don't know if there's anything and else do you know who paid the way for that sort of attitude robert kotick <laughs> and john richitello and they're not dead yet but they will be one day and that's nice to think about and that's why i think it wins our crazy gaming okay well joke's not voting so we're going for this one <laughs> <laughs> it is a quick one I threw in at the end. Unless there's Jung or, or Cleb, do you have anything else to add? No, no that's, it. that's pretty much the vibe, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go with that. It is. It is depressing. All right, well, there you go. That is the award categories for this year. Wrap them up in a nice little bow. 
Um, look, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and then do our personal top five best games of the year. And then, uh, and then that'll be it. We'll be done. Okay, we're back. We're about to go through everyone's personal top five games of 2023. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about each one or the person talking about it. We'll, we'll discuss each one. Um, be good times. Sharing the love. All right, let's kick things off here with we'll go down this list i've already started job what is your number five game on this list and just again for people at home there might be some spoiler talk in here so just be uh careful uh yeah my number five is dredge uh i talked about it already uh made by a new zealand crew a yeah i i never really understood the cozy uh term uh, cozy as a definer term, but uh, I do, uh, in reference to, to Dredge, even though technically it's a horror game, technically there is a significant amount of tension. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, what you're doing, the stakes aren't that high. The pace is whatever you set it at. And, uh, yeah, you can sort of just accomplish it as you see fit. The music's fantastic, the art's great, uh, and the gameplay, like I said earlier, isn't that deep, which, you know, obviously is semi-ironic for a game called Dredge, but uh, it didn't wind up fucking mattering, right? Like, it, you just... Yeah, I got a lot out of it. It is a, this is a vibe pick, 100%. What I, uh, my firmest memories of it are directly linked to the time I spent playing it, which was extremely fucking chill, uh, off the grid, on a river, like, very It was cool. on your Steam Deck? On my Steam Deck. Uh, yeah. So, from that perspective, yeah. Not the, not, you know, there's not, this is not a fucking category. This is not a time for objectivity. This is pure fucking, this game works real well for what I was looking for at the time. It was cool. Dredge. Uh, I'd, yep. I'd strongly recommend it, by the way. Uh, if you haven't played it, like, yeah, there's, it's very easy to pick up and uh, you will get, Hooked uh, very quickly. Mm. Nice. All right. Okay, uh, Jung. Sorry. Sorry. Club hates puns. I just found mm. out just now. Hates Four them. hours, 50 minutes into this podcast. I cannot believe <laughs> this is what He's the podcast like was all about. <laughs> Jung. Yeah. Uh, Jung, your number five pick. Number five, I'm going to put Baldur's Anus because. Uh, Damn. It needs to be on my top five. Right. Um, yeah, I had a great time with it. it. It's a, you know, this is a personal top five. So my, I, I personally yeah. had a great time playing with um, my my co-op partner, my guide, and um, made it all the way through. Considering doing another one with Dark Urge, and um, yeah, the amount of like the the size of the worlds. 
all the story options, you know, um, uh, the, the differences between the games that you have with other people, like you, you could easily play it through again and have a completely different kind of experience. Um, I ask a question quickly. Yeah. yeah. You, you, what class did you play? And when you're playing in co-op, are there other party members? Like, how does that work in terms of other party members? So I've mainly played through with uh, one friend of mine and we, you, it's, it's up to you how you divvy up the party members basically. So we kind of just went two each and then uh, occasionally, you know, like another quest specific NPC would be attached to the party. And um, so either, either me or him would take it. Um, I started out as a druid. I found the druid to be mostly useless except for one spell, which was great which was like an area denial spell where like, you know, you could aggro a whole group of people and then I could cast this, this thorn spell thorns would come out of the ground and I could cast it on like the doorway between me and them. And the AI would just like run through the doorway and kill itself. Um, so I was like, okay, this is the one useful ability the Druid has and it's cheese. So I don't know if I want my whole playthrough to be about cheese. So I am um, respect to an assassin rogue. And that was a lot of fun. So that, that was all about like massive single target damage at the start of the fight. Um, and trying to, you know, stealth around and eliminate people um, for my, my co-op partner was, was more like a barbarian uh, tanky kind of person. So they would continue the fight once I started it. Uh, and then we had like a wizard for AOE and, yeah, so, um, uh, but, you know, I think, like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't even try in the, the first one. I didn't even try to, like, wear disguises and infiltrate that way, which is, that was my class. I could have done that. It's just, you know, there's just so much shit you can do. Um, a, lot of, a lot of different um, paths that I could have gone down. I, I only romanced... Um, actually, I shouldn't say because maybe that would be a spoiler, wouldn't it? We said um, we'd be doing spoilers. You can say we have spoilers. Yeah. Okay, well, skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want anything to be spoiled. But I, I romanced the Emperor, the Squid Man. Um, that's the only person that my romance would work on. I didn't, like, I thought, because I'm not familiar with the D&D systems, I didn't realize, like, I thought the like charisma and stuff would affect who would want to be romantic with you. Um, I didn't realize it had more to do with the decisions that you make. And yeah, when it goes loyalty. like, you know, so-and-so liked that or so-and-so didn't like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of wasn't paying much attention to that. So like no one wanted to be romantic. Um, uh, and I had like really high charisma. So like, you know, I was getting great deals on stuff and all that. Um, but yeah, I only worked that out later. So, in so the you, game, your druids roll, roll on around as the fucking like, this used car salesman and he's like slick fucking yeah. his collars pop turns, and like, turns everyone off yeah and he greasy as fuck yeah hey, but how about i pay like 25 percent on that one do you haggle do you haggle do you haggle yeah. hey how come no one wants to fuck with me how long wants to, no one wants to fuck huh how about that how about that i got thorns you want thorns i can do thorns <laughs> what so about you thorns. squid boy let's go <laughs> you can fit so many thorns in it yeah um, my co-op partner as well just kind of like wanted to kill everyone too so like like so was, they just had to sit there and watch while you fucked a squid dude <laughs> they also romance the squid they're like it's weird what? The, like you're, you're both doing things when it goes to like a cutscene that's like uh story ne necessary 
like mandatory. Um, you both kind of do your own version of it, and we had both romanced Squidman. You realized you both wanted the same thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and when it came to like haggling or stealing <laughs> or anything like that, all of it was kind of pointless anyway because he insisted on just killing everyone afterwards. So murder like, hobo. Right, we'll, we'll just kill him then and and loot. Um, but did anyway. you get experience for successfully? Yeah, you like get... haggling one of it, so you were probably uh, leveling up and whatnot. No, I'm not sure about haggling. You had experience no. for killing him, right? But um, murder everyone is the point. Yep. Yeah, he's right. a PvP player. Oh, so okay. He couldn't, couldn't help himself. Did you guys murder the squid dude after you fucked them? No. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> I don't. Right. Know, I don't know if you can. You can betray him. It's like a story option. Right. But once you've got I them on side, I don't even know. If... Kill everybody. Yeah, probably can. Yeah, you probably can. Yeah. Okay, John, good pick. Um, Cleb, what you is your good number pick about five? my one? What the fuck? Yeah, it's different. Uh, <laughs> Cleb, what's your number five game of 2023? My pick, controversially, is Party Animals. Is this because you've only played five games last year, or what? I have played six games. Oh, thank sorry, you very Red much. Bull. Right, my bad. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about Red Bull. Party animals, number six. Party animals <laughs> was always going to be on the list, right? Because it's yeah. it's the the experience is amazing, even yeah. if the game as they put it out was garbage because we already played that years ago and they've changed nothing. Um, and, and that's how I feel like what I got to play in 2013, uh, 2023 was a lot of fun and, um, it was no more or less than that. All right. What a weird way to end that phrasing. Hello. <laughs> I yeah. I think it's interesting. I think uh, I think it's an interesting pick to to throw in there because uh, obviously on uh, on measure, I won the most party animals games. I was the champion of party <laughs> animals, so obviously it's it's weird for you to throw that one in there. Uh, but I do take it as a compliment that uh, me walloping the shit out of you. Uh, was the most fifth most fun you had this year. That's cool. <laughs> Last year, yeah. I enjoyed a lot of party animals games, whether yeah. Job was in them or not. <laughs> Let's move it on. Up. Luke, what All do you right. got? What's five? Good stuff. My number five is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty. Um, is that including the two point oh Liberty, or, or is it just? <laughs> That is that is the original game, including the tabletop version. Um, oh shit! <laughs> as well, damn. Uh, yeah, so I spent. A, I I've talked about this before. I enjoyed the original Cyberpunk game, despite its its technical flaws. I didn't have too many um, gameplay issues with it, uh, but they have yeah completely turned this around. This new version of the game, uh, or this new expansion is uh i had a lot of fun with it um it's a really engaging spy thriller with idris elba taking the reins as the main character that you interact with solomon reed um i thought when i initially started playing it that like oh keanu reeves is going to take a back seat because there's a bit of a story thing that happens there and idris will come along and 
and be the the main person that you'll be talking to and uh no that's not the case like Keanu is once again front and center of that that game um he's in it quite a lot and so getting to have all these various characters in there that you're interacting with um who are delivering awesome performances was a lot of fun uh and then getting to explore a brand new area of night city which was uh, Dogtown, uh, which is a little bit different type of backdrop compared to what we'd seen before this sort of like slums area um was really neat and then on top of that encapsulating like all the overhauled systems that they put in um where pretty much everything was touched up uh the way that you interact with your skills trees um your skill trees the way that you um that your weapons and the things you're wearing uh affect your type of traits and the 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 skills that you get um and then everything else like the police the police system and they sort of went in there and took it personally which they should have because what they did the first time around uh was not up to standard what we expect from that studio um and i think that they delivered it like it's a fantastic that game is is fantastic like where it is right now is amazing um and this expansion is yet another sort of mark for them of adding more content to their games much like the witcher 3 where they did with um those expansion content uh like blood and wine like those games were just some of the best content in that game or that expansion was like (laughs) like fantastic and and so that is quite similar to what they've done in phantom libby they have just upped it again um and so i found that to be a lot of fun and and it's still like one of the prettiest games that you'll um you'll play so yeah my uh my pick for number five is cyberpunk 277 phantom liberty uh cd project red all right uh joe back to you your number four pick Remnant 2. Blah, 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 blah. It was our pick for Shooter of the Year. And it only took me an hour and a half to convince people. So uh, <laughs> that's why it's number four on my list. Uh, no, I, I think I've said it all already. Um, I, think I think the finals. Wasn't it the finals? It wasn't the finals, motherfucker. Uh, everything on my list I've talked about extensively already, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like at the end of the day, uh, I think at some point someone is going to solve the puzzle of the Dark Souls shooter and, uh, what, ha- what's up, Cleb? Uh, me, I'm going to solve it. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. Well, we'll next year. <laughs> next year, we'll get to it. Like twenty twenty five next year or this year? No, no, this year, but next year's podcast. What if we? All right, all right, not... all right, all right. Twenty twenty four. He's yeah. got it solved. Mm-hmm. All right, good. That's good to know. But uh, it's nice to know Remnant Two has gotten us closer than ever before. Uh... No, which fight will get us closer than ever before? Perhaps, perhaps, because when mm. I think about the the parts that Remnant Two that does that are really good that I really like, right? Which why isn't doing them right? Because it's going a little bit of a different direction mm. with it. Uh, but like, it's the it's the puzzle solving shit at the end of the day. The puzzle solving shit that require that doesn't require 
but like can be significantly bolstered by going on a wiki or talking to friends or like finding a community of like men at mind pals who are all actively attempting to solve some sort of crazy fucking in-game puzzle at the same time uh that's Dark Souls shit. That's not happening in Witchfire, unfortunately. Um, it is happening. It, it does happen in Remnant and uh, Remnant Two. Uh, there was there was like a a class that didn't get like they couldn't work out how to unlock it for fucking a month after it was like out. The game was out. They could not work out how to unlock this entire fucking class, and the like process to unlock it is involved. And, uh, yeah, like, intricate, and once it was done, like, that's that's super cool. Like, that's some shit that, it's not, you know, Dark Souls never did anything like that, specifically like that, but uh, it does speak to the, the concept of teaming up with other fans of a genre or other fans of a game and nutting some fucking clues out and solving some shit. I think it's fucking cool. So, yeah. And, yeah. I, I just go back to, like, I hated the final boss fight until I saw the final boss fight, and then I was like, that's something else. That is something else. That is far beyond some, anything I've played before. Like, anything I've sold before. That's very cool. So, yeah. Remnant 2. Awesome. Cool. Good pick. Uh, Remnant 2. Job's number 4. Uh, Jung, what is your number 4 pick? Liza P. My good awesome. friend, Liza P. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we talked uh, about this one already, but um, I think um, it did enough for me. It's probably in terms of a Souls-like, um, the one that nailed the formula the most for me this year. Um, and it, like, I, I I'm a fan when it, contributes something new as well so um i actually like i have some issues with the weapon crafting system so for those who don't know you can like combine a a weapon handle with a weapon blade and like uh, the they decide different things like one of them decides the move set and the other decides like stats and stuff um and so you can make different combinations, uh, you know, the weapons that you find can be disassembled and you're like, what if I put this giant gear head on this sword handle I found? Or what if I take this like acid elemental knife and put it on the end of the spear and then I'll have like an acid spear, um, like all of that shit you can do it, it like in practice, it becomes a little bit, uh, not as good as it first sounded because some like some of the things are necessarily better at certain kinds of strikes like the giant gearhead is is a bludgeon weapon so you know if you put that on a um like on a handle that's suitable for stabbing um or slashing you're going to get a damage penalty for that mm. so um and you know similar with the other ones it's like if you put like a spearhead on a thing that's meant for like doing these big bludgeon like attacks. Um, you're going to get a damage penalty for that. So in practice, you are kind of funneled into using the things as they're meant to be used, um, which makes it, you know, it's a little, a little less creative than it first appeared. Um, but still a good system. And I'm, you know, I'm a fan of people experimenting and 
um, trying out new systems and games like these. Um, yeah, we talked about my my issues with the hidden second phases of the bosses, but um, other than that, yeah, really, really solid game. I think, you know, one critic I was watching made the point that um, it, it felt very much like a From game. Pro- probably felt the most like a From game um, out of all the imitators, um, which I kind of agree with. Um, and the, the, the sort of setting... The, the robot nature of the enemies lends itself well to um, these kinds of attacks where, you know, they can kind of like wind up their arm Popeye style and then like release the tension and come at you really fast. It makes sense within that like puppet robot world. Um, the, the lie system also, you know, that's one of those things where I'm like, I'm happy that they're experimenting. I didn't, I didn't love, love the lie truth system. I think, the point that they're trying to make with that is that to lie is human. Mm. Um, I don't know if I, I quite agree with that, but again, I, I'm happy that they're experimenting. Pretty on the nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, cool. a very, very high quality Souls-like. Yeah. Awesome. It's a, it's a yeah, it's it's on my list to to check out at some point. I'm very mm. excited to to play it because all I've heard is good things. So, uh, good pick there. Not even uh, on Cleb- this podcast if all you heard is good things. We spent Everyone a good, good thirty picks, minutes shit talking it. Anyway. Yeah. What are you doing, Luke? Yeah, Cleb. Luke. What's your number four? Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's. A game that I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, what? Especially, what? 2D Mario. You're not been... I, I know you're, you're not excited for right. the Nintendo. If it can't score you points on Fantasy Critic, you don't care about Nintendo. That's right. That's what it is. Um, 2D Mario, it is like what, what I grew up with and uh, what I want to like play it's it's like my go-to like for for my kids growing up and for the switch it's just it's just like an easy an easy go-to um with the kids and they do everything that you need to 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 get kids you know uh not experienced gamers um involved and yeah that's that's like what what i'm looking for for a mario platformer and what they're looking for for a mario platformer so it fit, feels like a no-brainer yeah all right good stuff yeah i very much enjoyed that game too so um a big change for the mario games compared to what we've seen uh recently all right uh my number four, we're going with Marvel Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac Games. Um, this one is, I think as Job said before, it's it's the game that sort of, that you need to play if you have a PlayStation uh, 5. Yeah. Um, it is the, the showcase <laughs> pinnacle game that you want to get once you get this console because it does, uh, it's, got, it's got everything that you want out of it. Um, from the opening like set piece of you jumping in fighting Sandman, which is this giant enemy boss that you're fighting, and it's across like a uh, city span of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, and, and and then it's like, all right, well, we're gonna 
have this fight but it's going to also take you know we're going to throw you across the other side of this district and then that happening so quickly and instantaneously um like it's them showing off and being like we're trying to prove that we are um at the top of our game and we're one of the best studios there uh, that are out right now and this is what we're gonna this is what we're able to do with this stuff and sit back and enjoy i think from that opening set piece is like them just trying to one-up themselves um uh you get this there's a set piece later on involving like uh dr strange um sanctum centaurum and, and black cat and she like steals this wand and is doing this she's creating portals and i had this moment of like are they about to do what i think they're about to do and then they do it you go through the yeah. portal and it takes you to like another section of the city and so she is like jumping around using these portals and then you start going through them and then it you know you get whisked off to like antarctica or something at one point and you end up back in manhattan swinging around and and, and on top of that like there's a fight that happens and she's like jumping in and out and helping you through these portals like that sort of stuff is really cool and it sort of showcases what they can do with that uh you know the sst ssd we, we don't have to we're not relegated to those old hard drives anymore mm -hmm. we can stream this stuff in really quickly and work with it and that is sort of this overall experience with marvel spider-man 2 is i think that everything in it is just so much quicker from the swinging uh to the combat and the way you use your gadgets now there's no longer like a slow-mo yeah. when you switch between weapons it's all instantaneous although it made much like it made sense in that original game because you know you could say he's using his spider senses to slow down you time. initially miss it right you miss it yeah. for a long time in spider-man 2 until you don't anymore and it's just like it makes Everything's a lot of it, it, instant yeah yeah you just it makes a lot more sense instead mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and so everything is super fast and intuitive um and then you've got new tools that the game introduces to you like the web line which i think is fantastic you're able to basically make uh webs from point to point services which is really cool uh, and I, I was able to it enhances the stealth sequences a little bit more because you're able to um you're not just relying on the things around the environment to to get you you know uh takedowns you can now start setting your own traps or your own uh webs around the place mm. which i thought was really cool um and then uh the things they do with the traversal i i mentioned the swinging it, it sort of it ran, it's quicker off the bat it's quicker it's a lot quicker and then it starts getting quicker and quicker as you start unlocking more uh, upgrades and so you're flying through that city uh and it's loading in uh, flawlessly you then get your web wings pretty early on which allows you to to fly around and you can start uh incorporating them in, them into the combat system and and the movement you've got the uh, fast travel system which is ridiculous it's you click on a spot and you go there instantaneously uh you just load straight in there which is uh super cool um and then from a a uh character standpoint i i enjoy what they've done with peter and miles having these different dynamics i thought what they did with craven was super interesting he's got this very um menacing presence uh he's powers over all the other characters in the game that he fights against he's this like overbearing force that is slowly taking out everybody in manhattan whether they're whether they're um you know heroes or villains and that's a really unique twist on that character um but he's also got these 
subtle moments in the game where he's not just this overbearing force he is strategically analyzing the uh his prey and trying to figure them out and he's trying to analyze the environment and you can see those moments throughout the cutscenes at play um and i think it gives like an extra layer to that character of not just being this uh big dude he's not just a big dude he's he's actually super intelligent um he's also bad insomni- <laughs> yeah 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 um uh, and I, I, I really enjoyed what they did with Harry Osborne and the Venom storyline. Yeah, that's a really I, um, good fucking storyline. Yeah, and as someone who's read a lot of the comics over the last 20 years, I, I didn't really know where that story was going. I um, I was convinced Venom was going to be Craven, and that's not where that story goes. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> and, and then they do some really interesting stuff with... Um, uh peter parker and, and and obviously his interaction with venom and the black suit um and then that story goes into some comic book stuff stuff from the last like 12 years that um that dan slot introduced and i and they incorporate like a lot of the last like 15 and 20 years of spider-man is is they borrow insomniac borrows a lot of elements so people that mm. don't know those storylines um you know if you know the classic sort of spider-man stuff then you're going to be surprised by a lot of this and and he's even as someone as me who like who's read that stuff didn't know where this was going um so uh and you know those characters like um i think they did a better job this time with the mary jane uh stealth missions although i don't think they still need to be there but i understand why they're there they're there to break up the pace of the setting and, and slow things down a little bit it's storytelling um and so yeah i don't know i think it's i had a lot of fun with it again it's all these games i feel like i'm going to be saying the same thing it's one of the best looking games this year um when you get to like coney island and you can just roam around there like the lighting in that whole entire region is is uh phenomenal looking so um yeah that's why it's my number four game on this list it's marvel spider-man 2 i remember the treatment of the characters in the first one was really good so like if you if you told me the treatment of the characters was as good in this one, that would be enough to get me to play it. Because I remember just like the way they treated Kingpin and people like that was just like. Exactly I think the villains get a really good. I think uh, Miles Morales gets. I don't know. I well, think he has his Miles own Morales game as a villain? in. No, no. I think, but like comparatively, I think Miles Morales gets left to the way, wayside a little bit in um mm. in Spider-Man 2. True. Yeah. But villains villains are all treated like yeah, they fucking nail that. And Peter Parker too. But I really like Miles in um his expansion and I thought he got mm. shot. Yeah, I, I I think Peter's got a better arc here because yeah. he's he, he's a bit more front and center for a particular reason, but yeah. um yeah. But that's the thing, yeah. right? They're going to make Spider-Man 3, but it's going to be about Mars. Yes? No? We'll have to wait and see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got a few things on their plate by the sounds of it. Um, all right, uh, we're back up to Job. Job, what is your number three? Number three goes to Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, yeah, we, we can't hear that. 
<laughs> you can't even go in bubble. Well, it's showing up on Audacity, so everyone's yeah, going to love it. Discord does not like it's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they got it got out ahead of me on that one. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. You know, we talked about this. Um, yeah, I uh, it's a good game. I I thought it was really good. Uh, mm. like, yeah, just uh, it's like. I didn't, I didn't play it like this, but just imagine what this game would have been like at 60 frames per second. It's crazy. <laughs> and loading really fast instead of loading really slow. Like, just imagine that. And uh, imagine that experience. Um, you no. can probably this year when the Switch 2 comes out. Oh, yeah, probably. You probably could. Um, no, like, uh, yeah. There's just there's so many little moments in Tears of the Kingdom that are like way way better like the it has that it has that community experience that i was talking about in remnant you know like that that element of sharing knowledge um that i was talking about in in remnant and whereas in breath of the wild it was relegated to you know glitches that were in my opinion game changing and uh and like life extending for Breath of the Wild, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom, they were just sort of par for the course because of the because of the construction mechanic, because of the ability to to literally just fucking make things. Um, and then you know, obviously the the new powers. Uh, every time you, every time a power finally clicked, and you finally started using it the way it was supposed to be. I remember being in the middle of a fucking battle and I was 1,000% going to die. Uh, it was like, uh, it was one of those, uh, what's the mid-tier, like, big troll dude. Uh, I'd taken on too many of those, but there were, like, yellow goblin dudes as well. Uh, and the yellow ones are really hard to kill. And I'd sort of just sort of busted in on this, like I'd seen a treasure chest and sort of just like glided in on this treasure chest uh, without really looking at what was around me and opened the chest, got what was inside and then turned around and like, I fucked up. And also the weapon I had went to flashing red after the first strike and I'm like, oh, that was how I was going to get out of this. I am in a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I'm like racking my brain what I'm going to fucking do. And then, but I'm in one of those like skull things. The, the, and so I hit the ability to like fucking go through the roof and I popped out up top and then started just fucking shooting barrels down below. And I wiped this camp. I'm like, oh shit, that's. That's how that fucking ability is supposed to use, be used in combat, right? Like, they all came to get me in that fucking cave next to a bunch of fucking barrels. That's how that fucking works. And that little click moment was very cool. You know, like, I hadn't fucking put it together because most of the time I just... Like, if it's not uh, one of the fucking <laughs> two moves that you use all the time, you forget about all your abilities. You're just like... Well, how the fuck am I supposed to get out of this fucking hole? Oh what, yeah. What are me, you, oh right, I can me, travel through. Me going here too early and, and being outside of the map is 
This is definitely how I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it works. And uh, yeah, when it works, it works. And it was very cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to like about Tears of the Kingdom. And I yeah. liked a lot. All right, awesome. Um, Jung, what is your number three? Hmm. I'm going to have to think hard about my final three because I definitely want to include Tears of the Kingdom. But I think I want to include, for my number three, I want to include, because it's a personal list, um, it's not exactly a game I felt comfortable adding to like the best of categories because it's hard to recommend. But um, And it's also in like Super Alpha. But uh, one that I was playing a fair bit was uh, called Beyond All Reason. Have you ever seen that one? Nope. It's um, a uh, kind of a successor to um, Total Annihilation or Supreme Commander or right. those games like Planetary Annihilation. Classic um, Cave Dog Grant games. Yeah, those um, those big like robotic. Um, big frontline battlefield games. So uh, with this one, it's optimized really well. Like every projectile is uh, simulated in 3D space. Uh, there's a lot of like destructible land, um, and it's. Oh yeah, uh, it looks like it looks like uh, total annihilation. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like that. You know, same system, building the the power plants and uh, building the the metal extractors on the metal deposits and fighting over those, reclaiming metal wherever you can. So, like, you know, if you win the first fight, it's a big advantage because you can reclaim the metal of the robots that you killed. Um, what's normal in this game is to do an 8v8. So um, it's an RTS that's, like, people do 1v1s and 2v2s, but it's not, like, the normal mode. Like, what people like to do in this game is just have these massive robot battles. And um, it's a strength and a weakness of it because... As you can imagine, getting 16 players, you know, and and ready to play the game all at once, then getting in the game, getting them to ready up, um, it's it's a challenge. And then you know, someone has dropped out. Um, often people want to restart the game, so sometimes it can take like you know 45 minutes just to start a game. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, you know the big advantage of it is that you it gives you something you don't get in any other RTS, which is these massive robot battles um, where like it's absolutely chaotic on the front line, and you're you're trying your best to hold it. You're coordinating with teammates of like who's going for nukes, who's going for anti nukes, who's going for artillery, who's going for stealth, who's going for counter stealth. Um, you know, who, who's trying to go via the water to target their power plant so that their uh, dome shield goes down and, you know, the other person can roll in. There's a lot of that type of stuff. Um, if your macro is good enough, then you can just, like, some players are good enough to just, you know, build crazy amounts of um, of air attackers and just, like, roll in and bomb and it'll be too much for their shields. Or you can just get, like, insane macro and build, like, nine nukes. And if they have like less than nine anti nukes, then <laughs> they're fucked. Um, so look, it's it's uh, it also has like a, a crazy learning curve. Like um, it's one of those where like you you jump into the lobby and the lobby says like beginner game, and then you jump in the game and people are still yelling at you for like not knowing shit. Um, 
Like there's even yeah. in, at the beginner level, there's like very little tolerance for learning. Um, and yeah, that's, that's on the community. Like they, they need to fix that. Um, but, uh, all those things considered really great RTS, um, definitely takes some getting used to. I had like a, I've had some, some of my friends have loved it. I had one in particular who was like very good at Starcraft, but like was playing it with the Starcraft mentality and you just can't. And like he, he quit like mid the first game. Um, because like, it's, you, you know, it's not like Starcraft where you can get raided and it's okay. Like in this mm-hmm. game, if your front line gets breached, it's over. Um, you could have been playing for 20 minutes and they get past your front line and then they're in your economy and it's over. Um, so yeah, tough, tough to get into, but I was spending a fair bit of time with this one and, um, I was enjoying it a lot. Once, once you get to like baseline, like I know how to play. Um, it can be a lot of fun and you, when you're, when you're mid battle, like you're, you're mid game, um, and you're trying to solve the problem of their front line, uh, and, and in the middle, like, it's hard not to just like zoom out and watch it because the battles are so big and intense, uh, and cool, um, that you want to just kind of like take a moment and just go like, ah, this is really cool. Um, but, but also you shouldn't because <laughs> you need to be doing shit. So yeah. Anyway, that's my number three. Cool. Beyond all awesome. reason. Beyond all reason. There you go. Uh, Cleb, what is your number three? Uh, this is where I blow, bring up the light brigade. No, battle bit remastered. Oh, <laughs> nice. Switch up. I, I, I would have put in Battle Beat Remastered that Luke said I wasn't allowed because we've got to target games that have actually come out. Oh. Um, Jung just, didn't Jung just say yeah, the game but, is in alpha? Yeah, like, that, that hasn't come out. I mean, my own personal look, policy on is, is when a game's in early access, it's out. I've... Mm, okay, well, that changes everything. But that's my policy. I, but... If you want, I can... Like, <laughs> If you want me to change, I, I'm happy to. Luke, make the yeah, call. No, it, it's deleted. I've already deleted. It's already no, I'm deleted. Just it. It's fine. It's fine. Battlebit Remastered was the Battlefield game that I was hoping to play this year. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Luke. Settle down. Um, <laughs> amazing game. Like, just... You know, it's it's a stupid looking game. It looks awful. Everything everything about Battlebit Remastered is terrible. But then you actually play it, and it's mm. you you just don't want to stop playing. Mm. Um, and it's the battlefield experience that you were hoping to get, I guess, from twenty forty two, but you didn't get. Um, but. Luke said I wasn't allowed it, so um, my number th- three is Light Brigade. Damn, cool. huge! Uh, but how good is Battlebit though? So much. When Battlebit is is going, it is they fucking nailed. They nailed the Battlefield formula in a way that apparently Battlefield is no longer capable of doing. We just. This this just the formula of like we've got a team that is going around and 
capturing enemy points that you know they don't care about or whatever mm. and then we yeah exactly and then we can we can do whatever we want and then win the entire match based off the back of that and mm. you know it's you you can you can make your own fun in Belfield. Uh, yeah sorry a bit remastered that'll be it and, yes and you know it's a good time until you get until the the map ends and then whoop, stupid idiots the 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 people that decide the democracy decides mm. that we want to play snipers on whatever stupid map shithole map yeah exactly and then yeah. we just rotate map. between the two vote out of that maps and, over yeah. And over. yeah and that's that's the game yeah kind of kind of kind of um but it is it is like it is a game where map like design is kind of everything right and when it's good it's so fucking good and when it's bad yeah it's a shithole sniper map uh yeah. but even then you can still find those pockets where yeah a can uh, a dedicated team of five can literally fuck up the entire enemy team's entire fucking plan disrupt everything and and just like oh you want every every tank spawning in this one spot well (laughs) we're gonna make it work anyway yeah yep yeah we did we we made some fucking Mm -hmm. made some plays god damn it Yeah. Anyways, that's that's why I wanted the game to be up here, but it looks like it wasn't. <laughs> oh, so bad I'm breaking flat. the rules now. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wait, so the Lap Brigade. You went with the Lap Brigade. I've gone with the Lap Brigade. He has. Go with Battlebit. Fuck it. He wants Battlebit. Battlebit it oh, is. What? Oh, but then he's gonna it's gonna screw with his list now. Yeah, what's he gonna do to your list? Oh we're gonna we're gonna get rid of Tears of the Kingdom, I reckon. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. That is a fucking shift. But you're ditching that <laughs> I think we just leave what we've got. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, Luke, what's your third? Uh well he didn't talk about Labrigade. Oh yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, Job talked about it earlier. It is a um what, what do you call these games? VR like... game. What? VR roguelike? Roguelike, thank you. Um where the goal is to uh go as far as you can um in, in a shooter and then you die inevitably or or you don't. And then you take on all the experience that you gain from that run, and then mm. you do it all again. Um, what I like about the Light Brigade is that there's there's a lot of um, like you can you can carry on a lot of progress. So like, okay, you you did this gun for a lot, and it wasn't the best, and then. You know, you had a bad time with it, but then you, you died, and then you moved on to another gun. Like it, it constantly throws new stuff at you, um, and 
it's just it's all a good time really like mm. um that's that's the fun thing about a vr game that you don't have to feel like oh i'm i'm doing this again oh i have to do this again um yeah the perspective like, shift is significant yeah, yeah. um Brigade is just you died and then you, you got to do you got to do a different gun or you got to do a different mechanic you know like if it's you know just reloading in a different way um it's just I constantly liked, i did one round with the there was like a class there's a class that has the grease gun mm-hmm. and it's a piece of shit <laughs> and uh what i did what i would do was i'd kill the like an initial enemy and pick up their car 98 and then i just switch to the carnate of everyone else that I killed the entire fucking way, so I didn't have to use the fucking shitty grease gun. That was pretty good. That was a good way to go through that game. Yeah, that was a cool, um, different way. It's it's all in all like just a, a fun experience, and then you're never feeling like, okay, well, I'm I'm dead. I've got no ammo. Got no, you know, everything is against me. But then if you die in that, you know, sort of feeling of adversity, you're still, there's still a way out of it, you yeah. know, like, um, and I think that's what really made Light Brigade enjoyable for me, um, is that all of the inf- um, information, all of the um, emphasis, all of the, everything that I put into it, I got something out of it. Um, and. And yeah, that's that's why it's my number three because I can't pick Battle Pit Remastered. Nice. All right, um, my number three is Diablo Four by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, oh, this is the game yeah. I have spent the most time playing this year. I um, yeah, it's my it's my go to game at the moment. So, uh, I pretty much have um. At this point of this season, like uh, I think I'm like 90 level 98, something like that at this stage. Um, so I'm pretty pretty close to getting to 100. Um, but as a as a fan of the original Diablo and all the ones that have come out after that, I think that this one is that they've uh, knocked it out of the park in terms of um, what they were trying to to deliver, uh, which is more clicking, more clicking experience. Um, it's compared to where like Diablo three was when that first launched and what is out with this experience, it's a completely, uh, fully fleshed out now live service game, uh, especially with their seasons that are ongoing now, um, which are rotating like every three months. Um, and the thing that I found that to be quite interesting with those is they, they mechanically, uh, handle differently um and so the season that's currently in is a uh, it's a vampire themed season where you're collecting different types of powers and those powers give you um increased buffs uh the i haven't looked into much too too much but the um the new season which starts in a couple of like two weeks i think um will be a uh, one where you get some sort of companion this mechanical com- companion where you can go collect parts and uh you can upgrade it and it'll follow you around and and and, uh yeah kill things for you um while you're roaming around so um 
you sort of compare the the three different seasons they've had now and they're all doing something that's a little bit different um and they're introducing different types of uh like tasks or, or events that you can complete out in the world um which i think is you, you're not necessarily doing the same thing over and over again you can kind of run out and there's a dozen different types of events that you can go and complete if you want to go do boss fights uh the the world events you can go do those or you can go do dungeons or go over to the hell tides and complete those or do runs in in certain other types of the the map and uh and then once you get to like if you're doing seasonal content once you get to the end game the the like you hit the 100 mark there's a completely another part of that that opens up later on and so um you can you're always there's always something to do there and then on top of that once you finish the season you can start again and you take over uh, all the the points that you acquired from that last character come across this new one uh and so it allows you to just continue rolling mm. ahead with a, a brand new character um and so with there being already a, a, a range of different characters that you can play as but each hero also has a variety of different skill trees that you can go down um like i can play as a sorcerer and there's you know i could do like a, a lightning mage or go down the fire path and so um you're not just necessarily having to play the same character as uh, as you picked up which was a, i think a problem that diablo 3 had if i was going to play the sorcerer then you were kind of relegated to just these core group of uh abilities that you could pick and so if Job and I wanted to play the same character, we would kind of run around with the same character. There wasn't really a whole lot of variety. Mm. Whereas this time around, there's we can play the same character and they feel completely different, which is I think is really neat. Um, and it also means that if I want to go play a rogue, I can play as a, you know, a rogue who is setting traps or as a rogue who is just standing back and uh, doing, um, I don't know, arrow damage or I can get in with daggers and poisons and that sort of stuff and so there's a variety of different ways to play it so uh yeah i've had an absolute blast uh the last year playing diablo 4 and i think it's um it's what i wanted out of it it's more clicking and and watching things blow up um i think the first season was a bit rough but they found their stride with the uh with season two um and yeah i i'm I'm keen to see where this goes you know the next couple of years because um they've only just stopped i guess technically supporting diablo 3 in terms of seasonal content they're looping back around but um it sounds like they're going to keep you know supporting this and uh it seems like the fan base is pretty happy with where things are at right now so yeah I, i've had a lot of fun with it um and it's a it's a game that i think if uh you know if it didn't come out, I don't know what else I'd be playing this year as my go-to game. It'd probably be PUBG, which is, you know, pressing terrible. <laughs> yeah. So that's my uh, number three. Uh, Joe, what's well, your boo. number oh, two? Uh, my number two is Amnesia: The Bunker. Uh, I feel like I've said it all already. Uh, I'll reiterate again, if you haven't played it, you should definitely play it. I think they did a new update real recently. Um, but yeah, you you will not like they they added this mode. I have I obviously haven't played it because I'm a fucking chicken shit, but uh <laughs> they added this 
updated mode where you now like the uh, the trick the trick that I abuse the most. If I abused any trick, and I've used a lot of tricks in oh, I abused a lot of them. But uh, there was this one trick. The save room that you've got is always safe because it has a metal door and the monster can't get through the metal door. And so I, I, I died a couple of times by not locking the door fast enough. But uh, most of the time, what I would do is I would literally go out on these exploratory, uh, it doesn't matter if I die runs where I would go, I would learn a lot of information and then I would get too spooked and I'd have to run back to the save room. Because it doesn't matter if I die, but at the same time, I like mentally am not able to overcome that hurdle, and I I don't want to die, so uh, I would then yeah. sprint back, and uh, I would like there are yeah I w- I would sprint back, I get to the save room and I close the door. They added this this fucking mode where the monster can bust through wooden doors. And they changed the save room door to a wooden door. They ch- made a bunch of other changes, but uh, yeah, they 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 did that, and uh, they randomized a bunch of the other stalker like behaviors and stuff. Uh, so it still learns from your your behaviors, but it's no longer as obvious what you are teaching it to do. And uh, I spent a lot of time hiding under a fucking table. <laughs> I spent a lot of time, like, throwing shit to get it to look one way while I sprinted the other. I spent a lot of time doing shit that uh, apparently no longer works. Uh, I don't think I can ever go back to Amnesia the Bunker, but at the same time, I think everyone should go to Amnesia the Bunker and just, just play it just once. Like, yeah, you never... Well, if they ever do Alien Isolation 2 and they do it right, where it's not a fucking 15-hour-long fucking slog, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, until then, you're never going to experience a game like Amnesia the Bunker because no game's ever done horror in quite the same way. No game has the guts to rob the player of all, okay, all so almost saying, all power. You're saying just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait for Alien Isolation 2. Okay, uh, do it. No, do it. Do it, do it. Amnesia the Bunker. Go. That challenge mode sounds rough. Oh, I, I don't know how... I don't... Like, I don't want to meet the person who can do it. I don't want to meet the person who has the fucking nerves to get through that shit. They must not experience <laughs> the world the same way that we do. You know, like, they just... Oh, yes, excellent. Very good. Yes, uh, moving through, moving through, and they're just like passing information completely different to how we do. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway, that's my right. number two. Perfect. Yeah, Amnesia the Bunker, it's on um, It's on Game Pass. Otherwise, it's on sale right now as well um, oh. till next week. Oh. So Will this be out by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Nice. All right, um, Jung, what is your number two? I'm going to put Axon TD in that spot. Um, could have could have had it at number one, but um, 
you know, as it is a personal list. And for me, it, it is, it's like a, a perfectly designed tower defense game. Um, is they stole your design? Yeah, basically. I mean, because the, the <laughs> like the the philosophy of it is just so close to what I was targeting with my game anyway. Yeah. That you know, and I am completely okay with admitting they just did everything better, and even their ideas were better. And um, yeah, so I'm really really happy with that one. Spent a lot of time. There's, I guess, the one thing that I touched on before, which didn't get quite into is that like how you know i mentioned before that sometimes when you pick certain towers they can be a whole separate game unto themselves yep so uh, an example of that would be um there's a a laser gate tower where like if you build two then there's a laser between them and anyone any creep walking through the laser gets hurt it's Um, lasered gets lasered and then mm-hmm. you can like you can upgrade the when you upgrade the laser towers it upgrades the whole laser network so you can design a maze where like uh the the creeps are being lasered at every moment when they're on the map and like you've upgraded the laser towers so much that they're being slowed and extra damage and you're getting more credits for for every kill um so that's a fun one to do uh, there's another one where like there's a uh, a laser tower that fires in one direction and there's an upgrade that you can get so that it has unlimited range. So then the game becomes about designing a maze where you have these really long straightaways and um, you know you, you get the most out of these like infinite range laser towers and then you, you turn a corner and then you, you do the same thing the other way. And you're, you're building the, the literal map as you play the game. Like, you know, you... It's it's a little bit roguelike in that way. Like like after every wave, you'll you'll choose like what new tower do I want or what new upgrade do I want? And after a few rounds you'll get like you'll get like a a piece of map that you can place mm. somewhere. And um, you know, you've got little tiles that you can put in certain places and you can like subtract tiles from the map and stuff like that. So you're literally building the map and uh, and it's as much around like, you know, I guess most tower defense games, even the ones that let you shape the paths of the creeps with the towers, they're about building the towers to suit the map. Whereas this one's a bit more two-way. It's like you're building the towers to suit the map, but you're also building the map to suit your strategy mm-hmm. in the towers. Um, yeah, yeah, so we uh, tried a bit of co-op as well. Um, like most tower defense games, the co-op doesn't have a fast-forward option. Um, I, I find that to be a thing in every tower defense game that has co-op. So, uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I guess I can't penalize them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, you know, separate co-op survival maps and stuff, um, where you have to like coordinate with someone else. Um, yeah, uh, I dig it. If you, if you like tower defense, Oh, it's, I'm, um, wish, I'm, I'm in, man. Like, uh, yeah, I've got it wishlisted, but I doubt, I'm, I'm sure I buy it before I see it on sale. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've I've spent so much time, and it's definitely worth the price of admission. I played an hour, another tower defense game recently called No Creeps Were Harmed. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was also good, but, um, but I don't know. I think Axon City is just, like, one of the best tower defense games I've ever played. It might even be better than, like, Defense Grid. Like, oh, because I, I hold Defense Grid as isn't like, that, you know, 
didn't you isn't that on the list isn't that one of your it should be in the spreadsheet on one of these years as one of your picks i'm pretty Possibly. sure well yeah because def defense grid 2 came out like yeah, probably maybe two. yeah while we were doing and i think when defense yeah. grid 2 came out i was in the heat of a score battle with god i forget the guy's name um but he had done like some writing for like a tech outlet um, I want to say, is it Craig Sims? I can't remember. But um, Defense Grid 2 from 2014, your, your pick number five. Hey, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> and funnily enough, like with Axon TD, I was also in a, um, a, a heated score battle with a guy named uh, Adam Rourke who wrote for Player 2. Yeah. Um, so we were, we've been going back and forth. And uh, I got in the top 10 in the world. Nice. Um, the, the game is in, you know, early access. So it's like, I don't know how many people are playing, but I got in the top 10. 11, but you yeah. made it. <laughs> oh, man. Can't make me laugh that hard. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, the cool thing as well is like you can watch the replays of the people who are in the, the leaderboard. Like, so you can look at the top 10 and watch what their strategies are. And it's always... A, a big variety of strategies like there's not like one op strategy that the top 10 like everyone in the top 10 is doing um yeah everyone's kind of doing it in a different way um, yeah right that's awesome yeah so anyway i'll, I'll shut up about it but axon td is great nice cool Sweet. uh cleb you're number two uh what did i go for number three then can you library read any more, Cleb? Is this what it's like every other year when I get way too drunk? And, uh, <laughs> no, because I, 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 I had one that I was going to pick and then one that I wasn't allowed to pick. Ah, yeah, to change things up again. All right. Uh, we're going to go with Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. So number two. Um, yeah, just, you know, like more of what I was expecting and, and then some in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, You're a Nintendo creep, right? Like, that's two like, Nintendo uh, games in the fucking list, isn't it? What did I Wait, do? Where's I did, his Ferrari? I did, Go his, on. <laughs> I did Super Mario Bros. Wonder, didn't I? Yeah, number two. Tears Love of the it. Kingdom. Look, yes. Oh, Pikmin's number one. Pikmin 4 Pik is number one, obviously. <laughs> I think I see a brown paper bag in the background there. Does that guy <laughs> cash in it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, Job's already uh, cashed in on next year or this year. So, easy, uh, easy. Yeah, right. I've got to go for last year's uh, <laughs> locked-in picks. Yep. Yeah, we'll go for Tears of the Kingdom for this one. Nice. Cool. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, it's just like the game Any that particular you, moments game... that you remember from... Do you remember anything at this point? Oh, it's been a while, eh? Um, it, it's it's game that you know, plus yeah. then and, and then some. Like, um, yeah, Death of the Kingdom is. What was your favorite temple of the temples? Temples. Nah, nah that was nah, probably fuck, the weakest fuck, part fuck of the off. fucking game, yeah. wasn't it? Like, that was probably like the that, the worst of that game was the temples were even worse that, than Breath of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sa same as Breath of the Wild. Like my yeah. my the the bit that I enjoyed was going through the game and not worrying about where I was up to or um 
yeah. what I, what I still had to do, and then yeah. you you bring up the list and it's like oh, oh I have to do yeah. these bits and I have to oh I have to go to the castle <laughs> and Job says I have to do this. And, uh, <laughs> I did like the yeah. rock dudes, though. They loved eating rocks. <laughs> they sure did. Luke, yeah. what's your favourite? Second favourite. Um, so my number two game I've picked is Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios. Um, so this is a late entry into the uh, into the list because I uh, I played about 15 hours when it first came out in, like, September um got swamped with everything else that came out and didn't get a chance to jump back in but like i said during the christmas break i have yeah i've put in about 80 hours since then and i'm still going um i think this game is fantastic i i didn't really get hooked into larian's other games like i i um i saw the appeal of them and uh and i had fun with them but it just wasn't really my thing and so i um i wasn't sure how i would go with this one and because i'm not a i'm not a big dnd player um i only played like a couple of times and uh yeah i just wasn't sure what to expect and so i sort of stuck with it i just kept you know when i when i jumped back into it i just rolled on and off i went and so it's i've had an absolute blast with this game like it is so well put together um and the thing that really impresses me is uh, and jung mentioned this before but like the storytelling and the branching of how you can run around and 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 everything you do has an impact on the world mm. it's it feels like you're you know you can make a little change over here and that affects so many things further down the line and you can kill it every single player as can die and if you're going and doing a quest and some npc that you're supposed to escort out is killed like that can have massive ramifications later on in the story um and i just do i do want to talk about some of my favorite moments and i'm sorry if this is going to spoil things for you chung but oh. it is in relation to the jar the, the dark urge uh origin I have, story i've heard okay i don't know the origin story but i've heard a little bit about what it's like yeah so like you are you, you can basically when you spin up a character there's different backstories you can select and that will affect your character and the way they talk to people or the things that you encounter in the world and the one that i pick was a dark urge uh, origin story and basically it's like your character wakes up and has this amnesia um but there's something about them that makes them like a little bit uh you know there's something that, that they want to kill they're, they're trying to hold this um this thing that is growing inside of them and and try uh you know not succumb to it um and so like really early on the game you come across this character and uh, well i came across this character and i i ended up taking her back to camp and the the dark urge the camp is like your main area where you can interact with all your companions and and party members and you rest and you regain health and uh so this companion is sorry this npc is there um, and the dark urge takes over one night and I can't resist it at this point. And so I end up killing this person and the, you get, a, you know, every time you're interacting with someone or, uh, interacting with the world, like you get a bunch of ch choices and you're, um, and those choices, uh, could be like four or five different selections. And then like, depending on the character that you've rolled, 
uh, maybe I've put a bunch of points into charisma. And so now I am, I can choose the charisma option. And if I've got enough in there, I can roll a dice, which is one of the most satisfying things that I've seen in a game this year. Just that dice animation is so good. Um, and you've also got all these other stats in your character, which can affect how that dice rolls. And so mm. maybe you roll a four, but you've got all these other buffs and that'll bring it up to like a 20 or a 25 or something. And so all of a sudden you succeed that check. Um, and so... Off of four? Yeah. <laughs> well, eventually you get real fucking high, Dang. depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so like, I end up not being able to resist this thing and I, I kill this poor woman who I brought back to the camp and I end up hiding her body in my stash because my dude is freaking out being like, what if people see me? Like, should I tell them? So I'm choosing all these things. Anyway, you roll onto act two, which is um, this whole area is surrounded by darkness. And I think it's one of the, from what I've played, like the best areas of the game. Um, I actually haven't been there yet. Cause like, what? I went- Have you not oh, finished? No, I finished the game, but I went overground. You, oh, know, you okay. know how they give you a choice? No. Yeah, you, you can take like the highway overground. Uh, yeah. so I, I haven't really seen much of the Underdark. Oh, sorry. No, not the Underdark, but the, like the, the top level. It's all, it's like surrounded by this darkness area and like where the last light in is. Have you been there? Oh yeah, yeah, that area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this whole area is like cursed and you need to carry a lantern around with you. Um, otherwise you're, you're, you're basically taking damage a lot of the time. And so um, with this dark urge story storyline, you end up in, running into this like leprechaun looking fuck who's like a skeleton man. Um, and he, he's basically telling you like, hey, there's this character named Isabel. I want you to kill her. Like you should kill her. The, the urge will take over. And so you have to weigh up these options. And she is basically this character at the, um, the, the Last Light Inn who is protecting all of these people who have flocked to this location. And she's got this spell running. And so they want you to kill her so that the entire area can then, I guess, overrun the inn. And so now you're like, um, like weighing up your options. Like, what should you do? Should you give in to the urge or should you try and resist it? And so as my character, I ended up, um, Blapping. just yeah, ba everyone. basically the choice is look, you kill her or or we're going, or the dark urge will kill your closest companion, your closest party member mm -hmm. in your team. And I'm like, oh shit, all right. So now I've got a choice to make. And so I end up like warning my companion. We end up tying myself up and I'm like having to roll fucking 20s and shit to try and do all this stuff. Um, and eventually like that works and it succeeds. And the the alternative is that like she could die or the companion could die or Isabel could die. And that whole area gets overrun and uh which means that like there's this giant fight that happens at the end of that act where all of those people in that inn come and help you through to try and take the tower and so there's all these little choices that you can make that have big impacts throughout your story and i just thought the way like that act the end of the act two i must have played for like 25 hours it was fucking so good like that whole area of that whole storyline of um storming this castle and uh opening a door and like there being like fucking 25 enemies that i've never seen before uh trying to fight me but at the same time i've got all these other people with me the npcs that are coming to help 
um I, I just thought that whole moment was really cool and then each battle is sort of like a puzzle in a way you're trying to figure out how you solve it and what you should be doing there's one point where like all those npcs are gone and i am in this really weird and bizarre place and there's like another 30 enemies behind this door and i'm like how the fuck am i supposed to fight all these like what is the trick here and so i end up like putting down because i'm playing a sorcerer i freeze the floor and so everybody that's coming towards me is like falling over and slipping and then i set a a giant um flame war up in front of me in this corridor so that every time they do try and get closer they're lighting themselves on fire and they can't really come and get to me and so um trying to figure out ways of like how do i solve this problem the game is throwing at me um is there a trick to it or do i use the utilities that i've got in my team um and there are a bunch of like encounters that you come up against and there are there's puzzle elements involved in it you've got to try and figure out what the thing is to try and solve it and uh, i just haven't had an experience um like that in quite a while and, and yeah just everything that's just like a small snippet into this 90 hours that i've played this very small backstory that feels like it's got huge waves of um story elements that can change the game and it just keeps going on every time you run into someone you, you find a poster on a wall in the city and it's like this person is lost and that opens up a new quest and it takes you on like a five-hour journey of this rabbit hole like um or, or like breaking into a um uh th there's a there's a prison i'm breaking into right now and i could walk through the front door and, and i could try and convince them i'm supposed to be there i could kill everybody or like there's there's secret hidden passageways or like it, there's just different so many different ways that you can sort of approach each of these missions that just blows my mind every time i do it and i think there are very few games out there that take that approach um and deliver yeah. it in such a satisfying way uh and so yeah uh, my my biggest disappointment is that i hit the level cap and i didn't know there was a level cap uh and so now i'm sort of just completing quests for the fun of it and and um uh i guess getting more gear so uh i wish there was i could just keep fucking leveling at this point yeah i think the narrator yeah. really crushed it as well like the narrator's voice throughout the whole game is really good voice acting oh uh, yeah all of them do a fantastic job yeah and uh, like I, I respect a game that has such a commitment to story that there are several points where the story can just end like you make the wrong choice game over yeah yeah like, no no combat like no that's it like <laughs> load your save file but you know yeah <laughs> Yeah. I've got so many save files of me like save scumming to certain points and quick saving mm -hmm. and just to see like all the different outcomes that can happen. I'm like, that person can actually die? Like, what the fuck? That's yeah. insane. They seem like such a pivotal person <laughs> in this story. I got to um, one of those points where my, my whole party died and my and it was just, it was literally just game over for your whole party. Yeah. Because I fucked around and I was like, I, I, was, I, was, I was given a bit of sass and I'm... Um, <laughs> And game was like, oh no, you die. <laughs> well, like in that in that dark urge story I was talking about, if I was to not kill Isabel and then kill my companion in the party, unbeknownst uh, to me not being able because I have no mm. choice in the matter, when everybody in the party wakes up, they all attack me. Like <laughs> everybody turns and is like, "What the fuck have you done?" Type <laughs> thing. And I could try and talk my way out of it, or um, yeah, it just completely like yeah, it, it's 
the the branches that the story can take like i'd love to see that and um yeah i don't know man like playing a second playthrough i think would be super interesting because you can then go because uh, yeah like you i didn't do the underground i, I didn't do the undercity stuff and yeah um anyway i think it's a phenomenal game i was not expecting it to be this good um and i think they knocked it out of the park and i don't know why job uninstalled it i think you should play it <laughs> it's like witcher 2 because i, I just like second yeah. act thing like you know there's in witcher 2 where they made you decide which way you wanted to go and then that meant you wouldn't see this whole section of the game yeah 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 in act two so it's a bit like yeah. that like in act two i just didn't see any underdark so now in my next playthrough i've got all that to look yeah. forward to well i went i went down there and then left at a certain point because i was getting walloped but right. um that yeah there's just so many the, the world is enormous and th there's so many quests and different choices you can make and different characters you can run into and like literally just kill companions or party members at the start of the game if you yeah. want to and that's your story I, I was getting my ass kicked as a druid man in the early game the druid was useless but it's like you can talk to animals mm. no <laughs> combat benefit like yeah i was just getting freaking owned until i changed over to an assassin and then i was pretty useful easy yeah all right, so that's my number two, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, let's go back to top. Job, what is your number one pick of 2023? I think it's going to be a bit of a surprise to all of you. Baldur's Gate. But it's, uh, it's Crime Boss, got it list. Rock A City. What did you put on the list? Oh. That's not it. Where's, where's the list? <laughs> Wrong. Crime boss. Rock A City. There's this one bit where Kim Basinger goes, <laughs> who's attacking you? Rappers. And it's basically the best line in a video game in the history of video games. It, I haven't laughed that much. Uh, almost ever. Like, oh, I think ever. Um, I, I watch it whenever I'm down. I, I just go back and I'm like, oh, who's attacking you? <laughs> Rappers. Like, she nails it. And Michael Madsen walks in. Like, it's it's, yeah, it's perfect. Like, it's it's perfect video game, really. So your number three is subverting video games. I'm sorry? Your number three is subverting video game expectations. My number three? Is that not what we're up to? One no, absolutely drunk one. motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> this is yeah. like Job last year. <laughs> Isn't that what I said half it. hour ago? Your number three. Yeah. Your number one. No, is my number one. Not video games. It's Starfield. Get the fuck what out the of fuck? here. It's Starfield. It's Starfield. Starfield's amazing. Everyone's a hater, right? I already, I already had my rant. Right, but allow me to illuminate everyone on a moment that fucking I thought was really good. There's a there's a mission towards the end uh, of which where, playthrough? Huh? Which playthrough are you up to? Oh, I'm most of the way through my second playthrough, but I, I right. Don't, so you haven't finished it yet, probably. I don't care to. I feel like you can't talk about it unless you've played uh, through eight yes, times. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, um. Towards the end, you go to this lab, and the lab has been uh, 
Uh, it's it's the the mission. The quest is called. I think it's uh, entangled, and uh, it's stuck in a state of quantum entanglement. Starfield deals a lot with uh, multiverse shit, uh, and in this particular circumstance, uh, you are trying to puzzle out what happened in this lab between the two states. Uh, that that exists between uh, this one or these two multiverses. Uh, in one, a catastrophe where everyone died. In the other, um, a a tragedy averted, but one person uh, had to give up their life to save everyone else. And uh, you're trying to work out why this happened. Uh, everyone I know who's gone up to this. Mission. Uh, they solved it in one or two ways. There was actually a third way, which I found and did, um, where you can save literally everyone. And uh, yeah, that's what I, I saved everyone. Uh, it, you know, it it was how I played the game, like by you know, fucking. Ugh, uh, mm-hmm. Compulsively going through every single corner and looking at every single piece of loot. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it led me to the information required to save literally everyone and uh, bring the two scenes back together. And that was fucking rad. It's not, like, obviously Starfield has its problems. Like, huge problems. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, But no game captured my imagination the way Starfield did this year, uh, by a long, long way. Uh, I I dream about games sometimes, and uh, I dream I'm I'm like in games. Uh, I know I'm not, obviously, but in the dream, I can't differentiate reality and the dream. And uh, it doesn't usually happen outside of games that I'm deeply obsessed with. And I did with Starfield. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. That's my pick. Can't go past it. Good stuff. Let's do it. Um, yeah, staff. like I said, man. Did I'm, you say I'm, uh, Good stuff. Stuff. Starfish. I am um, definitely jumping into that one again once I'm probably done with uh, Baldur's Gate. So, uh yeah, but it's not going right. to make your top five list because we no, all know what I your can, number one is. I can talk about that. Um, all right, Jung, what is your number one game? Well, it looks like everyone's number one here is um, some version of oh, who did this? Field. Fucking drunk Job. Matter <laughs> be. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put um, Tears of the Kingdom as my number one. Nice. You know, <clears throat> kind of sad that, I mean, I, I wanted the finals to be on my top five. I wanted Armored Core to be on my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh-oh. there's not enough room, maybe even Mechabellum, but um, not enough room. Too many good games. Yeah. And um, yeah. I don't know, when I think about the best game that was coming out in 2023, I, I think it is. I think it is Tears of the Kingdom. Um. Yeah, enough's been yeah. said about it. That's just uh, it's just the best game. 
for me. Yeah. Cool. I really, really, really hope the Switch 2 comes out this year and it's backwards compatible with... It has to be. Right? Like, that'd be... It'd be crazy if it wasn't. But, like... And then I can just chuck my fucking Tears of the Kingdom cartridge in and play it how I think it should be played. Oh, goats for everyone. Outside of outside of emulating it in the best possible manner. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh Jung, good stuff. Uh Cleb, what is your number what are we up to for you? Three? I, I don't I've lost oh, count yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. He's no, he's going backwards. He's at four now. <laughs> it's supposed to be your number one. I don't know where you're at though. No. What what's happening? Look. Um Battle Bit has confused everything. I think we're up to uh, number one, and it's going to be Viewfinder. Get the oh, fuck out wow. of here. Look, look, look. Get it, the fuck out of here. Did you mean to say Starfield? Oh, no. You meant to say Starfield. Viewfinder is was one of the, the game. Look, this fucking top five list is fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's insanity. Joe, did you see yours last year? You couldn't talk. <laughs> I, didn't fly. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. How did you interpret whatever the fuck I was talking about? I think we picked them for you. Thank you. That is, that you is, must have given right. us 12 games during that list, I think. <laughs> well, Ellen Ring won, and that's all that matters. Yeah. But I don't have the luxury of that this ah, year. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with Viewfinder for number one somehow. Um, yeah, just like... But but the, when I go into games, I want to just chill out and I want to just enjoy games. And that, for me, was what Viewfinder was this year. I was able mm -hmm. to just sit back, take pictures of what I thought might help me in the journey of uh, video game experience. And sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't. And I just had a good time with it. That's what you find. Yeah, you did. That is fair. That is fair. Mm. Can I change mine to Elden Ring? <laughs> you can't. You cannot. Elden Ring level one. What if, uh, <laughs> if, if only, if only the expansion had come out last year? But it's yeah. going to come out this year. Mm. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, Bloodborne twenty twenty three. Bloodborne. Yep. He's garbage. Remake. Every year. Anyway. Anyway, we don't need to hear Luke's. We all know what it is. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Alright, <laughs> we don't want to hear Luke talk about what it was gonna be out. Baldur's Gate. No, it's not Baldur's Gate. It's definitely Alan Wake 2. Everyone knows uh, 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 let me let me say Luke's piece about <laughs> Alan Wake for him. Alright. Oh my god, I cannot believe that Remedy had the guts to put together a, an experience quite like Alan Wake 2. It's got it all. Boring story, terrible gameplay, over, overacting. Like, the overactingest overacting you've ever seen. Uh, maps? Did you, do you like maps? Have you ever gotten a piece of string and tied it around a, or put it on a corkboard or something? Because if you haven't, you don't know your, the gameplay you're missing out on because it's fucking 
primo. Uh, sorry, Luke. Uh, my number one is The Legend of Zelda Tears <laughs> Get of the Kingdom. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, <dude. laughs> Um, I put together a list of about 10 games, and I think any other year, uh, any one of those games would have been in my like top two. <clears throat> it was a stacked year. Um, on top of that, like one of the games that I think that that made my uh, best games of the year list was Marvel's Midnight Suns. That didn't come out last year, but it came out like December twenty of twenty twenty two, and and I got a chance recently to actually spend some time with it. And that probably would have been a game that would have been on my list last year. It was that good. Um, but yeah, there, there's a couple of games I'll mention that, that didn't make my list, which again, if it came out this year, it probably would. Um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All those games just missed out, but easily could have been number one if it was this year, because they're that good. Um, yes, my number one is Alan Wake 2. I, uh, I enjoy games that give me big surprises um, and remedies shift to a survival horror game. Uh, I wasn't sure how that was going to pan out and I had an absolute blast with it. Um, I think that this being their first uh, remedy connected universe game and actually um, delivering on that in terms of starting to flesh out this world a bit more that they or this universe that they created um we got bits and pieces of that with with control um and to a certain point with 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 some of their other games like quantum break but now that it's actually officially a thing and we're starting to see them fold those characters and stories and and different games into one another um i think that we haven't seen something like this in games before the storytelling what they're doing with that um it's and it's clear that they don't have the rights to you know max pain anymore yeah. and they don't have the rights to quantum break but that's not stopping them they they've created these new characters um which they've already had in past games um and they've put them into this world and you know as much as you want to say alex casey is a brand new character i know deep down and you know sam lake would never admit this because he would probably get his ass sued but alex casey is max oh, Payne. it's the same you know it, it's this weird world where alex casey who is portrayed by um uh, sam lake voiced by the uh late uh james mccaffrey who, who passed away uh on our break during christmas uh, from cancer um, who was the uh, voice of uh, Max Payne uh, director Zach Trench in Control um, he was Alex Casey in, in Alan Wake 1 and 2 um, so he's he's voicing that character this time around uh, he obviously voiced Max Payne um, it's the same character playing Max Payne from Sam, Sam Lake and Alex Casey uh, they look and dress the same like there's a lot of stuff in there they are dancing a line by not calling it that, but that's who that character is. And then you've got other stuff in there with like, um, uh, obviously Lance Reddick couldn't, he sadly passed away, but um, you've got a character like Mr. Door, who is the same character. 
<laughs> from Quantum Break, and then you've got um, uh, uh, Iceman is back, but he's not the same character from Quantum Break. He is playing another character who is clearly the same character, but he's not. So, like, they're starting to put all this stuff together, and I think that what they're doing here is telling a super fascinating story, bringing all these worlds together. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that Sam Lake is, like, um, he, he's the storytelling is doing stuff that not a lot of creators out there can do. I think that Kojima has gone off on a weird tangent of creating these bizarre worlds and trying to, he's almost like Pokemon. He's trying to collect as many actors as he can to put in his game, um, in a nonsensical story where I think is Sam Blake is actually delivering interesting and unique stories, um, and worlds uh the gameplay I, I i enjoyed quite a lot the two characters uh you know saga anderson being in the real world while alan wake is trapped in the dark place and that is more of a survival horror experience um the way that the shadows behave in this world and whether or not they're actually going to attack you or not um them coming to life and lashing out at you um i thought it was super interesting and engaging way of putting a lot of tension into the player's control. Um, you know, will they will they just fizzle out or are they going to turn into something that can attack you? Um, and then some of the best level, level design that I've seen in the games, um, not only just from like a, 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 you know, going down a set of stairs, but all of a sudden being on a rooftop, like being able to, to play with the world in interesting ways like that. But um, the Ocean View Hotel, I thought, was one of the best levels I've played in, in in years. Um, you know, going into, going into this environment and picking up these different pieces of the story and Mm -hmm. then going into, uh, uh, Alan Wake's like writing room and changing the actual environment, having that instantaneously change the world around you and open up previously, uh, unlocked or locked doors or, new ways to navigate the world I thought was super interesting um, and engaging. And so the whole, that whole mechanic I thought was, was a lot of fun. Um, and, and just the way that you would sort of navigate those areas and, uh, and, and how it would present not only a, uh, like a, an, an interesting way for you to interact with the world, but also filling in parts of the story and, and really fleshing it out. Um, mm. The other second one was obviously We Sing, which everybody has, I think, at this point talked about. Which, uh, yeah, d- doing so, a, is that a sequel in- to You Sing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, You Sing, and then We Sing. Ah, right. Yep. So the uh, this is the musical level in Alan Wake Two. Everybody's we, it was at the Game Awards. They did that on screen, but this was actually a Fuck level it would have in been game. incomprehensible. <laughs> to anyone who hadn't played alan wake to that point well i mean the 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 song itself is a story it's telling you the events of the last game as well or what he's been through in the past so it's sort of like a catch-up uh but job clearly skipped it as we can tell by everything he does with his story what i do baby um i am what i am so i thought that was that was brilliant engaging and on top of that i played through a second time when they released a new game plus update um which 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 the way that the story is told and the way that that game ends it fits into new game plus 
in an extremely interesting way that I've not seen done before. It goes back and you get new um, new interactions with the characters. There's new collectibles you can find. It changes the narrative of the story because it because I don't want to spoil this one because it's a big one. But it does affect the... Um, yeah, it does affect the uh, overall like outcome of the action. The end of the game is different compared to the first time you played. How many times have you finished it? Twice, which is the only thing. Sorry, you haven't finished it eight more times. I'm sorry, you haven't finished it. (laughs) Once we get to the DLC, I'm sure that'll change things (laughs) up again. Um, but yeah, what what it's like the interactions with the FBC. I didn't expect them to play such a big role in the game, which is the 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 uh federal bureau of control which is the main sort of thing the environment in uh control of the game and so uh yes, yeah uh, one, like, maybe th- that's the song yeah mm. no yep. it's actually it's different um so yeah this the in, i had a, a, a absolute blast of the game uh the entire cast i think did a phenomenal job with the story um and the the acting and i'm super glad that you know this was on top of everybody's radar it did really well in um the game awards and and critics and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's it's absolutely one that i think people should check out and ignore Job because he's eight stories yeah and it's scary as shit like there are moments in the game that fucking even after playing it a second time i was like all right this is tell us why why you don't like it jerry uh i don't like it because it's got story we've established this point job does not like story (laughs) games he skips through everything no it's i don't skip through everything it's it's uh like horrors horrors a coin flip right horror games are a coin flip right like if a game's not scary to you right if it's not actively scaring you like callisto protocol versus fucking Dead Space, right? Like, is the perfect fucking, like, example of this, right? Callisto Protocol wasn't scary because it didn't actually uh, land any of the fucking initial scares that it was going for. And so everything that happened was just a, a little bit silly, right? And if it never regains that ground, then the... The horror, the tension never fucking lands. The never, the tension never fucking secures its footing and can't actually do what it needs to do to to get the player, the whoever is engaging with it, to be scared, right? And if that's the primary fucking thrill element, then it's in, in a lot of trouble, right? So Callisto Protocol put me offside early. I didn't think, uh, what's his face? Josh Duhamel was, Demel. Demel was, uh, was conveying the, uh, urgency of the situation. And then you go to something like Dead Space earlier this year, which is a game that I've played before, but it was still capable of scaring me, uh, because they got all of the external elements right. Uh, and then you, you go to something like Alan Wake, which I thought took too long to kick off. Uh, I'm this fat dude. I'm walking around. I'm like, eh, whatever. 
Uh, I don't really care. I'm trying to see the fat dude's penis for a long time. Unsuccessfully. Like a, it's like, it's like a 60 second intro. But <laughs> just not, just not happening. And then, um, Oh, and then, uh, yeah. Like by the time I'm playing as the, this cop chick, I'm not Alan Wake. I'm wondering where the primary protagonist is. I'm not thrilled with the, um, I don't know, the engagement element of putting fucking string on a corkboard or whatever the fuck, uh, or, you know, the, the detective element that doesn't really seem to require my input. And then that's, that's what, that's what happens with horror games or, or comedy games is you wind up in a situation where whenever whatever is supposed to be landing isn't landing you you start to ask questions right like you start to ask well why isn't it landing what's going wrong here what's really happening here the the story is engaging if you're engaged with it but not so much like if you're not then you're just walking through some weird town where everyone's obsessed with coffee for whatever reason i understand it's supposed to be a twin peaks thing but i never cared mm. for twin peaks so i never really like tra transformed beyond that and then yeah finally this coffee world huh coffee world it's a place you yeah, go to no I, I understand that on a, on a fundamental level i just never <laughs> fucking work for me um and then like like, you don't, you don't, it's supposed to, well, no, you know what? We can boil it down to something real fucking simple. I was expecting Alan Wake, which was an action horror game in the tradition of Resident Evil 4. It's action thriller. All right. Psychological thriller. From not, the box. No, it's an action, it's, but it is an action game. I was expecting an action game in the, in the vein thriller. of action, uh, of Alan Wake 1. And I didn't, I didn't even wield my gun for the first like two and a half hours of Alan Wake Two. You know, like I'm just wandering around, looking at shit on the ground. Mm. It's a fucking walking simulator for fucking two and a half hours. And then when I finally do get to point my gun at something, the combat sequence is over in fucking thirty seconds, and I'm back to fucking walking around again. That's the problem. They they pitched it as a sequel to Alan Wake. They should have done something else, in my opinion. They should have called it Bright Falls or something. They should have differentiated mm. it so that they could the delineate. The Saga Saga. The Saga Saga. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Twin Shrieks. Oh, <laughs> genius. Well, the problem is that you spent, as you said, the 60-second intro, you spent way too long looking at, trying to find some dude's dick, uh, it's not two and a half hours before you get to shoot something. It's ah, like literally two and a half hours. Whatever, you know. Like it is a long time though. It is a significant like portion of time. Minutes. It's not twenty minutes. It's more than twenty <laughs> minutes. Like it's it's the yeah the pacing wasn't and like in when a you, in a twenty hour game, twenty five hour game, maybe it shouldn't played, be twenty five hours. I played through the early bits, and then you get to play a saga, and you go off uh, exploring things. And? and well, it was a lot of uh, 
walking and then oh now it's scary right like yeah but but it's it's a lot of like yeah i think i've said it on the podcast before i don't i never felt like i was an important part of the game experience and like that is critical that is a that is a element of a horror game that raises its head over and over and over again because if you're invested in the horror like i had the exact same problem with uh evil within Uh, i didn't feel like i was an important element outside of passing mechanical skill checks of which there were too many in a really bad way in evil within um i never felt like i was important to the the progress of the story i was it was like a it was essentially an on rails shooter right and you contrast that with uh resident evil uh one two sort of three four and that's that's not true right like you are quite important there there aren't you're not you don't have wide open areas but you are solving puzzles and stuff like that whereas in Alan Wake 2 early I just felt like the only option like there was never yeah I couldn't really fuck it up right like I it was it was progressing yeah and the only time it wasn't progressing was when I wasn't holding up for the play button to move you know and that yeah it just struck me as a story that would have been better told it was a kojima story it was a, it would have been better told as a fucking film but at the same time eventually i did get to the alan wake stuff where you're changing the story realities yeah and that was stuff that could only be told in a video game uh that was different but the moment-to-moment gameplay was still largely the same to me. So, well, uh, you were running past enemies. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, because because the <laughs> the shadow enemies didn't need to be shot, and I had limited ammo. So, why would I ever stop? You know, like why would I ever stop to shoot them? Because I could just run past them. Anyway, so we stopped to play Fortnite Rocket Racing. Ah, of course. Yeah. The Gaps Game of the Year 2023. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, there you go. That is everyone's top fives. Good there stuff. You go. Yeah. Done it. We've we've done it. We've All wrapped right. it up. It's finished. All right. We're gonna call yeah. an ambulance to get uh Club's stomach pumped because he is suffering from alcohol poisoning. Apparently, I am uh, recovering somehow from last year's. Uh, I've like taken on board last year's Job antics. Yes. Yep. You definitely have it. Because this... Job was crawling on the floor at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was fucked last year. I was fucked. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember, but I've heard reports. Uh, Do you remember yeah. any video game launched last year? <laughs> no. No. Nothing. Just wiped it from his brain. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's better that way. Yeah. Uh, All right. Cool. That was the year, 2023. Um, let's do some final wrap-ups here. Right. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, all the places you podcast from, The Gap or The GA Podcast. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us on the internet. You can find us on Discord, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things video game related, uh, including TVs, movies, books, 
uh, Fantasy Critic League and play video games as well. Um, that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to uh, jump into the uh, the Patreon, help us support the show, you go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast and uh, you get the podcast a little bit earlier every week when we're able to do it. So we appreciate everyone's support. When there are um, embargoes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. And it uh, helps us pay the bills for the uh, for the website, which is muchly appreciated. You go to yeah. thegapodcast.com for that. Includes past episodes of the show and anything else that we decide to put up there um, to check out. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. We'll do some quick shout outs. Uh, uh, Jung, is, uh, where can, if people want to check out what you're doing, is there anywhere people can find you? Yeah, just the junglist on Twitter. It's the best nice. spot. Uh, Cleb, what about yourself? Are you still on Twitter, John? Yeah. Are you on Twitch, motherfucker? Oh, yeah, I'm on Twitch. Hang on, I'm on YouTube as well, but I was thinking about doing more YouTube stuff this year. But uh, on Twitch, I'm Jungipoo. Exclamation point. Get all of Jungie's different AI voices. Yeah, yeah. Hop on Mm. Twitch, (laughs) Jungipoo, and you you can make different voices say different things with my stupid AI models. And then YouTube, hang on. I think it's just at the junglist. That's my channel. Nice. Cool. Uh, Cleb, what about yourself? Anything you want to pimp out? Give a shout Uh, out to? No, that was it. Um, If you want to follow along to Fantasy Critic, then you'll find that in our uh, GA Podcasts Discord channel. Um, That's where it is. on, on, On another uh road to victory but it's better Stephen bradbury's way to another fucking victory is it Stephen bradbury when you've already won <laughs> he might feel... be. you know he didn't win twice in a row and you're not no. gonna either so okay yeah. so i've got the one in a row and um yeah, yeah. when you when you flipped it once <laughs> and yeah, you flipped it to an asterisk victory a victory in the first place, because it was only a half year, so it didn't really count. But yeah, yeah, it was a good effort. I'm taking it, and uh, let's see how we go. Yeah, nice, good stuff. Um, well, there you go. Uh, you can catch Job and I uh, back on the podcast next week, regularly scheduled week? podcast. We talk about we'll that. What? what? We're starting next week again? Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. We're starting this week. Well, this is it. I thought we were going to a break between fucking weeks and stuff. We just had breaks. Oh, we had six weeks off. Oh, I didn't even talk about Japan. All right. We had five weeks off. Yeah, we'll be back next week All to right, talk about I'll talk that about stuff. Japan. All right, good. Yeah. Um, we've got we got a bunch of different games we'll be talking about. Uh, uh, Prince of Persia, Joe mm. mentioned, mm. Last of Us. Mm. Um, there's another game that's under embargo, which we can't talk about yet. But there's things. Mm. We're going to kick things off. Mm. Uh I don't know what we're talking about this year because there's like four games that have been announced and that's it. Yep. It's going to be a surprise. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. week is going to be like a surprise. Ooh, I think. It's a shadow drop. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was holding out for GTA 6 and then that didn't happen. And yep. they were like, oh, fuck. We can Man. come out now. Yeah. We should, we should shadow drop. Everyone loves a shadow drop. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just put it out. It's going to be good. Um, all right. I just want to give a quick shout out to Jung and Kleb. Oh. Thank you for for helping us this year. Um, carry uh, look at the I don't know carry the show and and, and look back at the the big year that was twenty twenty three. And 
Yeah, it was, it was fantastic year, as we've said a yeah. hundred times already. Really good year. Yeah. Um, some may say one of the best. Yeah, definitely. Some may say it wasn't. You have to figure yeah, out who that was. Probably Joe. Yeah. It would have been me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming along. We appreciate uh, hanging out for. Yeah, it was awesome. For six hours, which still seven hours nearly fucking yeah. we still over over budget um it wasn't as bad as last year which i think was 14 mm-hmm. hours the podcast it was definitely not it was like 17 hours to record that thing it was stupid i remember most of it so okay. <laughs> not a bigger deal yeah um hopefully we can uh convince you to come back at some point and talk about other things that aren't just end of year stuff mm. um that would be you can twist fan- my arm noise yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and I just want to give another big shout out to uh, all the patrons out there helping support the show. Uh, you know, it, it does help quite a lot. And uh, yeah, we appreciate your support every single month. So thank, thank you so you. much. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, there you go. That is it for this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Last year. This is, that is it for last year. For last year. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's this year, that's last year. It's done. It's in the bucket. It's off. We've kicked it down the hill. And uh, we're picking up this new bucket with nothing in it for this year. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. What's what's the bucket? bucket. I don't know. You brought up the bucket. Whose bucket is this? Shouldn't have brought up the bucket. Shouldn't have brought it up. No. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. More podcasts. See you then. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Bye.